Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis, and featuring the Seven Deuce Deuce, Adam and Tick And now strap in and get ready, it's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, April 23rd, 2018. And the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. Show 336. Go Leafs, go. Thank you for listening. Great show tonight. Lots to talk about. Like, a shit ton of stuff to talk about. Foxborough Supercross is come and gone. We'll talk about the past. We also got Zach Osborne on from the Rockstar Energy Husky team to talk about his win. Weston Pike from the JGR Suzuki team will be on. Kyle Peters, also from the JGR team, will be on. Peters got a third this past weekend. Wrote a great race. We'll have him on later on. Danny Massey from Maxima Oils will be on. To answer whatever oils question you have, and there's a lot of them out there. So he'll be on to set the record straight. Goldie Scope. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data. All on board with us tonight, as are you people. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. You got something on your mind. Something you want to talk about. You have an opinion about what happened this weekend in Foxborough? Give us a call. Yeah, we got the BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment. The X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. The Gear Alley cold call. Race Tech rant of the night. All coming up here on the show. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. You can get this on uh, the app, Pulp Mix app. You can listen to this on TuneIn. You can get this on uh, the archives, on Stitcher, on iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts from. PulpMXShow.com. PulpMXShow.com slash deals. Sponsored deals is where we get our codes from to help you save money on racing, on things you buy, supporters of ours. 702-586-7857. We're going to give some shit away tonight, too. Thanks to Fly Racing and Maxima for that, and X-Brand also. Lots to give away. We're going to do our draw for a, a set of, of Rockstar uh, gear, Fly Racing gear we're going to give away from last week. Fantastic to have you people on board, and uh, fantastic to have these gentlemen in studio. They're my friends. First up, from KieferIncTesting.com, former pro rider, Loves Altas, sandwiches, and Yamahas. Yeah. Chris Kiefer. That's very good. That's right. What's up? Those three things are really nice. They Thanks are. for having me. They are. You you love Capriotis. Oh, I hit it up again. Every time I'm here, that's my spot now. I brought you a Sammy. Pookie didn't want one. <laughs> no, I, yeah. His, this guy to the right of me's bitch ass couldn't eat it, so uh, I, I just ate one myself. You love sandwiches. I love it. Love sandwiches. And thank you for introducing me first and not uh, this guy. Well, we went with the the other guy's intro, so I figured (laughs) I'd go with you first. Okay. The other guy here, of course, former co or popular co host of our show, Privateer Hero. He's missing a couple of races with an injured collarbone. Hopefully, he's back in Vegas. 
the Seven Deuce Deuce. What up? What up? How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. Well, I mean, as good as I can yeah. be. We got a fracture to the collarbone, and uh, hopefully we'll be in Vegas racing in two weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the fact, you'll be back before the end of the year. Absolutely. It's been a good year for you. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a really good, good year, year for you. Yeah. It has. Uh, all-time high for Mains. Yep. 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 All-time high. Hopefully we can finish strong at Las Vegas. Yep. How uh, many? How many? Um, Seven. 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 Yeah. Seven. It's good. Um, So we got lots to talk about tonight. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um. Producing the show, holding things down over there, coming in on time this week. Seems a little bit more ready, a little bit more prepared than usual, a little less frazzled than usual. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Funny part about that is I came at the same time I did last week. No, you did not. Yes, I sure did. I could be distracted by this hockey game. <laughs> We're lucky to have him here right yeah. now. Oh, we are. It's going to be a mess. The third period is coming up. <laughs> I may just hand the mics off to these two. Yeah. <sighs> and that's oh. it. At least go down. Like, if you're going to do that, go downstairs so we don't have to hear you. Okay. All just right. We can do that. Fair enough. Yeah, I can do that. Um, uh, I went to game uh, five in Boston after the Supercars. It was fantastic. Good seats? Yeah. I, yeah. Good. Expensive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Expensive? Yeah. Um, get, you you uh-huh. went by yourself? I went by myself. I, dude, imagine this. <laughs> That's so My sad. God. Imagine this. That's so sad. I went around the Supercross pits. <laughs> I went around the Supercross pits, and no one seemed interested in going to a hockey game. You asked uh, other people? Oh, yeah. No one wanted to you go? You know who I didn't ask? I should have asked Dougie from Cowie. He would have went. He's Canadian. Shit. Did you ask me? You weren't there. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but uh, anyways, before we get to... The, the, the you know the, the what everyone's talking about what everyone is wants to, to 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 discuss what everyone's got a lot of opinions on. Welcome to the Ridgeline Club, Seven Dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Ridgie Life, baby. Uh, Ridgie Life, Honda uh, World Downey. Oh, Thirty man. minutes. Thirty minutes from anywhere in LA. Go see Steve down there. Mention Pulp MX. That's what the Seven Deuce Deuce did. And he got himself a Honda Ridgeline. Got rid of the Ranger. A tear shed for the Ranger, though. A tear shed for the Ranger. Let's not, I've had some good times in Let's the Ranger. Let's not forget about what the Ranger's done yes, for us. The Ranger has done big things. But you have moved up. You are like, like the Jefferson. Hey, you, you are moving on we're up. We're moving up. We are moving on. I mean, this Ridgeline, too, is so weak. On the world, Downey, everybody. How was the service down there? <laughs> Top notch. You got, black, you, got a, you got a black one? Nothing but the best. Black, yeah, black, black sport, yep. Ridgeline, riding clean. Dude. Seven, dude. Oh, black dude. on black, dude. <laughs> He's got no a idea. Honda in a Honda. <laughs> I know. Hey, and you know what the best part? So I'm, I'm calling Kiefer, and I'm like, hey, Keefe. Bro, he's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm coming up the hill. And he's like, oh, sweet. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. I'm going 72 up the hill, bro. <laughs> it's not the Ranger, bro. The Ranger taps out at 55 up the hill, bro. Really? Oh, yeah. Did it really? Dude, the Ranger's like up the hill. Oh, back her down. Back her down. Well, welcome. Welcome to the club. Hey, we're going places. You have a trunk. You're going to put your gear in the trunk. You're going to leave your gear in the trunk. Put some tools in there. <laughs> You're going to have to kick your ass into your bike sideways, though. Oh, no way, bro. We got the bed extender, dude. Bed extender, bro. Come on, man. Bed extender. Can you go straight in with the bed extender yeah. well, without you can kicking go, it? You can go straight in um, with the tailgate down, obviously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But, I mean, sideways, you can get it in there. Okay. Come on now. All right. He's Come got a now. Honda in a Honda. A yeah. Honda in a Honda. Hey, Marks, quickly, let's go right to Chris Kiefer to talk about what he wants to talk about Ridgelines. We, we do have a quote from him on here. 
I fucking love Ridgelines. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh Thank you very God. much, Chris Keeper, for that. <laughs> hey, Keeper, found that one, bro. Honda World Downey, Honda everybody. World, baby. Honda World Downey. 30 minutes from anywhere in L.A. Go to Steve. Best anywhere Go to LA. Steve, baby. Anywhere. Fuck. Anywhere. anywhere. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, on Racer. Are we up? Are we? Oh, we're not up? Oh. Screw you people, then. What's wrong? What's going on with the camera? Uh, something with the, the camera software again. Oh, So boy. I'm looking into it. Oh, boy. We don't have the camera. <sighs> okay, so... Foxborough Supercross. Dun, dun, dun. Marvin Muskan takes the win with an aggressive pass on Eli Tomac <laughs> on the last lap. Seven deuce deuce. Let's go to you. What do you what's your um, thoughts on that? Um, to be honest, I think it's complete bullshit. I thought it was such bullshit the way Marvin passed him. I'm like, I'm taking sides on Eli so much it's not even funny. I mean, dude, when I'm looking at the pass, I'm like watching it over and over and over again. Dude, if the corner, okay, if Eli's not there, he's going straight up the berm and he's not making the corner. Straight up. I understand that you're going for the win, but, you know, when Eli passes you clean, there's something as a racer. When if you get passed clean, it's like, okay, we're going to race clean. He just passed him. And then, I mean, I understand that it's the last lap. It's for the win. But, dude, you don't got to tee the dude up. Like, there's breaks. Marv didn't have to jump that far into the corner. Kiefer? Okay. You ready? Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of things that went on for me. Uh, one, I have no problem what Marvin did to Tomac. Last lap of a 450 main event. But you differ from him. Well, here's where you have a lot of things going on okay, with me. Okay, all right. So the, the pass itself, dirty. Yep, he did it. Cool. Last lap, he won. Fuck it. I get it. I don't understand why Tomac takes so goddamn long to get up no, and get no, going. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish this whole thing first, okay? Let him finish. No. There's a lot of things no. that are wrong cri- here. Eli deserves some criticism for taking a while to get up. But that, but this weekend on that pass, what was he supposed to do, dude? Uh, but he gave the thumbs up for you, three seconds. Do you think he gave a shit about getting up at that point? I understand. That's a Ricky Bobby thing. You're, you're and two at the same time. Anderson's way yeah, back. It's he a pretty amazing he still got second. That's yeah, what that's I, what I'm I was thinking, oh, he's not going to even get second now. Right, so, right. so moving on past that, okay. after the checkers, what I have a problem with, and I have a problem with, with our sport, I freaking can't stand when people make shit up or lie or anything. Marvin pissed me off because he's saying, Eli took a line he wasn't taking. I went back. That's bullshit. There was a rut there. Yes. Two and a half feet deep rut. That's a line. Marvin said he was in a line, wasn't even in a line. That's bullshit. So don't disrespect the fans and people that follow the sport thinking that we don't know. We fucking know what you did. Just come out and say, look, man, <laughs> like I went for it. I sent it as last lap. I wanted to win. Yeah, I smashed his ass, but hey, I wanted to win. I need 100K. I got a win bonus. 450 main events don't always come into my hands. I wanted to win. That's You would get more respect from people and probably Tomac. Yeah, he's going to be pissed off you for what you did, but in the long run, you're straight up. What Tomac's probably pissed off is because 
He's just bullshitting. Oh, I didn't know. Bullshit, dude. Well, uh, you knew what you did. We, we, we got I the, love that voice. We got the press conference far. audio. I, I robbed it off of the uh, Supercross live site. Let's listen to the press conference in case for people who haven't heard it. And uh, it's a pretty good one. So let's let's listen to that now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of just uh, cat and mouse the whole whole race there. And then uh, what we're on the, the last lap or last lap or lap and a half to go. Uh, ended up making the pass, went outside before the short set of the whoops, got inside there, and then uh, you know, we come around off the finish line, down the straight, and I just got blasted from the inside in that second turn. Um, it was it was out of nowhere, and it was a cheap shot. So, um, yeah, that was that was tough, but, uh, yeah, just go with it. <laughs> Marvin. What? You're just your response. Yeah. Jesus. Um, uh, Marvin, what? God. <laughs> Jesus. Marvin, now's your time. Like, we're all waiting for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Marvin goes, what? Okay. Did you see how quick his podium speech was, too? And you know Marv. He, he talks hey, forever. He refused an in-stadium interview. He was at – he talked to Jenny. Lame. 20 seconds, dude. Yeah. Uh, he refused an in-stadium interview. All right. Let's keep going. Um, well, it was, uh, yeah, definitely uh, a great main event. Um, I got pushed a little bit on the start. and. I was about to get the whole shot, but I got pushed, and I uh, was uh, able to uh, actually get a um, a good first lap and um, get into the lead uh, pretty quick. And uh, then it was a long main, you know, uh, leading and knowing, uh, you know, Eli was right there. Uh, he was fast uh, all day, and um, but I was happy about my riding. You know, I just I just tried to not make any mistakes, and uh, but it was hard. You know, I was uh, we've mentioned that many times. You know, when when you the first guy to uh, get into the the lappers, it's really hard to to get around them. But uh, I try my best, and uh, but definitely, yeah, I, I heard I heard Eli, you know, coming in in that whoop section, and um, yeah, he came in into the inside and um, right there. So uh, you know, a lap and a half to go. You know, I was like, man, let's let's try to do something. You know, it's it's for the win. I I led so many laps. You know, I was I was bummed, and and I felt like. So far, it's good. Let's go for the win. I led so many laps. There you go. So far, this is fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. I felt like I was riding really good, so I could I could charge and and then I, I saw right there like that 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 inside and obviously I was I was going into that that main red the the whole uh, main and um mm. and he cut really really tight and I definitely no he didn't. The main rut. There was like four fucking main ruts right there. So which one are you talking about? If Eli went any lower, he wouldn't have been able to do that. That he would have been on the flat part of the berm and would have had trouble doing the double or the, or Correct. the triple. Correct. There was so. the he Eli did the inside line. Yeah, it was there. Huh. I definitely didn't expect it, and uh, I, I came in, in in here, and obviously the the, the outcome was uh, uh, pretty uh, brutal. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry about what happened. You know. I'd, with the crash, I mean, it could have been you know bad for me too. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it could have been bad for me too, o- only because of your doing, Mark. <laughs> yes, it could have been bad for you because of what you did. Oh, jeez, that's like saying you know I drove my truck into a wall. <laughs> it could have been bad for me, <laughs> but I walked away. But I walked away. <laughs> you know, for for four fifty uh, win main, you know, you uh, sometimes you got you got to try uh, your, your hardest and. Uh, yeah, you know that's good. Um, that's good, Marv. Like I said, that's good. He hit him. Great. I would do the same thing. Okay. Awesome. It keeps getting. It gets so good here in a second. Um, this year I've I've been taken out a few times. You know, um, Jason at Oakland and uh, uh, Pike and uh, and and you uh, whatever Dallas. I mean, I notice how none of those are like Eli took me out. Yeah, exactly. Pike did. Anderson did. I- like none of those are like. Oh, Eli took me out.
I mean, I had a couple of crashes, you know, when people got, got me uh, pretty bad. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm not known for a really aggressive rider like that. But, you know, uh, like I said, you know, it was a great main and I just, you know, <laughs> tried. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we got into a contact and obviously his bike uh fell fell into my bike and i i'm pre i'm pretty sure his uh, handlebar got got in my rear wheel that's why it damaged all that i don't think it was from the impact that it destroyed the the the, the grip but yeah my bad about the throttle but it wasn't on me bro <laughs> it wasn't my pass oh Dude. my gosh uh, I, it wasn't from the contact yeah it was just from the rear wheel yeah definitely uh yeah his bike uh fell into me and uh I thought I was going to get stuck too, you know, but, um, yeah, uh, I think we've seen worse and, um, and well, I mean, stuff like that, you know, uh, uh last year, uh, uh, Vegas, for example, at the, the final round. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. You can hey, fix a and, race. And, 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 and Osborne's going, what? He's sitting there going, what? Or Eli, who never did anything like that at the final round of the Dunge last year. Yes, Eli did some sketchy stuff, like trying to... He took him high. But he never... Chopped it. Jumped across the track into his front wheel. Of yes. All right. Race at New York two weeks before that. Can we rewind a little bit? not have anything Is happen. that possible? Sorry. New York two weeks before... New York two weeks... Yeah, you can fix a race at New York two weeks before that. <laughs> fix it. Here's where Eli... <laughs> starts coming. Here we go, He's what? starting to see red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I say something? Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, when I drove up here for the show, we listened to Wygant's podcast with Dungey. I don't know. Where, I've never heard of that. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Where Dungey admits Marvin lit him by. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. And never this has came out just till this podcast. We supposedly, with air quotes here, he had a problem, then Dungey got by. But now, Dungey says, Marvin lit him by. This is where I'm talking about. Go on. Okay. And not have anything happen. You know, and then we'll get a $5,000 penalty, and that's like a drop in the bucket for the 450 class, so why not just keep blasting people? Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can talk we about stuff like points, that. points, <laughs> not a freaking $5,000 fine. Yeah. No, I know we can yeah. talk about stuff like that. Mark's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to, like, change the subject. Yeah, you're speed right, it up. You're let's right. speed it up. Nothing yeah, to, let's go. Nothing um, to see here. But yeah. Let me... <laughs> stuff like that for you a long, long twice. time. But uh, I mean, myself and Marv. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Josh Grant was right there in Vegas. <laughs> okay, uh, Josh Grant to... did nothing in Vegas. Nothing. Josh Grant did nothing in Vegas, Marv. That's not a good place. He to was go. there to help you. That's what he says, right? Well, now. Okay, yeah, he was, but he did nothing. So trying to help you. I mean, it's not like <laughs> you know. what I'm saying it's we could talk about stuff like that, you know, a long time. So uh, things like that happen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But oh, at the same shit. time, like, there is a line. Like, that pass was over the line, you know? But where do you draw that line? I don't know. I think you draw it with a... Uh, it's up like to Gallagher, man. Gallagher's the decision maker <laughs> on all that stuff. He makes great ones, too. And, and Anderson comes in with the with the chop on Gallagher. <laughs> That's a good one. I started laughing so hard. But Gallagher, he makes great ones all the time. Great decisions. <laughs> Was it, were you in this? No. I want to know what the media are they laughing they're, at? The, they're laughing. Okay. Yeah, they're laughing. I talked to people who were there. I had a hockey, I had a hockey game to go to, bro. Okay. When he cusses, stop it, because I want to ask something. When he what? Just when he cusses, stop this. I want to ask something to you. I don't know if I go that far. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you watch like Jason in Oakland, how he how he like after the whoops, like he cut like by the way, a lot. You know what I'm I, by the way, I like how 
the, uh, the the points champion just took a dig at the head official in public. <laughs> yeah. And everyone laughs. Yes. Like, everyone's like, ah, <laughs> you're right. The head official is an idiot. <laughs> like, like. Oh, that's so messed oh up. It, it kind of is. I would have been like with my eyes all like. Whoa. Like, oh, no. Savage. So, anyways, He's a savage. All right. You know what I'm saying? Where? Oakland. See Jason now. No, no, no. But I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I'm, you know, you know. What I'm saying is they they want you to be involved in this conversation. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I understand what you about the pass in Oakland. But did you hear the guy in the background? Hey, we can't have any cussing. Who was that? Oh, that's Daniel Blair. He's kidding. Oh, okay. He's joking. Okay. Back or down. Okay. Uh. What you, hey, what whoa, you mean? Whoa, I mean, whoa. Whatever. With the cursing, right? Sarcasm. Zach, Zach can talk about stuff like that. That's, Zach's like, bro. Zach. <laughs> why would why would he say that? Because Zach at the in Vegas with Savachi. Oh, okay. Is that it? Oh. Uh, Marvin, you saying you didn't quite expect him to be where he was? You didn't expect that level of. Contact? No, 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 no. I'm saying is, uh, yeah, he he turned where there was like like he made a new line. You know what I'm saying? Like really tight. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, definitely like he didn't know I was, I was coming and I'm saying like, um, that's it. That's it. That's oh, it. Mar I mean, I, I could you dig yourself any bigger of a hole? No. <laughs> Just. Is that it? Is that it? Sorry. That was, that was as low as you could go without being on the flat ground. Yes, Eli. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and we never, no one was going on the flat ground. The 25 laps or 24 laps before that. Yeah, so that's the press conference. It's epic. Look, I, I'm with Kiefer on this. We see things in the LCQ that are worse than that. Yes. We see things that little children shouldn't see <laughs> in the last turn of the LCQ. Yes. And nothing it's happens. True. Anderson's pass on Marvin, I would say, was worse than that one in, at, in Oakland because they were going at a higher rate of speed. Marv was on the gas already coming out of the turn. Nothing happened. You can't penalize that pass. Eli and Kawasaki should be pissed. I absolutely agree with that. Yep. But you got to own it, Marv. You got to own it. It's for a 450 Supercross win. And by the way, Marv, you're now going to get blasted off the track at the first chance Eli has. <laughs> and that is called justice in Supercross style. That's what will happen. American He's style. 100%. Eli will, 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 will just hammer him off the track. And that'll happen and we'll all be equal. But Marv, you got to own it. You got to be like, yep. He was doing well for a minute there. Yeah, he was. He was doing well, and then he just went, Got what on. about Anderson, and what about Pike, and what? Like, yeah, hey, too hey, many finger-pointings. Dude, just own it, Marv. I like Marv. He's a good dude. Yep. It's for a 4 Supercross win. You got to own it, and and take it, and, and it, was, uh, it was dirty. It was dirty. The first thing that you do when you grow up and you're a parent is you say, look, we're, you're going to fuck up, but it's how you come out of that, what kind of person you are. Just admit I'm wrong. People will forgive you and you can move on. But if you do this kind of shit, it doesn't look good for the person that you are. That's what I'm saying. That's what sucks. 100%. Transparency is so rare in our sport and it pisses me off. It sucks. I understand we're not going to get 100% of transparency, but let's just all be normal human beings. Riders are human beings. Like, you're going to screw up, man. Hey, I messed up, but I, dude, I turned my brain off. I wanted to win. That's it. That's all you had to say. We and, did it. And when Tomac tees you up, just go, okay. 
I deserve as, it. As long as Tomek doesn't break a leg. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, none of that. Don't, yeah, but don't I mean, do, that was don't. kind of my problem with the pass was it was like so – it was coming from such a gnarly angle that – that could have easily broke Tomac's no, leg. No, calm down. Dude, come calm on, bro. Down. It's a 200-and-something-pound dirt bike. He literally calm jumped across the down. track. Dude, I paused it, and it's like a T-bone. Like, literally to the side. Into his front wheel. Yes. That's not where your leg is. But it's close. Dude. What he's saying is close. It dude, could've... imagine if Eli would have just went, rah, just like a little tiny bit. He didn't know where he was going. He was just going for the kill. Race Tech ran of the night. Marv, just own it! Racetech.com. Use the code PulpMXShow18 when you check out. Get your oil change. Get your suspension service to Hep Suzuki, guys. Use Racetech for motors and suspension. Ben LeMay as well. Get well soon, Ben. Ate shit bad in practice. He uses Racetech as well, but Racetech had nothing to do with him eating shit. And, and Racetech.com, please check him out. That's the Racetech round of the night. Just own it, Marv! Yep. Own it. Just do it, man. That, I mean, that do literally would have solved everything. And don't complain when Eli takes you out. Okay. Yep, absolutely. The, the next time. There's no, there right. should not be a peep, and the biggest okay. problem was just so, it. Like Eli said in the press conference, and there's other people in the pits that think like this. They said, you want those things to stop? Take 15 points away. Whether it's an LCQ dude or Marvin on Eli or whatever. And I'm just like, you can't make those judgment calls. Dude. Because we see Yeah, those but I'll passes. tell you right now, if you took 15 points away from me and I just made the main, I probably wouldn't care. But that's you. Yeah. But you're not in the points chase, you know what I'm saying? It's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess to each their own, right? If I got a $5,000 fund, I'd be be shitting bricks. (laughs) Right, exactly. Right, right, yeah, yeah. No, you'd be like, they just, that take, what he did, we've seen this all the time growing up watching Supercross. We see it now. Yes, it's just like people freak out on it. It's, It's good racing, it's crazy, but just when you come out of it, just be a man, be like, yeah, raise your hand, be like, just like they do when they foul an NBA. Raise your hand. Yep, I just fucked that guy up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, I probably would have done the same thing for a win, but I'd have been on the podium like, to, dude, honestly, hey, I took hey, him out, but hey, and listen, Marv, I got a $100,000 check. Marv, Marv refused the stadium interview. Come that's, on. That's what I'm saying, Come man. On, like, don't, Come on. Come and on. here's the thing. Vegas Play. last year, Zach did the exact same thing Marv did to Savachi. It's, and anybody no, hating on that? No, no, no. Zach's pass was not as bad. It, no, it not pretty, even It sliced close. it pretty hard. No, no but no, they no. were they were side by side. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hundred percent side by side. Marv literally, like I said, came in and hit Tomac in the side of the bike. But, okay, nope. maybe maybe not as bad, but he did tee him up, and he knew he was. He did hit not him. tee him up. You he just so? block passed him hard. Uh, Before we get to Zach Osborne, who's coming on shortly, Chris Kiefer, Adam Ettingnap, uh in studio. Let's get to some phone calls. Uh, no Facebook tonight. Our cameras is down. It doesn't. It doesn't appear it's going to work. Uh, we're going yeah. old school tonight. Sorry. Yeah, yeah we're it's old not school. my fault. So don't yell at me. Uh, it's still your fault. Hundred percent. Four eighty, Phil. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mathis, how the hell are you? What's up, four eighty, Phil? Nice to meet you this weekend. Hey, right back at you, bro. Hey, Kiefer. Hey, hey. seven What up? Nothing, man. Fucking Fox, bro. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think of that pass, bro? Oh, man. Hey, hey, you know what? You got to go watch fucking Hannah back in the day. You know, <laughs> that motherfucker, he'd tell you exactly. I t- I'll break your fucking legs. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, that triple was fucking pretty hairy. We were on the end zone on the other side of the starting gate, man. Yeah. That thing was fucking taking people out. It was. It got ruddy and got a little bit of a G out in it. And Ugh. guys were struggling yeah, with it. Yeah, it was yep. a tough track, man. 
excellent racing now. My my daughter fucking spent two hours. She got uh, Oakley's from Eli signed for my grandson, Ryder. Oh, nice. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was asking me about meeting Eli. I'm glad she made it happen. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, when she wants something, she'll get it. Oh, that's nice. Nice to hear, man. Yeah, yeah I'm man. glad you had fun. That's cool. Oh, yeah, man. That was a hell of a fucking turnout, man. What'd they have for an attendance? I didn't hear, actually, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was all yeah, right. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. It looked good, man. Well, and, and, hey, you didn't try to set up an easy up or anything, did you? No, man. You know, I mean, you know, I, I've actually decided that even, you know, when I had that incident at Unadilla, that was another fucking remake after uh, Southwick. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to fucking put it on the fucking hill at uni and uh, that's it. And not deal with these assholes. <laughs> I'm old school and, and they don't want it anymore. And uh, I'm sorry I can't bring anything uh, exciting to the to the show. No, that's all right, Forty Phil. We're, <laughs> we're happy to have you still. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. Uh, 40 Phil, everybody. I met him. It was great. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Ben. Ben, what's up, man? You got, want to talk about the pass? Yeah, g'day. How are you, Steve? Good. And what's everyone else? Um, completely agree with what you guys are saying, that Marvin needs to own it, but I completely disagree with you guys thinking the pass is okay. It was a head-on, and he was so head far on. back. Head-on? Head on. That's not head-on. That's not head-on, bro. Leg. It's not that far off. It's. I think both bikes should be going nearly the same way in a block pass or 90 degrees, but not like that, in my opinion. I think it's. Well, I don't think it's a very good pass, and I don't think it compares to the other ones. It's dirty. That it's being compared to. It's dirty. Oh, it's, it's dirty. It's absolutely yeah, dirty. No We're all saying that. It is, it's, there's no way that that's a, that's a fine pass. There's no way. It, it's dirty. If someone asked me. The bike's not pointing towards yeah. the exit of the turn. He's, yeah. he's in the exit of the turn with his bike pointing right. the wrong way. Listen, so it's, it, it, it's, we see it all the time, though, in LCQs, and, and Jason Anderson does it yeah. here and there, and or he did it back in the day, and, and we've seen this happen for guys before. Freeze did it. Freeze pretty, pretty much did that to Pike, and then Pike got up and beat him down. So yeah. it's almost the same thing. Yeah, that was very dirty, too. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I mean, ask, ask Seven Deuce Deuce, what would you rather have your race and someone do that to you or cross jump you? That I'd rather be teed up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not the point, though. I, mean, I know. The I'm point, just saying. That, that the trust. point is right. He's right, dude. Like, when he – I agree with you, Ben. When you hit somebody that far forward on the bike, that ain't right. I mean, to be totally honest with you, we were talking about it. I would have done the same thing for a Supercross win, but at the end of the night, you have to own that. You can't go, oh, Eli hit some line. There was clearly a line there. Bullshit there wasn't a line there. But, you know, it's just – it's it comes down to rider safety and – you know, somebody could have got – Eli could have been seriously hurt right there. Yeah, I think so. That's – yeah. But, not. Nah, it's all good. Good points. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for hearing me out. And, um, no problem. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Paul, what's up? You want to talk about the pass? Yeah, just a couple quick things. Um, first off, I, I disagree with Kiefer. They don't – this doesn't even compare to Osborne's pass last year because Osborne was riding the turn – in, yeah, yeah. Keeper's strong. Keeper's strong. He's strong. Don't don't listen to him about that. <laughs> so, but the other thing is, in the two, at the end of the two fifty heat, uh, battling for ninth place, that dude came inside and blew the other guy out. Yeah, didn't even try to break. No, and then wrote and then ran next to his bike trying to take him out again. <laughs> it was glorious. Yeah, it's it's incredible. These LCQs are amazing. Yeah, well, well, that was the heat race. That was the first heat yeah. race of the night. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry, the last spots, I should say, for the mains are, are amazing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, thanks, guys. Thank thanks. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, lots to talk about when it comes to this race. Um, let's go to uh, TJ real quick. TJ, you want to talk about this tickle deal? 
Yeah, I had a question. I actually got to talk to Tickle a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. He is? But, and it, yeah, it really sucks about what happened to him. But my question was, so the the the, the punishment for taking, like, I guess, performance-enhancing drugs is you're out for the rest of your life of racing is basically what it sounds like. But my big question is, isn't it much more advantage to, like, big boy motor like uh, Barry Carson? And if he'd got busted, what would have happened? Would they have banned him for four years or no. just lost that one race? Yeah, exactly. you probably just lose a race. Maybe you get a race suspension. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that so could happen. So if these guys yeah. – so Adam Intignap wants to – he wants to cheat. I'm just saying that somebody in the back of the pack wants to try or somebody wants to. Yeah. Just big more and cheat the crap out of the motor and you lose one race. What does it matter? Why yeah, would you? bro. I'm with you. I'm sure there's some guys out well, there right, right now I... with big boards. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I'm getting at. Like, why is it so lopsided like that? Why is this performance two enhancing? Different, which yeah, two, different, two different sanctioning bodies. The FIM has got their one sanctioning body with issues with the performance enhancing and the other one's the AMA. So we just gotta just get these guys. Hey, quit cheating with the drugs and start yeah. doing something with your motor. Yeah, Run start running a big bore. Okay, there you go. No, yeah. you, you got a point. You got a hey, excellent point. Speaking of Barry, you need to do a podcast with Barry Carson. I've talked to him a couple of times. The dude's awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. Like, I, I've tried to do one. Hero. I've tried to do one with him. Uh, he's been a little bit difficult to get a hold of, but he did say he would do it one time. I did talk to him. I'm about to say I got his number because he's been. I've talked. We talked to him on our show. He's freaking amazing. Yeah, you need to do it because you have so much better history with it. You know, yeah, no, knowledge I, and stuff. It's on my list, man, for sure. All right, brother. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Vertex Pistons, everybody. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husky comes with a Vertex piston in, in the in the in the motor? What? Yeah. No way. Uh, absolutely. Whether it's Vertex for KTM or Husky for exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM, Vertex Pistons will have you ready to ride when it's time to rebuild your top end, and they'll have your engine performing better than new. A full range of two- and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP style. Visit VertexPistons.com. Use the code PulpMXShow2018 for a special discount from our listeners uh, when it comes to Vertex Pistons uh, or top end kits or whatever the Vertex folks have. Please use them. Speaking of Husqvarna's, uh, on the show now, our first guest of the night, he won the 250 Supercross race in uh, Foxborough. He's a friend of the show. He's a fly racing rider. Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Chilling, man. Um, I actually just laid down in bed, flicked on the TV, and uh, the Leafs game was on. So I figured, hey, you know, it was meant to be. I should probably watch this. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and believe me, I am uh, trying hard to focus on this interview. It's, it's not going to be easy, but... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much a shootout at this point. Yeah, seven deuce, deuce, it. and Kiefer are here, so so it'll it'll they'll be all right. Um, thank you, for, thank you for coming on. Um, so lots to talk about when it comes to Foxborough, Zacho, and not not a whole lot about your race. But let's get that out of the race first. Congratulations. Um, look, there's no such thing as an easy main event, Zacho. I know that, and and you know that too. But um, it looked to me like you had everything in complete control. And congratulations, your starts are back, Zacho. Man, it felt so good to get two starts. Uh, like the first couple of laps, I was kind of like, um, yeah, what do I do now? Because <laughs> <Huh? laughs> right. it's been so long since I've been in, in uh, such good position. Um, you know, even uh, like the best start I've had this year, I think, was St. Louis. I was second um, after the second turn, and and I'm I'm okay with that position because then I'm the attacker, you know. But yeah. to just uh, pull the whole shot and um, – be the rabbit out front, uh, you know, the chase the whole time. Um, it was a bit of a different feeling, so it took me a little while to get used to it. But I feel like, I, you know, I I had a pretty pretty good, solid main event. Um, 
and just kind of rode within my means and and brought home a win. Elander just hit the post. Okay, um, yeah, I know. it's going to be like an hour interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have something for Zacho? Yeah. I, All right, go, go ahead. Jump in. Did you know Smith was that close to you for a while? Because he didn't really leave you. You know, I thought he was going to kind of, you're going to kind of gap him, but he kind of stayed with you for at least over half the race. Yeah, I could just see him out of the corner of my eye um, going, like if I was turning, uh, you know, out, he was coming in and um, I was kind of comfortable with that and, and um, just kind of had my my spots picked where I could really charge every lap and then there were other places where I was just kind of chilling so um it was it was a relatively stress-free main event which was nice and and there was some controversy this weekend and it had nothing to do with me even though it seems like I've now been drug into it (laughs) Um, we we just played the press conference that was the best part at at Zacco in Vegas yeah I was like literally trying to find a table to get under because I just did not want to be part of it I was I was scrolling through my phone because I could feel it going downhill fast. And I was like, just keep scrolling. And then he said my name, and I just kept scrolling. <laughs> Never even looked up. Oh, boy. Um, hey, yeah, so like Kiefer said, it was it was a good main event for you. Jordan Jordan rode well for a little bit of it, but then, uh, you know, you, you took home the win. So going into Vegas, into the last round, uh, you have 15 points. It's an east. If it was an, if it was just an east main event, then I would put this thing you know on lock for you to win. But it's not. It's a shootout. How do you feel with fifteen? You feel all right? I mean, you have no choice in that. But uh, how do you feel with fifteen points going into a crazy format? Well, I feel better than I did going in tied with two guys last year, or one point down and, and tied with one guy last year, and being down on the first turn. So um, I'm just going to go there and try to execute my normal main event. I'm not going there to to count points and try mm-hmm. to do this or that. I just need to go there and race, and um, that's that's going to be my best outcome. So, yeah, definitely I feel really good, and, and I feel like um, uh, Saturday night was kind of pivotal um, in in my gap. You know, it could have been 9 or it could have been 15, which um, obviously I was able to pull off the win and, and make it 15. So that was good. Um, but also, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things for, for the summer and stuff too, it was important for me to – to win on Saturday night and um, just kind of build some momentum. I had one in, in two or three rounds, and and um, I felt like I, I really needed that one. I was looking forward to it, and I was trying to G myself up all week to go there and, and just really be on point all day. And, and I, I like the day program. I think it it suits me better for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just felt like that was um, a pivotal win for me for the for the whole season, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I talked to a lot. I talked to a few guys after the race and, and during the day throughout. Weird track. Some guys said it was like Anaheim in spots. Other guys saw it was soft and ruddy. It was you know like an Indianapolis or whatever. Um, no one could quite figure out the track. Other guys are like there were air pockets in it that would just bl- you would blow through it all mm, of a sudden. Um, what's your take on the track, Osborne? Yeah, I mean uh, we rode it on press. It was completely different than than when we went out for practice on Saturday morning. Um, it was a little bit more hard, but it rutted more more ruddy. Yep. Then we went out on Saturday morning, and it was, like, uh, pretty slick. I mean, I, I don't think it froze, but maybe it was a little bit frozen. Mm-hmm. And then when we went out for the night show, like, uh, I was in the first heat, and, man, some of the jumps, like, I was hitting them wide open, like the, the quad onto the tabletop. Um, I hit it wide open one time, and, like, 
just got on and I'm like, man, what is going on here? Like, this is strange. And then we got to the main event and it, it kind of, the top blew off and it was like, it was almost like, um, permafrost dirt where, where it has like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a granular texture, but yeah, it, it just wasn't holding up at all. Um, during the night show, it was, it was really strange, but that's kind of my, my niche and, um, I, I quite enjoyed the track. It was a fun little layout, and on press day it was really fun because the the dirt was kind of as it, as it should have been for the for the track. But um, I thought it was cool. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for the two fifty points leader on the East, Zach Osborne? Give us a call. Uh, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. dot com. Use the code Pulp MX Show twenty eighteen to save the Vertex official OEM piston for Husky two strokes. Hey, Zach, um, Seven Deuce Deuce here. I was watching the race, and I seen a lot of, like, um, a lot of the areas where there was, like, sun and then there wasn't sun. Was that a big problem at the race? Is that something you like or dislike about day races? Because I remember, I think it was last year, I raced Dallas during the day, or it was either Dallas or Houston. And, man, it was so gnarly with the with the sun coming through the stadium. I couldn't see. Was that an issue at all or not really? Um. Actually, my wife asked me the same question. She was like, didn't you think it was really shadowy in places and then sunny in places? And I was like, to be honest, it's never really affected me. I, I always run clear lenses. Like, I think the last time I ran a tinted lens was the last Brazilian GP I did, which was, yeah, years ago. Um, and I, it just doesn't affect me. Um, I, I run clear, and I go out there and just kind of take it as it comes, but then I watched the race and I was like, man, it was, you know, I, I can kind of see what you guys were saying. So um, it didn't affect me in the, in the race, but I can definitely see where you could kind of draw that conclusion yeah. from watching on TV, but it definitely didn't feel as shadowy um, somebody, uh, on, on the track as it, as it looked on TV. Somebody in one of my post-race interviews said the sun was really bad. I can't remember. It looked like the 450 it, guys it might have been worse. Mookie. Yeah, it might have been Mookie. He was a 450 guy. Yeah. Someone was like, man, the sun was really bad. Brayton, Freeze. Yeah, I've always somebody. had a the major problem. Wait, lay, lays east to west, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of makes it worse because I remember racing in New York last night. I don't know know how that one is, but um, for some reason that one had, like, no shadows at all. It was, like, completely shaded, it seemed. Hmm. All right, Zacho, listen, we got to ask the tough questions on the show. And nah, both, of them, both of them involve nah, your talking. buddies. But we got to... Uh, you have a you have a real smart insight into the sport, and, and you have a nice way of saying things. So let's get your opinion about a couple of things. First up, uh, Tickle's deal right now, provisionally suspended um, for taking you know a substance that was a synthetic substance. We don't quite know uh, much more than that. Uh, are you with us on, on just sort of the – I mean, you, you know, you're a guy who wrote the GPs under the FIM, but, man, we don't need these penalties, man, in our sport. Brock is really going to be screwed. If you look at Stewart, you look at Cade, you know, it's been a year. It was 16 months for James or whatever. So what's your thoughts on that whole deal? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing. I honestly don't know a whole lot more about the situation um, than what's in the press. I've asked Brock about it, and it's kind of his business and, and whatnot. But, um, it, yeah, the, definitely the crime and time don't seem to, to really add up to me. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to, I think, the show that you and Weege did at the airport in Minneapolis. Um, yeah. 
and maybe one of you said that Cade still hasn't received his suspension. Yeah, like, nothing. I, I, Cade has no idea. I can't even fathom how that's possible. I mean, that's, uh, you know, in, in Cade's case, that's a year already out of mm-hmm. a guy who's 23 or 24 years old, you know, should be in his prime of his career, um, just wasted. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand how that's even possible. To be honest, yeah, to me, it's no completely communi- bizarre. And um, no communication, I, no, no word on when he can race again. No anything. Just cannot get answers anywhere he goes. I, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I seriously cannot understand how that's no possible. What about like Alden said? There's a guy at FIM that he knows, and I know the guy's name, but I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Alden said, a guy from FIM said, here, let me help you. Let me give you a guy to call in Switzerland at the mm-hmm. FIM. And mm-hmm. he gave Alden a name and a number and said to Alden, you didn't get this from me. You didn't get this from me, an FIM guy. Like, why, why would it be such a secretive dude, thing? nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's a strange thing. I, I, I don't have the answer. I mean, um, yeah, I'm for testing for sure. I, I, I think it's the best way. Um, but the system, I mean, I, I only deal with USADA. Obviously, I've been in the in the FIM regime before in the GPs and stuff. But now, you know, with the Nationals, we deal with USADA. And that seems to be um, much more um, forgiving, <laughs> athlete-friendly. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even forgiving. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the consequence is serious. But um, athlete-friendly, you know, um, flat out. That's all I can say. Uh, it, they just seem to want to kind of yeah be, be there for you or, or whatever you want to say so right right yeah i mean i i don't i don't know what the solution is i don't have the solution to any of the sports problems um per se but right yeah it's it's a strange strange thing to me do you uh i know a long time ago gosh is years ago i know you had a lot of issues with bronchitis does that come up anymore or is it kind of solved well i actually i went through the tue process to get um an asthma medicine for bronchitis and and exercise induced asthma i went through a lot of paperwork it was not easy to get um and i actually had to carry my paper with me at all times while i was in europe um and if i went on the podium and stuff i had a backpack that had my tue in it and and whatnot but now albuterol is not actually you can take up to i think it's like 12 puffs in a day and and i don't even really use it anymore so um i don't have to have it anymore but the the TUE process in itself, I've been through it, and it's not yeah. easy. I had to present, uh, yeah, pretty much my whole life medical <laughs> record. Um, no, no, not not joking. Like, not yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Um, from from the time I was a baby until yeah, yeah, present, and then I had to go to a university medical center in front of a doctor and prove that with taking the the pill, uh, the tablet of albuterol that I was some percentage, I don't remember, it was like 12 or 15 or 17% better mm-hmm. numbers-wise after taking the pill. Then they then it, I had to send it back in. They would decide. So I ended up getting the TUE, but people think that it's just like this really easy, yeah. you know, oh, I need this. Cool. Here's your letter. No big deal. But it's so far from that. Yeah. No, wow. it's, and even uh, Anderson's got altitude sickness and – he can't take these pills, and he can't get a TUE. They told him, you should go there six weeks before. 
to get used to the altitude. Yeah, because that's realistic. Yeah, that's realistic. Uh, all the doctors have signed off on it. Uh, A-Stars has signed off on it. Jason himself has pulled out of races in right. the past because yeah. he can't, he can't complete it. Yeah. And they just tell him to pound sand. No, you don't need it. So do you think, and, and I guess this is a question for Mathis and, and Zach, do you think we will ever get to the point where we're just going to do our own testing internally? No. No. No, I don't think so. Um, hey, so also, too, Zacho, we got some calls for you here, but we got to ask about outdoors, and we got to ask about some other stuff, including Marv's pass mm-hmm. on Eli this weekend. Uh, we just spent 30 minutes talking about it. I know he's your buddy. What was the consensus? Uh, it was dirty, but Marv, it was dirty, but nothing should happen to Marv outside of Eli Ozen one, and Marv needs to own it better than what he did. Yeah, you know, that I've heard that. Eli Ozum one thing a couple times, but like what got me in a lot of trouble last year was the, the retaliation because of the deal with AC at Indy. He hit me first. I hit him back. And that was the problem. Oh, they scored. These, they scored. Yeah. That's Big why, goal. that's why the show stopped. We're going like to game months. seven. We're going to game seven. <laughs> I just want to hit a motocross stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was a perfect time. That, for that was good. Yeah. I hate you, Marks, but that was good. You're welcome. Yes, I hate you, but that's good. Uh, all right. Here's what I here's what I think, Zach. No, no, let Zach. Let's no, talk. I thought he, he was. Zach, done. Zach was going somewhere. Oh, okay. Sorry, Zach. No, I think I think I was done. Like that. That's what got. That's what started me in in the in the third hole. Um, <laughs> I mean, the retaliation was was the whole point of the of the probation or whatever. Uh, I ended up getting um, the fact that I, I took it into my own hands. So, that, you know, that's also not a good idea. I was just so saying you, earlier, like, you. you grew up, you know, I know your parents. I know you grew up like you screw up, you admit it, you know, you apologize, you move on. That's how you gain respect from people. That's how you you earn your respect. I just feel like what Marvin did, everyone would do it. If I was in that position, I would do it. I'm sure you would. I'm sure Seven Deuce would. I admit it, I would. But the thing is, when you're done with it, just be like, hey, man, I was going for it. I wanted to win. These things don't come too, you know, too easy. And, yeah, maybe it was a little bit too much. But I did what I did. I apologize. But I'm not going to apologize for trying to win. That's how I look yeah, at it. Yeah, in hindsight, if I had one, 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 uh, one bit of advice for him, it would have been, you know, just – just tell him like I wanted to win so bad I had led that whole main event yeah. and I was so frustrated I was frustrated I wanted yeah. to win flat yeah. out and yeah. and I think that people are going to accept that better than than <laughs> he, go, he listen again I like Marv but he's like well Anderson did it to me and Pike did this to me and look at Zach in Vegas no no Marv no no Marv no no just yeah stop pointing just, the finger just, Marv and just, just Marv, own it just say you know my bad and uh and move on but um it gave us a lot to talk about though Osborne for sure um Let's yeah, get, let's like get, I said, I'm just pumped that there's for once controversy and it didn't involve me. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, well, speaking of controversy, let's get to the phone calls. Uh, we got Cody. Cody, what's happening? You got a question for Zach Osborne? <clears throat> Cody, you there? Hello, Cody. That's the wrong line. Cody's on, Cody's on three. No, it's not. He just wants oh. to hear the motocross stuff. Oh, wait. Cody, Cody, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's your question for Zacho? Hey, uh. Yeah, I mean, obviously with this weekend, everything that happened, pretty crazy. Um, but last year at Vegas, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but uh, after the race or even any time after, I just 
was curious if a Kawasaki guy has ever reached out to you and said anything or, you know, what might have happened with that. I mean, I thought, I mean, when I saw it, I got out of my chair and I thought it was bad. I thought it was great. I mean, it was cool. So, I got uh, nothing What about, uh, Zach, any Cowie guys uh, reach out to you? I'm not sure exactly to say what, um, other than FU. No, actually, a couple of the PC team guys came over and told Dave congratulations because, you know, Dave was a long time. Yeah. Uh, team member there, maybe two, two, maybe three times. Uh, so, you know, they came over and said congratulations, and and it's it's still a very um, uh, touchy, touch and go <laughs> yes. relationship, I guess you would say. And then, uh, obviously, Fortman and I hit at the first round. Um, not definitely not intentional. It was just a, a racing incident. That's all I can really say is. Um, he turned down, and I was I was lower than him, and we hit, and and that started things off on the wrong foot this season. And um, yeah, they they're not they're not fans of me, but no, they they don't say much. Uh, Cody, well, I love the fact you come in with the hard questions. Do you want a fly racing OGO gear bag or a fly racing works stand for your bike? Ooh, uh, the stand I or the gear bag, Cody? Gear bag. You need a gear bag. I do a gear bag. All right, fly, fly yeah, racing, I, the official yeah. gear of Zach Osborne. Stay on the line. The guy in the corner will get your information, and uh, you win a free fly racing uh, OGO gear bag. Awesome, thanks, Steve. Awesome, Zacho. Can you believe? Can you believe that Kiefer said that this pass was a little like your pass on Savachi, Marvin's pass? Is he drunk or high? I mean, I've seen that a lot on Instagram, but I, I don't. Disagree. There's nothing even close I, to it. I just watched it. Seven Deuce Deuce gave it to me to watch, rewatch, and I'm going to retract a little bit. Okay, Kiefer, not because Zach's on the line, just because I feel like it wasn't as. Slicey as T bone, as slicey as was it? <laughs> no, it was not. Stop but uh, it. all right, let's okay. go, let's go next next, <laughs> next call. Walker, what's up? You want to ask Zach about GNCC? Hey, yeah, what's up, guys? What up? How's it going? What's up? Hey, good, good. It's going good. Hey, first off, before I get to the GNCC thing, I want to say the pass was dirty. The pass was nothing like your pass in Vegas. I'm sorry, Kiefer, you're high. Yep, I am and, totally. Yep. And, and you know what? Rubbing's racing, boys. Shake and bake. Uh, that was not your last. Mars pass was not rubbing. It was more like a. It was just a missile. <laughs> a clash. But anyways, what's yeah, up? What, ask your question. Crazy. Hey Zach, I know. Um, before you went to Supercross, you had um some off road experience and stuff. And um, have you ever considered coming back to the GNCC side of things? And if you did, would you run pro and try and chase that championship, or how would you how would you go about that if you even came back? He would run vet class and win that championship first. No, for sure, dude. I I want to do. Um, I would love to do GNCC full time at, at some point in my career. Um, obviously, right now it's it's not really the time, but um, I I keep up with it very very closely. And um, obviously, Caleb stays down at, at the Baker's factory during the summer, so I see him, and we're always talking talking GNCC and six days and stuff and um yeah someday I'll, I'll definitely we, uh, um, hopefully try to chase a XC1 title Walker have you not noticed that Zach's motocross and supercross career took off as soon as he stopped doing those part-time six days in GNCCs and stuff have you not noticed <laughs> don't, that Walker? don't believe this Walker. Walker that's exactly what happened he became a double moto champion American hero once he stopped doing American it. hero hey, the guy the guy like anything he does he's good at and Steve I gotta ask you how was the hockey game it's fantastic. It's great. Sweet, dude. Hey, uh, Sweet. Th- thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Have a great night. Uh, Zacho, what about the controversy in GC- GNCC? Yeah, that hurts. Caleb that. Russell coming over on Duval 
and he kind of gave his explanation on the uh, on his Instagram. But uh, yeah, controversy in that series too. Yeah, I mean, uh, racing is that. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you look at sports in general, in the last like three years, college football, uh, Super Bowls, everything is so competitive right now, just because of the level that athletes are at, training wise, and and you know, mentally and and everything. People are just going for it. I mean, we all work really, really hard to be where we're at, and I think it's um, it's showing. And and it's probably never uh, there's probably never been a better time to be a sports fan than than the now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Vertex Pistons. But hey, I, I wanted to say something. Yep. Okay. Here like we go. one thing that bums me out. Okay, is is like Dunge goes through his whole career and he's boring and this and that and the other and like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's always catching heat for just being a podium guy and all this. And mm-hmm. then, you know, as soon as somebody hits somebody, then there are, you know, people are on Instagram mm-hmm. calling this guy, this, that, the other, I got the same thing. Um, you yeah. know, I'm sure ev- everybody gets it, but like people want both sides of the, of the plate, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that that, that sucks for us because believe it or not, that stuff does go through your head. Um, at, at some points during your career, whether it's during the race or while you're riding practice or in the gym or whatever, like where, what, what can we do to make things more interesting all the time, not just boring or yeah, um, T-bone, you know. Well, I think you are who you are as a person, right. you know. Um, and Dunge is the way he is, and and J Law was the way he is, and. James and Chad and all that with the way they are, and you can't fake it, you know? You, you, you can't really fake your way to being somebody whose people are really interested in, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I know what you're saying, though. Like, as far as the racing goes, yeah, I mean, you know, again, like I, like, I know Kawasaki guys were pissed, and they want, they want Marv with points taken away. They want any kind of move like that with points taken away from you or fined heavily and and find heavily or find heavily, and I'm just no. You can't do that. You can't. The shit's gonna go south, with dude. That. Think about regulating all those LCQ passes. Well, all the like last... you said on the podcast this morning, when you bring judgment into it, it it's just no asking for bad, bad, bad deal. Yeah, I just I don't think you can do that. I just think you got to go. Well, Eli or Eli, you know, the next time you have that chance, uh, you know, you got to go for it, and just and they're not gonna take your win away. You know, I I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's a tough deal. Let's go to uh, what do we got here? Uh, Hello, uh, I'm trying to figure this out. All right, hey, who's this? Trey's dad? What? Trey's dad? Yeah, is that here? Okay. Do you, is your son? You have a real name, or you just go by Trey's dad? Uh, Chad. Ted Arnold Pacific Northwest. Oh, Chad. Dad. Okay. Ted. 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 Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ted? Let's just get to the bottom of this. What's up, Ted? Trey calls in a lot, so I'm Trey's dad. Oh. Hey, quick question to okay. Zach. Uh, me and Trey have been testing blue coggle tints on our X-brand goggles lately a lot. And given last week's conditions and, say, Wash Shugle, do you ever run blue tint lenses? I don't. I told the boys earlier because uh, the Deuce Deuce asked me sort of the same question, but I only run clear. Um, Oakley has some, like, really good uh, technology with the prism stuff, and I tried a couple of those at practice, but I just I'm a clear kind of guy. I want no uh, no no impediments. In yeah, your vision. no tint 
no nothing but what my eye can really see. Um, and, and that's why I just always run clear. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Okay. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Zacho, how much do you regret going with uh, Oakley over X-Brand for this year? You know, it was a it was a tough decision, but I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Okay, um, well, I disagree. But, you know. um, <laughs> uh, uh, when do we tell everybody you're riding 250 in motocross series? When does that happen? Do you want me to just break that on the Pulp Show? I don't know. I think we did. Um, congrats on the contract extension, by the way. Two-year deal, right? Um, yep, and and that's, that's awesome for you. You're, you'll ride 450s, right? You have to ride 450s in Supercross for the next two yeah, years. Yeah, I'll ride 450. Yep. Uh, my deal is two, 19 and 20, um, both 450 uh, Supercross and Outdoors, and, and I'm going to end up riding the, the 250 uh, this year in, in the Outdoor Series. Bring it back to number one. Have you ridden the yeah. new Rockstar Edition 450 at all? You know what? Uh, we were doing our photo shoot, and I was like, hey, let me, let me see that thing. <laughs> so I went like, down the side of the supercross track two or three times, and that was it. Was it good? You like it? I mean, I, I literally did like ten seconds on it, but yes, it's the best bike I've ever ridden. It's, it's real. No, it's really good, man. It's fun. Keep, to ride. Is it really? Keep yeah. Loves God, it. I love it. Well, Chad I got on one and didn't that. didn't kill it this weekend. Chad got on one and didn't see much improvement no, in his. Thanks the track more than anything. Okay. All right. So, uh, what was uh, your guys' general? consensus on on the the past like uh well seven dudes uh, said it was complete here. bullshit and keith I, I said it was complete bullshit and keith that and he like, just came he like he jumped across the track i thought it was like a little bit of like dang like it was dangerous to a point you know i mean he literally t-boned his fork back it down on like that. come on dude back it down dude he jumped dangerous. across the track dude okay zach i know you're not going to say anything but you could have you could have put the brakes on a little bit more, just a little bit, and slid it in there and made a block pass. I mean, he just like, it kind of almost looked like he just let the brakes go and said, oh, whatever happens, happens. It's all good. Yeah, I've seen online a few times like he was going to, you know, if he didn't hit Eli, he was going to miss the turn and jump into no, the lane wasn't. or something. No, he that, wasn't. That's not quite true. I, no. I don't think that's quite but I mean, okay. according to Marv, Eli, okay. did, that was a brand new line. Eli I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think he's blowing the whole corner by any means. He's a professional; he would have made the corner. But we could have took a little bit of sauce off that. Can I can I paint a picture for you real quick? Can I paint a picture for you? Okay, so let's pa- paint me a picture. Your crash that broke your collarbone. Yes. We talked about this when we left the house today. Yep. You were already thinking about the next corner or the next jump. It's true. And yep. that's why you fucked up. Yep. So it's hard to say what he was thinking. He's in the moment. You're racing. You guys yeah. know this shit. Yeah, I know you're And right. you just kind of check out and just go off of instinct. And your yeah. instinct was, boom, I'm going inside. And then by the time you do that, shit's happening. Yeah, but okay, you know, you and I both know because we've both taken some people out gnarly. I've taken out. I took this one dude out in arena cross way gnarlier than that. But, you know, when you're going for the kill, you know you're going for the kill. Yeah. And you know how much sauce you're putting on, how much you're not putting on. You know, I just feel like he could have tried to at least put a little bit more finesse into it. He, like, literally just jumped and hit him. Hmm. All right. That's what we think, Zach. One thing, though, is, like, that stuff happens at the back of LCQs for like eight every weekend. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember, but this one sticks out in my mind heavily was um, JG and Mookie at, 
uh, New York last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And not, like nothing. No yeah. big deal. Nothing happened. No. Nope. And that one was gnarly. Yep. That one was. And then, was. like, in the, in the one after that, was it Raper and your brother or Raper and Cat and Zero? No, it Raper was Raper and, and my brother. Well, I thought it was the cat. I don't think it was the cat. No, the cat. It was the cat and Clayton and Cade <laughs> in Indy. Yeah, that's okay. the one where I got the LCQ because those took each other out. And oh, then, man. Yeah, Raper and, and Seven Deuce Trace and. Yeah. New York. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I admitted that I probably, I mean, I would have cleaned Tomac too. That's but, what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, the most important issue here is that when you get to the podium, yes. you say, "I am Just Marvin Muscan, and I took Tomac out, and I wanted to because I wanted that win more than anything." I'm getting paid a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to win this race, and I wanted to win. And then and you can still apologize and be and nice. And you Marvin. say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I hit you that hard, but I wanted to win." You could see, Zach. I wrote this in the article. Marvin's just a nice guy, and day in and day out, is a human. He's a nice person. I think that's leaked into his racing, and he's got some criticism for it, being too nice of a guy. You know, so. I think he just he, I mean seriously when I watched the race I was almost half asleep it was boring as shit yeah. and then the last lap came alive I was stoked it's racing I like it Yeah I couldn't quite believe he just he went for it Yeah no yeah. it was it was pretty it was big. pretty crazy All right we got a run we got Kyle Peters on the other line uh Zacho congrats on the win congrats on the points lead on the new deal with Rockstar As always thank you for joining us tonight uh we will uh, see you in Vegas man thanks very much for your time All right thanks guys See you Zach uh, See you later, Zach Zach Osman, everybody, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. I love these pistons. They're fantastic. Yeah. Sick, huh? So uh, much next bark. up on the line, brought to you by Vortex. Vortex Racing, uh, uh, Cooper Webb, Justin Barsha running Vortex on the Factory Monster Yamaha team. The F5 hard coat rear sprocket and front as well. And uh, don't forget the chains, uh, killer chains, MV3 chains. The 7 Deuce Deuce uses Vortex as well. Oh, yeah. How does that chain and sprocket hook up? Dude, so much hookup. God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Get the same chain and sprockets as the Jesus. seven deuce deuce, everybody. Email Jake at <laughs> vortexracing.com to get a hell of a deal on all things Vortex. Let's move right to our next guest. Uh, thank you for the people on hold for Zacco. Sorry we couldn't get to you. Uh, maybe next time. Uh, let's get to our next guest. He got a third this weekend in Foxborough, a very unexpected one. He had to go to the LCQ to do it one week after wiping out in the snow wow. and not being able to race Minneapolis. Uh, we're pleased and proud to bring Kyle Peters on the show. Kyle Peters, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, doing good, guys. How are, how are you guys doing? We're good. Sorry for putting you leaving on hold there for a little bit. But uh, <laughs> listen, before we get, what's your take on this pass, Peter? <laughs> Just get everybody. Where, where are you at on this pass? <laughs> Straight up. Like, Marv, well, the leopard seal struck and it, it, it got ugly. Well, I mean, I, I was listening to it before and uh, I was just having a good laugh about it. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, for me, I. For the for the win, mm-hmm. you do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> Straight up, that, yeah. That's where I'm, I'm about it. Like, yeah, last lap, you led the whole race. A guy passes you, and it's it's you have a half lap half lap left. Like, it, yeah, it could have been way worse. Like, yeah, it could have been. But I mean, it. I just I don't think Tomac was really expecting it. Um, maybe not right there, but yeah, it was. Uh, 
it was a good race for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was out of character for uh, for Mar for sure. And I mean, you know, we just all think that it was really dirty for sure. And Eli owes Marv one, but uh, you know, you can't take away the win. You can't take the with points away or anything. You know, so yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it was definitely an aggressive pass and. For for that much money on the line and and yeah. for what's at stake, you you gotta you gotta kind of expect those things, and it uh, it's definitely made for an exciting yeah uh, press conference and uh, <laughs> last few days for sure. Did it ever? Hey, let's talk about your deal. So take us through what happened in Minneapolis. What <laughs> what went down literally in Minneapolis? Man, I. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, snow was coming down. It was super cold. Uh, I was headed down for third practice uh-huh. and uh, had my mechanic on the back and just went to go make a left to go down into the stadium and mm. uh, just front end just fully washed out. And somehow my bars got caught with my knee and twisted funny. And oh. yeah, just a, a big pop. And from then I was like, Oh no, I never had any in the injury before. So oh, no way. Really? I didn't really yeah, know yeah. what to expect at all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I went to Asterix and they were like, yeah, yeah, you, you did your ACL and, oh. and, uh, and I was like, Oh, like just, you're like, what, you're like excuse me. I just, you're like, wait, did you just say I did my ACL yeah. on the, Voodoo doll by tipping on over on the ice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. <laughs> bummed was an understatement for sure oh geez yeah that's uh yeah that's gnarly because i mean again for people who don't know you were set up to ride outdoors form you were gonna fill in for jimmy d you know things were looking good for you as far as that goes and then that happens gee whiz um, yeah it was uh not not what i wanted to hear not what i wanted to happen but everything i guess everything happens for a reason and uh yeah it got Turned out good this week this weekend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what did you so you didn't ride, I'm guessing, last week, or did you ride? No, uh I I actually rode a little bit Thursday, um, okay. just to even see if I could ride at all. Um I got the MRI results. Got MRI on Monday, um, got the results Monday as well and found out uh ACL and TL and um I'd already already had my book flights booked for this past weekend and I was like, Oh well, you know what, like we might as well try. Like yeah. it wasn't wasn't much we could really do. I, I was going to go there either way mm-hmm. and, and try. So Thursday rode around and like when I say rode around, like literally yeah. <laughs> rode around. Uh, never hit the whoops. Never like jumped the rhythm. But Ooh. there was no no nothing to it. And uh, flying there, I was like, oh, like oh. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to race. Like we're we're yeah. going to give it our best shot and see what happens and uh yeah practice was a, a struggle and mm-hmm. qualified 15th yep saw that <laughs> and i was like oh well just one step at a time and that's what the whole team was telling me like all right now just make it to the main like make it easier on yourself don't go to the lcq yeah and, no uh, lcq is needed no do not do yeah. the lcq oh, gary oh yeah. man when i like i knew i was in a transfer spot and i just got a little too impatient like i was like all right like, let's get going in here and uh Ended up falling, and then <laughs> when I didn't make it to the to the main out of the heat, I was like, "What am I doing right now? Like, yeah. this is just I'm an idiot." <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, I actually rode better in the LCQ and kind of got a little bit of confidence um, with my leg and just 
how how I could ride. And uh, yeah, somehow main event came got a around. Start. Yeah, got I, your start. That yeah, you normally get got a good start. Yeah, just kind of just kind of put in my laps. Uh, New York track was or uh, Boston. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, it was the track was tough, really technical, but you didn't have to do any really big rhythms or there wasn't really any whoops or um, to really, uh, yeah. really hinder me, I guess. Um, I just kind of found the rhythms that were good for me. And uh, that's, that's what I stuck with all day. Did you, did you wear braces before? Or did you put a brace on for this weekend or did you already wear them? Yeah, I was already, already wearing them. Okay. Um, yep. Unfortunately just got a, a funny twist and, so, do you ice it? Is it swollen? Did you feel weak in that leg? Or I mean, no. Yeah, there I mean, was there was really no strength in it. Um, <laughs> I iced it. Uh, had the Normatec boots on, trying to keep, the, got it drained a few times, and uh, really just did what I could to um, to be ready. And uh, when I rode Thursday, like I I couldn't squeeze my bike at all. No. Um, yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons I had grouped it like. Jimmy D grip tape my whole body <laughs> like unbelievable amount of grip tape and uh so that helped out a lot I went went through a lot of FXR gear but uh yeah it, it, it held up pretty good so oh, Andy Andy's gonna bill you for that I guarantee you Andy will bill you for that. get you on a catalog shoot somewhere <laughs> yeah he's gonna be like hey Peters we're gonna need some we're gonna need that time I gave you five sets of gear we're gonna need you to sign this we're gonna need you at the signing um 702-586-7857. You got a question for JGR Suzuki's Kyle Peters brought to you by Vortex Racing. Yeah. Did you ever jump the quad on top of the table then off? I'm sorry if I didn't catch it. Yeah, no, I, I never did. Never okay. even thought about it. Because I was thinking about you and I saw, I go, man, if he's doing that, because it looked like it hurt when people did that. Yeah, I actually, I uh, flew up a little bit early on Friday and I was able to watch a little bit of press and I saw the guys doing it. And even from there, I was like... Yeah, you know what? I there's, there's no <laughs> that, way that, that is not going to happen. That is not going to yeah. work. Oh man! And uh, yeah, never, never, never actually actually hit it at all. So, <laughs> Kyle, um, seven deuce deuce. I've done some. Uh, I've done actually two ACLs. I don't have an ACL anymore. Um, mine kind of swells in and out. I've had. I know when you first so pop it, it swells up a bunch. Um, yeah. You said you had it drained a couple times this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you got to the race, you know, one of the biggest things for me is heating that thing up. Did it feel better once you got it hot or was it just terrible all day long or, or what were you I trying think, to deal with? I think that's what helped, helped a lot was actually going to the LCQ and not yeah. kind of sitting around and actually keeping the thing moving and, and staying warm. Um, I think that's what helped out the most because practice, like all day practice, it hurt really bad and the heat race sucked and, and I think it would just it would start to warm up and start to feel better, and then like it was over. So it would it go back to being stiff and and uh, and that. So yeah, I think I think having the thing warm and and heating it up was definitely the the best way to go. Are you are you just planning on running full outdoors with that thing like that, or what's what's your plan? Are you going to get it fixed or? Yeah, the plan is uh, well before the weekend. I had surgery scheduled on two for tomorrow yeah. oh really and, uh, oh wow yeah just just to see how if, if it didn't go good then i was gonna go yeah. ahead and get it fixed and and uh, go from there but uh yeah the team and i decided we'll uh 
we'll run it for Vegas, and uh, after Vegas, we'll, we'll end up getting it fixed. So you're covered in champagne, and you're like, "All right, let's go to Vegas." <laughs> yeah. Straight up, <laughs> J-Bo, J-Bo's like, "Yeah, we're going to Vegas." <laughs> Straight um, up. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys without ACLs, like Seven Deuce Deuce, and you know, but it's it's scary, Kyle, in a sense of when you don't, and you too, Adam. When you don't have one, it just it could catch at any moment, and really, you know, that'll be it for you. Yeah, like, but it's you know, it's not so much your ACL that you have to worry about catching; it's your meniscus, which is a little bit different. Like Kyle, to be honest with you, bro, I would try to ride some outdoor. You know, it's hard because if you get a new ACL, bro, it's, it's nine outdoors. months. It's outdoors, bro. It sucks. I know, but you're you're at least racing, dude. No. No, yeah. no, just yeah. get, it, get, it, get fi- it fixed. Get it fixed. Get you're... it fixed. He's right. I don't Dude, know what I'm talking about. Get a third, about. bounce, get it fixed. I mean, yes. get it fixed. People are like, Kyle got third, contract next year. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> Peters. You th- should have just fixed it on Tuesday. <laughs> the last thing you want to do, Peters, is be 23rd at Glen Helen and eating rocks, and yes. no one will remember this third. Right. Yes. So just go get it fixed. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. No, hey, listen, man. Hey, you deserve props for the gutty performance, for sure. Like you said, going to the LCQ, you're just like, like I looked at, I was looking at, Pulp Max fantasy picks. Nobody wants to hear about this, but I'm looking at Peter's name, and I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh wait, I'm like, no way, no way, his knee's all jacked up. I'm not picking him. It's funny because <laughs> a- Andy from FXR sent me a picture of you on the podium. I'm like, I was in the backyard, I even watched the race. I'm like, son of a bitch, that guy podiumed and he has no freaking ligaments in his knee. That's gnarly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I actually. This whole week, um, before I even got my MRI and everything, my mom was like, I've been talking to my mom, and she's like, you know what, I, I, I have like a vision or, or you know, something, something's going on, like, I, I, you're going to get on the podium. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, like, so, like, I, I kind of started telling myself that, and I was telling J-Bo and everybody, I was, like, I was like, I'm getting on the box this weekend. Like, I'm getting on the box this weekend. And uh, when I went to LCQ and won the LCQ, I was like, this is not what I meant. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. This is not what I meant. Oh, <laughs> not this one. Not, not this, one. this box, please. Yeah. Oh, one funny. more box. Um, that's, that's awesome. Vortex Racing bringing you uh, Kyle Peters <laughs> on the Pulp of Mech Show. Hey, uh, Kyle, how is the FXR guys? They're, they're, they're friends of ours. Kiefer uh, does some work for them here and there. And uh, Andy's a buddy of mine from way back. And you and Jimmy D are rocking it. Everything good there? Yeah, no, I I love the gear. Um, you know, the quality with having the being able to have the supplemented stuff that we have and the, the patches on the pants are are amazing. Um, Andy White and and everybody in Kiefer and like I, it's so much like a family atmosphere and I, they really bring you in and and make you feel feel at home. Um, I really wish I could have been up there to to ride try out the snow bikes and stuff. Unfortunately, it was right before our season started. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. Bro, you didn't miss it. It was freezing balls, dude. That wasn't going to work. I would have loved it, though. Uh-huh. Like, that would, that would be so much fun. It was fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, the, the stuff holds up great. And, and what I meant by, like, having all the grip tape and stuff, like, I've I've been in previous sets of gear and ran in grip tape, and it, <laughs> they didn't last one ride. Yeah. This stuff lasted uh like all day so it's oh. uh it's awesome stuff quality is amazing gear looks amazing um i'm waiting for the lit kit award oh well <laughs> are you you're not yet. you're not waiting for best dress though are you no Just nobody like, nobody waits for that <laughs> thanks kyle uh, thanks a lot man <laughs> fuck you kyle we, you know what we hey no you know what we've done kyle is if you're wearing this fucking kyle if you're wearing the same stuff as uh as another guy but another guy finishes a little bit better that guy gets the award the nomination you know oh, what I mean? okay like you got to be it's, top 
gear guy of that weekend. Yes. So, like, Man. if there's PC guys, we'll go with the guy that got finished better. You got third, though. Yeah, well, we haven't that? announced. We still we got to nominate. We haven't announced a nominees have not for this announced week. We have nominations not for this week. If yeah. I'm not even like in the nomination, I, I'm, I'm flip them. <laughs> Come over here, dude. It's way better. Uh, all right, <laughs> we got we got some phone calls for you. First up, uh, Skippy, what's happening? What's your question for Kyle Peters? What's up, boys? Uh, so my biggest question, uh, not only for Kyle but uh, for all the other guys on the uh, air tonight, is uh, if you could flash forward. A full year after experiencing uh, this Supercross season, what would be your future headlines? Mm. I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you can't put me on a spot like that. Like, it'll take me five minutes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Skippy. We, we didn't come uh, up with that's that a tough one. Yeah, I mean, come on, Jason Anderson, two for two. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, uh, Kyle. Uh, what kind of momentum uh, you expecting to do after uh, dealing with an injury and then, you know, just kind of sucking it up? You feel like it's, uh, you know, Skippy, kind of one Skippy, of things, you just like, you just can't made up that question because you, your first question sucked. Skippy, send. <laughs> uh, we're, not, uh, we're letting you go, Skippy. We got send pictures to Mark, Skippy. Um, Later, Skip. <laughs> Bye, bro. Uh, Trey, what's up? You want to talk to Kyle Peters? Yeah. Hey, Kyle. I just wanted to ask you. Um, we're dealing with that injury. Um, how are you training? You can't really go to the gym with the ACL. Are you just riding when it's time to race or what's up? Yeah. Um, pretty much just, uh, going to therapy and getting it worked on, trying to get stability back in the knee. And, uh, yeah, definitely not riding. It's, you don't want to dab it and make it worse or make it sore or anything like that. So it's, uh, the waiting game, you know, do doing what yeah, you can and, and resting it as much as possible. Doing a lot of cardio. I just feel like, you know, I'm feeling for you. You know, you gotta. It's gonna be a struggle out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly why I don't go to the gym either. My ACL has been bad, so I can't. I'm not able to go. Uh, thanks, Trey. Thanks for the call, man. Um, hey, uh, Peters. Uh, w- did Phil give you any congratulations at all? Anything? He he did. You know what? Um, Phil Phil gets the hard guy rep, but you yeah. know, I, I live with him. I've I've uh, yep. We're, we've been buddies. I had a birthday not long ago, and Phil actually called me on my birthday wow. and sang me happy birthday on, over the phone. Wow. Wow. Did he should call, have recorded that. Did he call you a pussy for tearing your knee? Uh, he may have. Yeah. He, he may have. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> well, but it, it, there's some genuine nice guy stuff in there. You, deep, so, yeah, he's like, like a – you got to get through the crusty core. Into the exactly. in, into the soft center. I'll tell, and I should I shouldn't tell people this either. But I got a text from Phil when we had to put our dog down last week. Oh, nice! One oh. guy who texted me to say, "Hey, sorry about your dog, bro." Yeah, you do too. Okay. You don't count. But I, I mean, didn't. That sucks. No. But Phil, Phil texted me. It was amazing. Um, Phil, Phil's, Phil's a nice guy. He likes to play hard, right? But uh, he he he's really lovable. Um, <laughs> we got to get him an outdoor ride for for. We're trying to get him an outdoor ride. It was. Why can't he take Kyle's spot? He can't. I don't. It's a long story. I don't know. (laughs) It's a long story. Uh, Nate, you got a question about uh, Guy Cooper for Kyle Peters? Yeah, I do. I was wondering, uh, you know, Kyle, first congratulations on the podium this weekend. But uh, I was wondering, you know, when you were on the team with Guy Cooper as the manager, do you have any any good stories from that time or any uh, any recollections of him telling about the good old days? Oh man, he's uh guys he's an amazing dude. Uh we actually 
he'd invited us all down to his house, uh, which he had supercross track and outdoor track and then track in the woods and, and everything. And, uh, it's pretty funny. The dude still like rips, like in the, the track in his woods, like there's trees everywhere, sketchy stuff. Like you're about jumping into trees and he will still throw the nastiest whips and he was still faster than me. (laughs) That's awesome. Guy Cooper, everybody. He is a bad dude. Yeah. Do you remember how gnarly he was going huge at Supercrosses? That's the uh, guy I look to yeah. just to jump stuff. Yeah, like, he was gnarly. He's, yeah, he's nutty. He told Jimmy Albertson one time that he likes titties, too. I like, really? I like him even more now. He likes titties. Wow. Yeah. Good yep. man. He's a good man in my uh, book. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great night. Um, well, Peters, uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Congratulations yeah, on the podium. Me, a very unlikely podium, and it's awesome, uh, by the way, for you to get that. Look, I know J-Mart was on you at the end, but ha-ha, J-Mart, you ran, out, you ran out of laps. <laughs> that was fucked up, Steve. No, I'm just saying. Good for good for Peters. Um, we, make a, we make a joke about Peters being Peters, and, and then the next thing you know, he looks up and he gets 6th or 7th, and you're like, hey, look at Peters getting 6th or 7th. You know what I mean? Straight but, up. But, First podium in three years or something, I think. So uh, five, yeah, like Close. five, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, uh, really? It's been that long? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, been a long road, but uh, looking for a lot more. Yeah, awesome. And the JGR guys are a good bunch of dudes for sure. Uh, you know, I stop by the truck all the time. They're awesome guys. So happy for them and happy for you. And thank you for your time tonight, man. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And then, uh, yeah, thanks. Good job, thanks man. Tell, whole JGR crew. tell Phil we said hi. Oh, I will do. All right. He's listening. God Thanks. bless. Thanks, See, you, Kyle. See you in See Vegas. You. All right. Thank you. Uh, Kyle Peters, everybody, on the show, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Email Jake at Vortex for a hell of a deal. Uh, a few more questions before we go to commercial here. Uh, let's run through these calls real quick. Uh, JR, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Hey, I just wanted to give credit to the camera crew. I think they did a fantastic job filming the race. Good okay. job. All, All right. right. I don't know if. Um, if you guys noticed, the guy in the sand corner is actually on the track, which is uh, nice. But normally, all we ever get to see is the uh, spider cam footage. Mm-hmm. But they actually had in this race guys on the actual track getting ground level shots. So you can actually hear the engine sound. It was a nice touch, I thought. You know, that's one of those guys' credit. Oh, no, nice. You know, we oftentimes we just bring up the shitty stuff, right? And and on the TV broadcast or the the races. So it's good to have somebody say that and call in. So nice job, man. Thanks for calling. Good stuff. Yeah, no problem. All right, thank you. Uh, Josh, what's up? Hey, what's happening? I've listened to your show, uh, Archives, Bitchin', all the way back to Bradshaw and Stanton and Bale. Oh, thanks. And, yeah, the archives are incredible. Thank you, man. Yeah, Um, we, we go way back with those. I know. It's incredible. I've been following the sport for, well, I'm 42, so 30-plus years. Yeah. Um, the uh, Dude, you guys, man, the, the, my only complaint that I was listening to, the, I don't know if it was Minneapolis or what, and you guys had all sorts of issues with uh, uh, hotels or motels or Flying in and uh-huh. flying out, yeah. and you and JT and Weed yeah. went off for like 25, 30 minutes, dude. I was just like, wait, <laughs> where's the moto stuff? 
You know? Yeah. I just crazy. want to hit a motocross stuff. I, I, I don't yeah. know, man. Like, look, look. Um, so you don't you don't want us to talk about that at all? Well, I don't know that it's relevant. You know, How, is it? I don't know, bro. But you've just finished listening to thousands of hours of archives. Can you give me fucking twenty minutes to talk about some flight issues I have? You know? Damn. Like, sorry, oh, so, bro. No, I mean, I don't wait. know. No. So down down the asshole. It doesn't want to hear twenty five minutes of how you go in and go out of cities and, and, and I want to hear the moto stuff like what happened during the day I get it's probably not the best thing or probably not the most enjoyable flying all the time going in and out of cities I know you're in Vegas a lot of your homies are in JT's and what's he posted up in Idaho you know it's not easy for you guys I get that All right, man. I'm sorry we can't make you happy. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry no, no, we no. talk about. I'm sorry we talk no, about that no. stuff. I, I'm sorry. You people wonder why you know I am the way I am. It's we had a positive caller before. We're sorry about everything, dude. Yeah, a we're sorry about call? flights. We're sorry about no, snowstorms. We're sorry guys, about motocross. I, I we're sorry. You, you know, guys, we're we're sorry. I just gave you guys a lot of props. You did. I love your show. Yeah. And yeah, went downhill after that. Yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll take, At least I'll, we got the archives. I will take your point into in, into Kiefer. Yes, sir. After dark, it's it's pretty good. Send you your know, questions. There's some, there's some things that I've uh, uh, picked up on. You know, just a little bit. I'm I'm older, but you know, I like I I I really do not want you guys to think that I'm just. No, bro. We're getting good. on we, the we show. We will take it in in consideration. We will take it into consideration. That's all we can Love do. It. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the call. <laughs> you people wonder why I am the way I am. <laughs> George. George. Hi, guys. George. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, I just had a quick question for you guys. So I've always ridden used bikes because that's what I could afford and that's mm-hmm. what I wanted. And now I'm finally in a place where I might be able to afford a new bike. But when I go out on my used bike, I feel like I don't get all of it out of it. So how much do you think a new bike helps somebody from a bike that's maybe 10 years old? Okay, hold on. What do you got? Thank you. I have an 06 YZ250S, and I'm looking at going to like an 18 YZ250FX because I race a lot of hair scrambles. Let me take this? Yep, you take it. You're the man. Uh, you'll get a little bit more. It's not going to be, you're not going to have like a day and night difference, but yeah, you'll notice a little bit more Christmas, more RPM response, more torque, but it's not going to feel too foreign from what you're doing right now. Okay. So, and would you say that gain and reliability is the main reason why people buy new bikes or do they just not like maintaining the old ones? Well, what do you see? When you buy used bikes, you don't know what you're getting for one. You only could take the the seller's word for what you're doing, you know, and you know exactly what you're doing to a brand new bike because it's fresh. So yes, of course, reliability will be better. You're doing the work. So everything's on you. So yeah, of course, new will be better. I mean, if you can afford it, absolutely. Okay. And then one more question. If you had to pick one add-on or extra that makes a ride safer, so like a dampener or getting the suspension done by Racetech or something like that, what would you choose? So I'm just a C-level guy, want to go out there, have fun, be competitive, but not get hurt. How much do you weigh? So like 140. 
Yeah, honestly, I would leave it stock, and the best thing you can do to be safe is set your sag. Do the right thing, okay. set your sag, and just ride it stock for a while and get used to it. A lot of people just okay. put new stuff on it right away, but that's a good good bike. Just set your sag and make sure you bleed your forks and just do the maintenance, and you're good. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. See you. Robin, what's up, man? Oh, hey. I've got a question. How's Batman? Uh, uh <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm thirty-five years old, and I brought my first bike. And I was gonna say if y'all could give me some advice about riding. Deuces, go for it. Okay, elbows up. Okay, and smooth okay. on the throttle. Okay, I I teach I teach a lot of kids, and I teach a lot of grown men, and I teach a lot of people. And the biggest thing for me is if you know how to use your throttle and be smooth with your throttle, you can ride any bike, you can ride as long as you want to ride, and you can have a whole bunch of fun. Be smooth on the throttle. What do you, what do you got for a bike? Robin, if you're coming uh, into the, if Robin, if you're coming into the last turn to win a supercross, send it. Send it, bro. I'm I'm going for it. <laughs> send it. Yes. Launch well, see, it. I've, I've had off-road experience. I raced quads for about 10 years. Because I started late, and I didn't think I could actually ride a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. But oh. my dream is to ride bikes, and I just bought one. If Mark's can ride. You, have you ever actually ridden a dirt bike? I, the first have time I did? rode it was about a month ago when I bought it. Oh, what, what do you got? I went, uh, 2008 uh, KTM 250XCF. Okay, KTM 250XCF. Good bike? Yeah, I went over the handlebars on the, the practice ride. So oh boy, it's not going good. Yeah, and you got to you got to stand up. You know, stand up like you said. Yeah, if you come if you come from the quad world, you're not used to standing up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. So stand up, use your elbows, look ahead, and seven deuce deuce is right. Be gentle on the throttle until you get comfortable enough where you can roll it on and just you know six o'clock. That's some of a bitch, but you don't want to do that right away. Yeah, and just you know, like Kiever just said, roll it on. You know, don't ever just. God, like on a quad, you can just hit the throttle, you know, because you're, you're two wheels on, you're, you're just all spinning, four, yeah. you're just spinning. On a dirt bike, Where, uh, you got to roll the throttle on nice and easy, be smooth on the throttle 100% of the time, and that's going to help you out a bunch. Robin, I know the answer is probably Sherwood Forest, but where do you live? Uh, Alabama, Jasper, Alabama. Okay. Um, Jasper, I've been there. Who does, who does schools somewhere? What about Clark Styles? He doesn't do schools, does he? I don't know. I'm just naming that. Do the Vaughn Wainer County? I, I think Chad Moore does. Chad Gores? Chad Gore? There we go. Go to, go to a school. Okay. No, 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 no. Chad, no, Chad, Chad Ward. Gore. Chad Ward. Yeah, Chad, Chad Ward. Ward. Oh, go, yeah. go to a school. Or, 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 or Mike Brown sometimes does schools. I don't know how far is Tennessee from Dude, go go to a motocross school. Just find one. Anybody. If you've ne- if that was the first time riding your dirt bike, anybody's going to be able to teach you. That's even any kind of amateur pro or whatever. And if you can't, David Pingree has a video out you can get. You can buy tips from David Pingree. Bam. Step one, watch Fox News 24-7. Okay, well, I, appreciate, right. I appreciate Thanks, Robin. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, man. You. All right, let's go to commercial break here. Seven Deuce Deuce. Chris Kiefer in studio. Yeah. Paul Mechshaw presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Jason Thomas is coming up. Uh, Wesson Pike's coming up. Oh. Danny Massey from Maximus coming up. Your phone calls. We're giving more shit away. Marks is doing personal things on work time. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. I really don't care.
All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services. Whatever it is, rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. 
And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. It's the best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You don't bring in the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing.
Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For talent and kite hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. 
hubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston kit. Every time I do it makes me laugh How did our eyes get so 
Thank you for listening. It's Nickelback night. Chris Kiefer has chosen it. Oh, God. My Twitter's going to be like, you're, oh, you're so done. gay, Kiefer. Right, you're okay. fucking kidding me. First, thing, me. first thing that comes to your mind, btosports.com. Seven. Fly racing. Zach Osborne winning the main event this weekend. Race tax, suspension, and engines. Flush. Vortex racing. The best bucket, sprockets out there, bro. Gear alloy. Dark black wheels. Roost MX. Christina. Vertex Pistons. Bottom end. When I say Pistons, you say bottom end? You get more bottom end. Oh, okay. High compression. Yeah, all right. So. X-Brand Goggles. If you wear X-Brand, you won't win. Maxima USA. <laughs> Synthetic Oil. FMF. Uh, little D and really cool two-stroke pipes. Works Connection. Frame Guards. Atlas Neck Brace. Jason Anderson. W Wheels. Tom White. Guts Racing. Dustin Pipes' seat. <laughs> Get data. <laughs> Dan. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Weston Pike is coming right up. But right before then, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. It's the X-Brand Tariff segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles the choice of champions everywhere. Like Kyle Cunningham, like Dusty Pipes, like uh, Freddie Norman, like Kyle Chisholm, like Ricky Brabeck, Gary Sutherland. Gary Sutherland. Gary Sutherland. Thank you for listening, uh, X-Brand Goggles. Thank you for using them. Pulpamex Show 18 is the code to save with X-Brand Goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand Goggles, you won't win. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Do you know who that is? Nope. Hmm. Never heard of her. Nope, me neither. Uh, and uh, you have 30 seconds on the clock to answer rapid-fire questions. Marks, let's do it. Steve. Yep. <clears throat> Name a current rider who wouldn't take a guy out on the last lap for a race win. <laughs> Marv? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. Dude, they all would. Or they all should, anyways. 450 Supercross win, bro. Thank yeah, you. 100 Gs, bro. All right. Rip it. Deuce, deuce. What is your fondest memory of the Danger Ranger? Yeah. Riding on the front of it in Moto 7. I'll never forget that day. I'll I mean, never forget. How many, 
for, mean, those, ha- for those who missed it, uh, Adam Ekinap is now a member of Ridgeline Nation. Ridgeline! How many times have you I done it? I fucking love Ridgelines. Done it? Yeah. How many times you and Ash? I never did it in that Ranger. You and Ash never did it? Not once. Uh, but the Ridgeline's oh, getting broken. Yeah. That's right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we got enough back seat room. We can yeah. fold the seats up. We can get in there. We yeah. got all the cargo space. Black on black. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> you ever leave the keys in it? Scores man got a tattoo. Yeah. You ever leave the keys in it? Bro, unlocked? I come from a town where you go to the grocery store, leave the window down, the truck running, and the keys in it. Oh. Let's go. We got to go. Pike's coming up. <clears throat> Rapid fire. Don't piss him off. <laughs> Rapid Kiefer. fire. Kiefer. Describe your first sexual experience in a vehicle, either moving or stationary. <laughs> God, what's so good, dude? It's good. Okay. 30 seconds. 91 freeway, uh, driving, horny, passenger, climbed over, rode me, um, almost hit the fucking median, swapped out in the carpool, went into the fucking fast track, swapped back in. I finished before Pro Circuit. From 55. <laughs> oh, high yes. five, Keeper! Yes. <laughs> from, the, that, from the 55. 55 to Pro Circuit. Yeah. Got, got it hard, got it in, nutted, done. Wow. There we go, everybody. Wow. Boom. Yeah, good job, Keeper. Was that with Heather? <sighs> Can't say that. Oh, boy. All right. Steve. Yep. Should Zacco race a 250 or 450 outdoors? Ah, uh, 250. I'm a, I don't. For the one thousandth time, to you assholes that get on me about this two fifty rule, the two fifty class outdoors is the best of the best. It's open to anyone. There's no rules, there's no regulations to it, so it's a gnarly ass class. I'm fine with even a four fifty guy. We used to see four fifty guys drop down. People used to ride one twenty. Mark Barnett was a badass dude. He rode one twenty five nationals forever. That was fun. That's fine. You can do that. I don't care if you stay two fifty outdoors. Forever. It's a gnarly class. Go ahead. There's no rules. My issues are always with 250 Supercross class. That's where my issues are. So whatever he wants outdoors is cool. All right. Deuce, deuce. Yep. <clears throat> How careful are you with supplements to ensure you can pass a WADA drug test? Dude, if I could afford supplements, I would probably take them and not even know. But now, honestly, after this whole Brock Tickle thing, I'm like so sketched out. I like just sparkling waters as much as I do now. Seriously. Uh-huh. Kiefer. Yeah. With the cost of designing and bringing a new bike to market, how many years do you think it will take for Yamaha to break even on the YZ65? Two. Is it going to sell? It's going to sell. That thing rips. It's good? It's really good. Yep. So I rode it myself, and it was really fun to ride. Like, I could actually ride it. Um my kid, 12 years old, a little bit bigger, loves it better than his current 85 that he has. So, And I had Ty Davis's kid ride it for the test, and he has a KTM 65 that's modded, and he said he likes this Yamaha 65 better. It's When you start it up, it sounds like a little crisp 125. It's badass. All right. All right. Blue crew. Steve. Yep. If Marv also goes down attempting that pass, does it become more or less acceptable? No. No. Same, same, same idea. doesn't change. Deuce Deuce, is a Ford Ranger considered to be more of a truck than the soccer mom friend Honda Ridgeline? Soccer mom friendly, I um, believe he would say. I think, I think, you know, I talked about it. It's like a, 
the Rangers like the motocross starter kit. You know, you go buy a used 125, you get a Ford Ranger, and you go to the track and you slum it with the homies. But when you step up to the Honda Ridgeline, woo, 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 and you woo, got a Honda 450 in the back and you rode up to the track, Jesus. this is what you call style, son. Shit. Let's go, listen, baby. Listen, here, listen. That got you, real. You fucking jerk offs that want to bag on the ridge line. It's not supposed to be. It's like saying, bro, my 250, 250F is not as good as a 450. <laughs> it's not as fast. Fucking what the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> like, you're an idiot. The, two, the Honda Ridge Line is a mid sized truck a la a Frontier, a la a Tacoma, a la. An avalanche, I think. Colorado. Colorado. That is the category it is in. When you jerk-offs on social media want to talk about how it can't haul a fucking space shuttle, you're right. (laughs) You're right. It's not supposed to. So fuck off. It's supposed to haul my Honda 450. It can haul three bikes with no problem. Boom. When are we getting a picture with that some bitch in the back? Oh, dude, as soon as I get home. Okay. As soon as I get home, I'm going to load my bike. I read two shootouts this year where the Honda Ridgeline crushed the competition Thank you. in a mid-sized truck shootout. Independent but was it the rear MXA? suspension. Was it the MXA shootout? It was shootouts? not MXA shootout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Kiefer, <clears throat> what is the difference between a clean pass and a dirty pass? Oh, God. Clean pass, uh, what Tomac did, dirty pass, what Muskin, Muskan did, but acceptable. Last lap. Let's get uh, Pike on the line, please. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. We're going to give away a set of goggles right now. Let's do it. Fourth person to call in. Fourth person. 702-586-7857 marks. Uh, We'll give away a set of X-Brand Goggles. When you put these on, you will see things clearer than you've ever seen before. With X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Thank you for uh, those guys, and thank you for those questions. Uh, Moser also uh, on the show later on. Danny Massey. From Maxima, we'll talk some oils. Yeah. And uh, we've got some more things to uh, give away here. We have, uh, what did that guy take? He took the gear bag, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gear bag. So we got a stand. We have a stand and a helmet to give away yet still tonight. F2 Uh, carbon? Yes. Nice. Uh, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, when you talk about flyracing.com and you talk about RM Army, uh, you talk about me and you talk about this guy on the phone. Weston Pike, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, uh, doing good. How are you guys? Wow, you sound, he sounds really friendly off the bat. Like, doesn't he? This might be a good, <laughs> that was nice. This might be a good interview. <laughs> um, it's, hey, it's not, it's not for you, it's for the fans that are listening in, okay? I know. I should know that. Hey, so what happened to the Pike sponsorship, Seven Deuce Deuce? Is it still in effect? No. We, that fucking shit went out the window, dude. What happened, Pike? Why'd you drop him? Dude, forget that guy, dude. What? Forget him, dude. I took him out at a, tr- at a practice track, and he just dropped me, dude. Uh, on the ball. Weston. <laughs> that's, that's news to me. I, I... <laughs> oh, jeez. No, nah. I don't. I mean, I don't really have an answer for that. Hmm. He just dropped me, dude. Uh, That's how Weston is. He'll pick me up again next year. What about uh, what about this guy this year? Six main events, Pike. Seven, 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 seven main events for the seven deuce deuce this year. Yeah, it's good. I it's definitely some um, progress for you, Adam. But I could definitely expect a little bit more out of you though when you make those main events. 
Absolutely. Oh, wow. We had a, we had some talks on the phone. I Did think, you? Yeah, yeah. you know, I just wasn't doing enough um, at the track, and I wasn't doing enough laps, and I kind of definitely opened my eyes a little bit more this year, which is something that's probably surprising to people. But, you know, you don't realize how much, how many laps and how much time these guys are putting in at the top yeah. and uh, and how much, works it, how much work it actually takes. And you got to – I've worked myself into that, but I think I took a little bit too much time, and I, I've been trying a lot harder this year, and I've been doing better, but Weston's 100% right. I think I I think I think deserve a little bit more in the main events, and uh, and I'm trying to ride a little better. It was a bummer with this broken collarbone because I was starting to figure it out more, but um, hopefully we'll come to Vegas, get a good start, and put a solid main event in. Wow. How's that for politically correct talk? Nice job, though, Pike, yeah. trying to egg him on. I like that. That's good. You're helping him out. Um, yeah, you know. Hey, when that uh, – uh, for Foxborough Supercross, uh, you're happy with your ride? You tar- charged up from the back and uh, ended up with a pretty good position. Uh, are you okay with that? You're, good, you're happy with it? I thought it was good. Oh, uh, not at all. Um, I was just pissed. You know, I rode good all day. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I, the best qualifying I've had, I qualified, you know, third, which practice doesn't mean anything, but it still sets the goal for the day and sets your pace. But um, is that my music playing or your guys' music? In the background? That's your music. We don't have any music playing. What the fuck is going on? Here? I don't know, bro. Okay, not... I got. It. I don't even know how that. Is. I had music playing on my phone while I'm on the phone. Oh yeah, I right. sound nice. That's weird. All right, so uh, no, you know, I just, it, you know, it was a good day all the way up until you know the main event. I just um, a couple guys had flinched on the gate because the, the gate dropped literally was like a minute long before it dropped, and um, a couple guys flinched, and I I flinched, and by the time I flinched and you know, went to reset back up the gate drop, and I was just totally, you know, about yeah. five seconds late. So, um, you know, obviously having to come from the back, and that track wasn't, you know, really good for passing because it was just like riding on the moon, you know. It was just blown <laughs> out, high, yeah. dusty. You know, like, I think I might have like 10 years off my life from all the time <laughs> that I've been You know, whatever. It is what it is. I was able to catch up to six, but... You know, I definitely feel like, you know, I, I had, you know, a, definitely a third or a fourth in me that mm-hmm. night, yep. the way I was riding. But, you know, there's nothing you can do about it besides learn from it. Uh, and Minneapolis went well, too, outside of that fall in that last race, man. You were looking good for a possible podium spot. Like, it, you were killing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, little, little things like that that have definitely been, I've been so close, but things have been holding me back just by, you know, little stupid mistakes. But, you know, it's always so hard to, you know, do everything 100% perfect. But, you know, I'm I'm beating around the bush, and, you know, I'm definitely close. Just got to capitalize on it. 702-586-PULP. You got a question for JGR Suzuki's Weston Pike. Flyracings.com is a website to go to get yourself a Weston Pike replica F2 carbon helmet. Uh, hey, uh, do you, are you – so when you're coming up on Mookie late in the race, he's running in sixth. You're coming up on him. Do you treat him – like a normal guy on the track, we saw your pass on Barsha. We saw some other passes that were pretty good. Or do you got to be a little careful, Weston? I, I know your personality doesn't strike me as a guy who cares all that much, but seriously, with a teammate like that, are you are you taking a little second hesitation on, on a guy like that? No, I mean, it's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I had a teammate and then I was he was coming up on me, and I mean, it just it's racing. Yep. You know, your your friends off the track and on the on the track, you're your enemy. You know, it's just uh, I passed them clean, but you know, obviously there's there's other riders that you race with that you got to pass a little more aggressive than mm-hmm. than others. You know what I mean? Just because it's 
the way, you know, they, the way everybody race, sure. the way that they race, and the way that they'll come back at you in the next turn. So you got to kind of, yep. you know, some riders you got to make sure that you know you slow them down a little bit so you can at least bridge a little bit of a gap between you know. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's, it's like anything. You know, it's you're making passes and you're moving forward. You're not really worried about that particular person or who it is. It's just a it's a pass, you know. Right. I guess. My question is for you. You're a bigger dude. You've actually trimmed down some over the years, but where does your size help and hurt you? Like, I was in Atlanta. I saw the big triple over the triple where you crashed. That was probably one of the biggest crashes I've seen in a long time, and literally when you were crawling off the track, the tough blocks actually ran away because they knew they were going to get fucked up because you're so pissed. Like, I just I think you being big helps you in those situations, but where does it hurt you at? Um... You know, I'd say, obviously, yeah, it definitely is, is saved my ass with a lot of crashes and, and almost crashes. But, you know, I'd say the biggest part of it hurts is, you know, with with that long, long-term endurance on certain things, you know what I mean? Like just being a bigger guy and carrying around more weight. You know, I don't, I, I can't say I can't last as long as these the guys that are, you know, 140 to 160, you know, it's kind of a performance decrease on my end. But, you know, I... I do as much as I can to, you know, to, to help help that out and, and do a little extra and whatnot to kind of compensate for that. But I could say that's probably the biggest uh, default besides, you know, for being a bigger guy. Uh, hey, how much do you um, – obviously, you got the outdoor series coming up. You want to finish Supercross strong. You want to get on the box, which I think you can. How much do you ride outdoors now as, as it comes up? Do you – you probably test a little bit on the off week, but – is it in your mind? Do you how much do you work on it nowadays, or is it sort of just hey Vegas comes and then I will worry about outdoors? No, I think um, I think everybody's kind of shifts a little earlier now because it's like you ride so much Supercross. It's kind of actually I've been riding outdoors the last three weeks, and I think it's been oh, okay. helping me with Supercross as of late because it's like just kind of gives you a fresh fresh outlook, and it's kind of like a it almost it almost gives you more speed riding outdoors because, you know, the first day back on outdoors, I was like, I was so hesitant to run it in faster in the turns because you know in Supercross you're so hit to get you you're, you land off the jump, quick spurt of gas in the turn go. So yeah. Like, you know, it takes that little transition to like you know build more speed you know for outdoors. So it's kind of been good to be able to, you know, get you know more like a more of a higher speed track under you and kind mm-hmm. of you know, pushed a little harder, and it's kind of, you know, I'd say benefited me, if anything, just starting to ride outdoors a little sooner. So, um, you know, I'd probably, like I said, I've been riding it, you know, once or twice a week, oh, okay. just trying to get a, a ball on the road. You know, obviously last year I was hurt, so I only got about a week and a half of of riding of outdoors. So it's it's nice to be able to, to test and, and get some stuff dialed in for, for the series. Oh, that's interesting. You think it helps you in Supercross? Yeah, never really heard that before, but it makes sense, you know? Yeah, because like I said, I mean, my first day back outdoors, I was like, I felt I was getting passed by, like, novice riders because I was just, uh-huh. you know, I was thinking I was going fast. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, yeah. Come up here and we'll go, for, go from riding. I'll show you my local lines at the, my local track up here. Yeah, just, you know, you mean tailgate, more or less? Uh, no, no, no. We'll go riding together, like, like buddies. Uh, there's, a, there's a Michelin Starcross 5 riding day, uh, the Sunday after Vegas Supercross. He's going to want to ride that day for sure. Yeah, after Vegas, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, Pike. Oh, it's Sunday morning, yeah, sure. I'll probably still be wide awake 
Yeah, in well, one of the casino parties <laughs> on the morning. <laughs> come out to the track and see what you got. You know, so yeah. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls. We uh, have some phone calls on the line for Pike. First up is Mike. Mike, what's going on? What's your question for Weston Pike? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Weston, I just had a question. If uh, if you were Eli and uh, Moosekin pulled that pass on you, would you have gone for the knockout, or would, would you? <laughs> what would you have done? What's, yeah, Wes, and this is something we've talked about all show. Uh, Marvin's move on, on Eli. Uh, what's your take on it? Uh, you know, if it was for it, like, it's so hard because I would do the same thing if I was going for the win and it was the last lap. Like, mm-hmm. it goes, it's just so tough because when you're racing like that and you're in first place and you have somebody behind you, it's like you want to guard the line, and Eli did the best he could by taking the most inside rut that there was. Yep. But it sucks because you want to race even more tighter than that. But if you do that, then the guy's just going to pass you by railing the turn and going around the outside of you. So it's such a hard, it's such a hard call as being in the in the front and trying to like figure out, okay, am I going to cut down here, or you know, are you even going to expect someone to be there? But mm-hmm. you know. Marvin's a sneaky rider. He's he could be in anywhere at any time. You know, I raced him in Minneapolis pretty good, and I'm like, where the hell, where the hell did this little guy come from? Like, I feel <laughs> like I went fast to this section, and he's just right up my ass. And I'm like, you know, it's it's he's a he's a good rider, and he's he's smart. So yep. it's, it's a hard call. I mean, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, we our consensus, yeah. Weston, was hey, it's dirty pass. And Eli should be pissed, and Cowie should be pissed, but it's for the win. You know, I mean, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed, but it's for a win. A win's a win, and yeah. If you got to, if you got to smash somebody for a win yep. and get penalized five grand, I'll pay the five grand all day. Yeah, we were hundred grand. Bonus. <laughs> did you did you see the press conference at all? I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that, Weston? I look, I um, I watched it a little bit, like yeah. the first half. We just, first, I think it was like yeah. Um, yeah. All of us are just like, hey, Marv needed to own it more. He needed to own it and just be like, yep, yeah, yeah I, w- I was aggressive. I was going for the win. You know, like, instead he started talking about Anderson and, and your pass on him and Zacho in Vegas last year and Josh Grant in Vegas. And <laughs> he started going just everywhere. every excuse in the book. Yeah, so that part we didn't yeah. think that was great. Hey, Mike, uh, do you want a Weston Pike Fly Racing F2 replica helmet? Hell Yeah. That's what you get for calling. You get a, a, a F2 helmet, the same one that Weston wears out there every weekend uh, in his uh, color scheme. So uh, stay on the line. Get the, your size. Marks will get your information. Thanks to Fly Racing, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Max Steffens, everybody. Like Santa. <laughs> He's like Santa, Pike. He's just... No, he does it on purpose. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can't disclose that. But, oh. Yeah. Hey, Skippy, uh, what's your question for Weston? Uh, hey, what's up, Weston? How are you guys doing? Good. How's it going? Hey, so uh, my question was, uh, you know, other than enduring a lot of uh, injuries throughout the year, throughout uh, 17, 18, you know, weeks of just treacherous races, uh, what do you do for fun in between the rounds to kind of keep you fresh? And what are the things that uh, you do to, uh, you know, keep your mind fresh in between the weeks and so on and so forth? Um, I don't know. There's not really much you can do in in three days of of off time travel besides 
try to just, you know, you want to do stuff, but at the same time, it's like you got to kind of just lay low and relax and let your body kind of recover and whatnot. But other than that, I, I typically just, you know, I was, I was building my, I was working on my truck for a while at my buddy's shop. So I'd go down and, you know, on a day off, I'd go, you know, throw some wrenches around and work on my truck and whatnot. And, you know, just kind of do a little bit of something, but there's not really much you can do, you know, during season and, you know, while you're racing and practicing and trying to recover and stuff like that. So it's kind of, you know, there's not really much we can do at this point in time. Uh, there you go, Skippy. Thanks, man. Um, Party on. Thanks. What, what? Uh, Weston, I uh, I saw your girlfriend at the uh, gate in uh, God. Houston. God, God. What? So good. <laughs> All right. Calm down, Kiefer. I can't even go. If Weston's out of track, I just go opposite direction because I can't see that shit. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Kiefer, Kiefer get you it. <laughs> your chick's too hot, dude. I got to go opposite direction because I'll just be gawking at her like, some perv. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So you I got saw like instant chum. Like when you see her. Seriously, dude. You, God bless you for for getting that. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Does does uh, does Pike at the Moto Concepts? Does he does he get that girl when he's riding Moto Concepts? Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, I saw your I saw your girlfriend at the gate in Houston. She tells me, Wesson, you won't fly her United. She has it. She's part of the United membership. She's got a number, and you won't fly her United. I, I, well, I don't even know what, what do you want to say. Like, I mean, if I'm if I'm paying for the ticket, it's Delta. Why? Well, let the let the girl fly what she wants. United, United Skies, Unite the Skies. United, United American can suck it. Really, I mean, <laughs> I've had no luck with those airlines. Uh huh. And all are just crap. I mean, that's just kind of how I. How I think about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Delta's perfect, but it sure is a hell of a lot better than uh, American and United. But dude, I mean, just don't go Southwest and get sucked out the window, bro. You hear about that? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, United may kill your your pet, but they won't. Uh, <laughs> they won't suck you out the window. The, the, the airplane, the motor blade, won't <laughs> come flying out. Um, <sighs> Wait, so someone someone really got sucked out of the window, or is that like... No, the the blade of the motor broke, the motor blew up, the blade came out, broke a window, mm-hmm. hit a lady yeah. in the head, and sucked her out halfway out for two minutes. She was hanging outside the window. And killed her. Oh she God. was already dead from the from the impact of the blade through the window, apparently. But some dudes yeah. pulled her back in. But yeah, yeah, they pulled her back in. Crazy. I I didn't even. I just thought the motor blow up. I didn't know like that. that yeah, don't don't fly southwest, no, bro. No, that was that's pretty gnarly. But you're, you you got to fly your chick United. She wants to be United. Let her fly United. Hey, she's a grown ass woman. She can do whatever she wants. Like, uh, what? The, she can fly any airline she wants. Uh, what's up with pops? What's he up to? I haven't seen him lately. Oh, uh, he's a. Uh, He's like the road bike champ. Oh, he races he is, every dude. weekend. Like I have no new news. It's just he races his road bike on Sunday. That's Saturday. awesome. How, has he lost weight? Has he lost weight? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's thinned out a bunch. I think he's running the low two hundreds. Like he's uh wow. He's been doing good. Yeah, Louis Armstrong. I mean, what, Louis like, Armstrong, bro. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. He yeah. loves it, right? Yes, I mean he's has a collection of. Specialized road bikes in this garage. I think it's ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> like whatever. You walk into you walk into his garage, and it's like you think it's like a, a factory dirt bike garage. Like there's he has like six 
Avengers and Tarmac sitting in his garage, like all matching. Like he has to have two of each that match. And then, you know, he's got his TT bikes. And then he's got like 12 sets of carbon wheels. <laughs> Dude, race got, bike, practice bike, bro. Like arrow bars up the roof. Like he's got he's, like uh, he's different cassettes different cassettes for like wherever he's going that day and it's like a full works works garage how's how's his whole uh gear setup how's his whole like spandex gear setup he's got like 20 sets dude that's like another level he has probably like a hundred sets of of road bike kits too like spandex kits everything that's awesome he's got got a he's got his own kit made for his team like that's that's how hard they go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I bet you there's some dudes out there that see him. He's a bigger guy, and they see him, and they're like, oh, whatever, because, you know, the road bike guys are so small and tiny, and then he just works yeah. them up a hill. <sighs> he, he just works them, and they're, yeah. just, and they're like, fuck. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. uh, all right, let's get to Evan. He's on the line. Evan, uh, what, what do you want to talk to Weston Pike about? Hey, man. Hey, uh, Weston, I just wanted to call. Um, just wanted to say a few things. Uh, first off, Thank you. My girlfriend messaged you a couple months ago, actually, and uh, you're the one that sent me the jersey um, about a week or so ago. Actually, I got it uh, the weekend before Seattle. Uh, So I just want to say thank you for that. And I just wanted to let you know that we are here sitting with uh, Weston himself. Um, My girlfriend just gave birth to healthy boy on Friday, nine and a half pounds. uh, Named Weston. Named Weston. Nice. So, Congrats well, to that. Just want, yeah, uh, a little bit of a problem. I'm such a flip. I get a lot of shit for being stuff. a super uh, fan of yours, but I get a lot of shit for being a super fan of yours. But I'll, uh, <laughs> I just want to say, I've been, a, I've been a fan ever since uh, you're having the shirts in the privateer days that had the, the WP40 on them. Uh, they look like the WD40 bottle. So I've been with you yeah. since day one, man. So well, why would you? Why that. would you get shit for being a Weston Pike super fan? Like. Right. What? Who's giving you shit? I may, I'm, I may be a little bit over the top of a super fan. I'm, <laughs> my son's name, my son's name is Weston, and that's so. why you did it. It's for Weston Pike. Well, I've been telling everybody no, not. Re- I mean, not really. Like we, we, we really like the name Weston, and it fits him well. Obviously, if he was born at nine and a half pounds, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I was I nine, nine pounds, ten pounds. Yeah. But, uh. yeah. Was Steve the next one down, or was it always Weston? <laughs> Actually, I was I was thinking about Chris. Yeah. Oh boy, here we there go. There you go. Now we're talking. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for the call, and uh, glad that Weston sent that jersey up. That's really cool, for sure. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I just I got to find a case to get it, and it's uh, it's going to go down in the man cave. So. Mm. All right. There you go. <laughs> good man. Good luck with the baby right. and, and all that good stuff. So. Oh, uh, yeah. No. I... <laughs> hey, hey, what the And all that good stuff. Yeah, man. Good yeah, luck bro. You, man. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a life-changing thing. I mean, I know people have kids, but, like, I'm always, like, I, I always, like, think I get on this, like, crave where I'm, like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's have a kid and shit. And then, like, <laughs> a day goes by, and I'm, like, what the, what the F was I thinking? Like, you're an idiot. Like, you're 27. And you want a kid? And you think that's cool? Like, no. <laughs> that's so awesome. The problem too. with uh. me is like, problem with me is like, I'd have the we'd have the kid. Then like, I'd be like, yeah, it's cool, but hey, um, you're gonna have to take care of this thing because I got shit to do. So, 
Uh, here's, here's, here's the credit card. Uh, you just here's the baby. <laughs> hey, that's every mail for the first 365 hey. days. So hey. don't worry about it. Hey, baby, take a visa and a credit card. Take care of the shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, how did uh, Seven Deuce Deuce? How did you and Weston became friends? How did you meet him? When did you meet him? How did that? How did that happen? He walked up to me at the track. What track? Uh, Comp Edge. Okay. He punched me square in the face. <laughs> no, um, we raced amateurs, and um, my dad was a dick, and Louie was a dick, and they just bonded so well. <laughs> and then, and then, kind of, Weston was always like a couple classes up from me, doing really good in intermediate, and I kind of always like idolized Weston because he was a little bit bigger dude. So I kind of like just tried to be friends with Weston, and then he was like a shit talker, and I love talking shit, right. and then we just got along and kind of... So Weston didn't know you when you got 23rd in the LCQ at the World Minis? No. Okay. No, no, right, no, okay. no, 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 no. Just no. checking on that. No, Weston did not know me. <laughs> Dude, I it was kind of late. I got, I got into riding pretty yeah. late. Like, all my amateur career stuff was definitely later in my years. I never was like just this diehard kid that started out just riding amateur nationals every single you, week. You and Pike back in the day, back in those days, you guys would have made a hell of a tag team wrestling. <laughs> like It was uh, over, bro. It was, it was over. And, and so, Wesson, is that how you remember it? Just your dad's being friends and then you had to be friends with this goofball too? Yeah, same, like same thing. Just met as, you know, right at the amateur local races and stuff. and kind of met that way. And then obviously, you know, we were, I think, I don't know, we were, we were maybe you were, boy, you were in the same class as me like a couple of the years, but. Yeah, well, I was always a class behind you, and then that I think that one that that race I stepped up to intermediate it was finally the year that I stepped up to that class, and then I think we raced one year together, and then you kind of left and went pro pro. I stayed intermediate for a while. Pro, I think pro. I got hurt. Well, there's pro, a difference pro, between pro, pro. pro and oh, pro yeah. pro, but yeah. still, you know what I mean. Yeah. What class you racing today? Pro pro. Pro pro bro. Uh, let's go to the future. Jason, what's your question for uh, JGR Suzuki's Weston Pike? <laughs> Hey, Weston, this is Jason down here in Houston, Texas. Uh, I see you got a, a Corvette, and I got some buddies down here at Labor Model Racecraft that want to know uh, what kind of secret sauce you got on it. What kind of what? Secret sauce. What kind of modifications you got? What kind of mods to you got to your face? Uh, uh, I don't. I haven't done much to it yet, but I got. Um, I put the Hooker Blackheart long tube headers on it with uh, Magnaflow um, all the way back. I have. It's an intake. I run 100 in it. I have it tuned. And the next thing that's going on is the um, over the 18% overdrive pulley, bigger radiator, and uh, I don't know, maybe yeah. E85 or something like that. But yeah, that's what I was going to ask about E85. Yeah, the only problem is is there's like only like two gas stations around my area that have E85, so it's kind of a pain in the ass to get that right now. So I'm kind of like, that's why I haven't done the 85 setup yet. Right. But, um, yeah, nobody knows. I, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks, man. What is it? Sorry? What's an 85? What? What's 85 mean? What e, E85 is a, is a fuel E85. made out of corn. Yeah. And what's that do? We don't know. But, what's that do? Yeah, uh, what, what does that do? Are we talking more horsepower or are you just trying to yeah, burn so corn, bro? No, it, it, you get you get about anywhere between eighty and hundred horsepower out of it if you. Have so, it tuned so you're telling me right now you run corn and get more horsepower? I do. Yes, in my ZL1. Yes. So that's right. 
So, I mean, all right. I'm just going to leave it there. I, I'm, I'm not going to dig into well, this. Well, I'm interested now. So, does that work in bikes or that's just, is that certain? What's going on here? <laughs> if I throw I a cord on the cob in my 450, am I going to hold shot? Like, that's all on? I want to know. I, I mean, it, it, to do E85, you have a fuel pump, a larger fuel pump. Oh, okay. So, because it's, uh, it's harder to push than regular gasoline. Got it. Okay. Got it. So do we need Joe me all have a great night. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Do we need do we need this in our ridge lines? Yeah, like Pistons? I'm trying to lower the fuel no, pump like, in the okay. four fifty right now is where I'm going with this. <laughs> so it's it's kinda common in, in new cars since all you are retarded you never heard of it, I guess. So, <laughs> so you can like a lot of like cheap cars like come with e85 set up in it like even like you can buy a toyota tundra option with flex fuel or e85 oh yeah i've seen that yeah 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 that's what it is you can go to the pump and it's it's e85 and the gas so it's it's been out for years it's just I never Not knew. All cars. Yeah, I never knew it made a difference in in, in horsepower though. Yeah, I, no I thought we were just trying to save well, like yeah. oil. Well, it's it's all process. Like you got to like set up a whole system on your fuel rails and everything, and then you have to get your vehicle tuned for E85. So it's a big process. So, but once it's tuned for E85, mm-hmm. it makes quite a bit more power with a bunch of modifications that you have. Does E stand for ethanol? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I would think yeah. it or would. No, enough. Let's move. Let's move yeah, on. stick to the motocross. Let's move stuff. on. Let's move on. Hey, did you tell yeah. Peters congratulations first podium? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, he killed it. He, he, did, rode, uh, he rode really well. Yeah, he rode good. He for having a fucking blown ACL and MCL, like right. To get a podium, that's good. You know. I've, uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Phil a ride up in Canada. What should I do about this? On Hondas. Uh, uh, I don't know. I talked to Phil today for thirty minutes about his life and whatnot. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I think he he's not going to Canada this year. Obviously, he has plenty of opportunities here that he can um, take. No, listen. All he's got is Bogle's fill in. That ain't going to work for us. He has other options, but I'm not. What has he got? You know, that's for him to tell you. But um, yeah, okay, okay. All <laughs> what right. has he got? They're not. They're they're possibly he might get the KTM deal. Possibly there's something else, another fill-in ride. But that I mean, his he's more or less looking at a fill-in ride than KTM deal. a part-time fill-in ride than anything. But you know. You know, maybe hopefully the KTM thing works out for him and he gets that, but you never know. Yeah. KTM is in Red Bull KTM. Yeah, for Tickle, I guess. God, that would be amazing. I didn't know if Roger was going to put anybody on the bike because they went last year with just Marv at times. So That's what I'm saying. KTM is such a weird, you know, company is when somebody gets hurt and if they have one guy still, they don't really yeah. seem to pick another guy up. So that's yeah. really, you know, up that they have, if they even want to do that. But, I mean, obviously, you know. He's a he's a really good outdoor rider, and he would do good. Yeah. So um, just kind of. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Uh, Weston Pike on the show, brought to you by FlyRacing.com. Uh, Weston, thanks for your time tonight, man. I appreciate it. Sixth place in the season points. That's good. Sixth this weekend wow. in Foxborough. Riding well. How close is he to fifth? Uh, he is. Um, he's twenty four points behind Baggett. You're gonna need some help, Pike. Doable, but. Need yeah. some help. 
Yeah, you know, I already know that. Thanks for uh, letting me know that again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. Oh, shit. Um, well, hey, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck in Salt Lake City this weekend. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, thank you. Weston Pike, everybody, JGR Suzuki Zone. He wasn't that angry tonight. Dude, I love that guy. Normally, he makes a lot of insults at me. He was all right, though. He made insults, but just yeah, not but he at makes you. more. He makes more normally. A little more oh, subtle. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. a guy on the line. Uh, Kurt has a degree in automotive tech and would like to educate us. I don't care, Kurt. Just hang up. I'm over it. I don't. We don't need to know anything. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, Honda World Downey, 30 minutes anywhere from L. I don't. Kurt, I don't care about corn fuel no, anymore. No. You know what we care about? Ridge lines. Hey. Ridge lines. Ridge lines, baby. Uh, Come on! Honda World Downey, everybody. Honda World Downey! Kurt, email me. I want to know about it. Because I want to learn some shit. Well, you better tell him your email. He, he, he'll get it. Contact page, keyforinktesting.com. Oh, cool. Sweet. Uh, I guess we're going to hold the show down now because okay. Steve... Great busy, radio, so. bros. Great radio, oh, bros. I got, an email. I got an email here. I want him to read this email. Let's get our next guest on if you can. Uh, this is from Joey. Uh, Mathis, first off... You single-handedly made Supercross great again with all your podcasts. That is... Second of all, I'm a Yamaha guy, this guy says. But I was at the Raceway Park in New Jersey yesterday at the race, and I saw some 18 Suzuki 450s looking too good. I think it's time to say goodbye to the YZs Mm. and join the Army. Mm. Kiefer is the PS. Kiefer is the best co-host and should be in studio every week. I agree, Joey. Joey is going to join the Army. That's day. Hey, nothing wrong with what that. What do you think about that, Kiefer? That's fine. That's good for him. I'm, I recommend it to people to the army too. How mad does that make you? Not mad. Yes, it does. It not, doesn't not, make me mad at all because he can kick it. his way all the way to the track. What's the Suzuki team Just that keep takes kicking, your bike, bro? What? What's the Suzuki team that takes your bike to the track? HEP. Okay. Just making sure. Dude, HEP. <laughs> I'm not. HEP's the bomb, dude. No, the dude. Hey, pipes. Pipes, bro. Made it in. Pipes made it. What a bad move. Thanks to that, uh, Joey. Join the Army, Joey. Uh, hey, by the way, Sunday after Vegas, so May uh, uh, 30th. 6th. 6th is uh, <laughs> uh, at Ra- Western Raceway outside of Vegas, about an hour outside of Vegas. It is uh, a Michelin motorcycle Pulp MX ride day. Chris Kiefer will be there. Yeah, Hard, medium, soft, and sand. Michelin Starcross 5 tires contain... Contain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and more pliable bead package for easier mounting. Uh, a few quotes of what people had to do from the last, people had to say about the last uh, Michelin ride day we had. Uh, Starcross 5 is the best tire around. Although I'm a sponsored rider with another company, I can't wait to go back to my favorites, which are Starcross 5. I just got off the Dunlop wagon and switched to Starcross 5s. They're like Velcro. Nice. What a difference. Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com for more information. They offer 21 different sizes. MX, Supercross, Arena Cross, Off-Road, Vintage Bike Applications. Michelin's comfort casing technology means less arm pump and reduced rider fatigue over the course of a long day of riding. Thanks to Michelin. So May 6th, 6th is the Michelin Pulp MX Ride Day. Come on out. If you have a set of Michelins on your bike, you ride for free. Set. Dang. You ride for free at Not Western. One. So what if you and got? I think I think we're gonna have our own track there. Also, we're gonna have our own track specified for just pulp people. Oh, is it an open day though? It's an open day for anybody. What if you only have a front and not a rear? I think you'll be fine. Okay. 
It's a, uh, it's a complicated subject. Don't know, Randy. It's a complicated subject. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, com for more information. We thank those guys as well. So come on out to the ride day. We'll put it on social media also coming up here and, and more. Um, so come on out. Marks, are you coming out? Yes. You got a bike? No. You can ride Arm Army or you can ride one of those two strokes I got. I can, bring a, I can bring a bike. For you. Are you coming? He's not coming. No, I'll He's not come. Coming. I think that's effed if I don't come. Why? Because I'm not going to dick over Steve that way. I agree. It's effed. It is effed. Yep. Come it's on effed. out. We're going to have Tomac. Moose Scan's going to be there. Uh, our Hep Suzuki's bringing the semi. Woo! Uh, I think James is coming out. He- Stu's going to come out. James Stewart's coming out. Come yep. on out, everybody. Hep's bringing the semi? Yeah, dude. Yes. They are? Your bike's going to be there. People are that gonna means take I'm going to be there. Right. Yeah, people are going to ride your bike. Hey! Yeah, come on out, everybody. You're going to ride a and Honda. No, know who else is coming out to ride? Who? Larry Ward. No way. Yeah, yep. and uh, Marty Smith will be there. Yep. And it's going to be fantastic. Johnny O. Dang, I might have everybody. to be there. Yep. Listen, I'm joking. People are going to think I'm serious. <laughs> okay, hey, let's get right into our next guest. Uh, listen, a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, we had a couple of oil questions uh, from our listeners that Kiefer and I tried to help out. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of confusion for me when it comes to oils, synthetics and semi-synthetics and, and two-stroke mixes and what you should use and everything else. Maxima USA has come on the show this year, and we really appreciate those guys. Uh, they're designed jointly with top race teams to ensure maximum performance while providing maximum protection under the most severe MX and off-road conditions. Extensively developed formulations produce more horsepower and torque while providing excellent clutch feel. MaximaUSA.com for more information. They're the number one oil in America, and they didn't get there by buying it, people. They got there by earning it with your votes. Uh, let's welcome uh, from Maxima USA, Danny Massey. Danny, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Steve? I'm good. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. We've known each other for a long time. Of course. And uh, yeah. uh, thanks for coming on the show with Maxima this year. It's awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Um, Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, how's Dogger? How's Dogger? Dogger's good. You know, you might you talk to Dogger quite a bit. I think it's, uh, uh, it's just, he's he's doing good, man. He's hanging in there. When you go to work every day, what's it like being around <laughs> that excellence that is wrong machine? <laughs> <laughs> We've got work's more complicated now. We've kind of managed ourselves a little compound, so I actually don't uh, work in the same office as him anymore. So really, uh, oh, we I don't get a bump into each other over coffee as much. I did not know this. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, okay. Growing pains. <laughs> That's all right, man. Uh, like I said on the show every week, Maxima, uh, some teams are using in the pits that aren't even sponsored. They just buy it. And I guess, Danny, for you, over the years, that's happened quite a bit. That's got to be the ultimate compliment for, for you and, and Maxima, huh? Yeah, I think it feels good, right? I mean, anybody would like to be kind of in that position to where, um, you know, if there's conversations about oil, I always kind of joke with people say, like, you know, not everybody's a Maxima guy, but... I think we've done Dick's, Ronnie's dad, you know, back in the day all the way to now. I think we've done some things right to where even if you're not a maximum guy, it's typically, I think, a, a fairly well-regarded brand within the industry. So that is a big compliment. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. A lot of teams using it uh, over the years. A lot of championships, man, and, and jet ski stuff, car stuff, mountain bike. Yeah. Line, jeez. Yeah. Going on. Um, all right, so. Let's just let's talk a little oil. Uh, Kiefer, you got a few questions. Yeah, I do. So I'm sure you, you heard about Danny a couple of weeks ago. The guys were saying, hey, synthetic. And I'm like, eh, synthetic. I run petroleum in some bikes. So my biggest question is, yeah. what would the advantages and disadvantages be between synthetic and petroleum oils? Okay. Um, well, first off, 
I did get uh, did get some texts and stuff. I didn't hear the show that week, but I did get some texts. But I'll give you a compliment that you uh, I think you call our our mineral product, our petroleum product, out by name, which I thought was good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So just some backstory on that. Like I've ran that oil, and I've been a Maxima guy since I was God, in my teenage years, and I've ran that oil for many years, and I've, that's what I've always ran. And then sometimes I run synthetics. And not even just Maxima, but other brands as well. And I've had certain problems with clutch slippage, like on the Yamaha and Honda, but yet on other brands of bikes, say like a Cowie or a KTM, I don't have those troubles. So I guess I'm yeah. kind of confused on, on what the deal is with that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if, you go, if you go way back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there was, you know, definitely changes in the industry. A lot of guys were, you know, even running automotive-type oils. And, you know, the car world and the motorcycle world really kind of went on diverging paths where cars were more interested in, you know, improving fuel economy. And there's reasons for that on, on their, their side. But on the motorcycle side, you know, we, we kept things more complicated than on the car side, right? So we're trying to lubricate wet clutches and gearboxes and, and engines and, you know, engine designs and the materials in them and the, the amount of materials is minimized, so it's gotten more and more complicated. So I think in general, without you know going too much into chemistry, I mean there are definitely differences uh, in formulations in general. So even if you're talking just somebody's Maxima's full synthetic versus someone else's, um, but if you kind of hone in and just focus mainly on what we're doing and talking about and what we all love is motorcycles up. The, the differences between companies and, and how they formulate, I think, really goes into maybe a little bit how in tune they are with with racing and racers and, and the extremes that are put on the bike. So clutches is one of the biggest ones that give most people problems. So, you know, you might have an everyday weekend rider like myself that doesn't really have a problem with the clutch. You know, I could probably run the same clutch all year and, and, and not have a problem and just not real heavy on the lever. And then there's other guys that we work with like uh, Chad Reed. Yeah, that just annihilated clutch, and I look at it after like one practice and think, "Wow, that's <laughs> right. incredible!" Right. You know. So um, the reality is that I think there's a little bit of old school still out there that synthetics are bad. I mean, if you look at trends, if you look at what our company's doing, if I look at our race teams, um, pretty much all of our race teams are on synthetics. We might get once in a while where there's a particular rider on a team at a particular track, and they just don't want to take any chances at all, and they say, hey, we're just going to revert back to mineral, or like in our case, we have premium as our mm-hmm. kind of race-grade petroleum oil, which is which is great. I mean, we've, we've raced with Pro Circuit on that in outdoors and have proven that to be beneficial, but in general the industry's really welcomed in synthetics, and I think the formulating and technology's gotten better to where – uh, synthetics, you know, should not be feared. Um, you know, if you, uh, we can talk a little bit, I guess we'll kind of morph the conversation, but we can talk a little bit about JASA, which is the Japanese standards organization that yeah, what is that? has really come. <laughs> yeah. They, there's confusion on that. I mean, there's a lot of companies that talk about it, including ourselves, and you might see it in owner's manuals and things, but I think the reality still is that a lot of people don't know what it is, you know, dealers and such, but um, what it really is is, you know, they, the JASA organization was the first ones to come forward and say, hey, look, the industry needs a little more guidance, needs a little more help. The the oils are confusing. Let's actually set some standards mm-hmm. um, for motorcycles and, sit in, and try to have people uphold to those standards. So 
there's a, a lot of things that go into the standards. The biggest part of it, or one of the biggest part of it, is um, clutch testing. Mm-hmm. So they've they've got a, a full series of clutch testing with you know measuring various levels of friction, static and dynamic, and and all this sort of thing. But what it really means to the end rider is, hey, if my bike's loaded, the clutch is engaged, the bike's moving. How much actual torque or friction does it take to break that clutch loose? Or from a dead standstill, gate drops. You know, I hammer the clutch. How long does it take for that clutch to fully engage? Things like that. So Jasso does take that in consideration. And when you look at different formulas, um, including synthetics, I mean, you can put together some pretty good oils um, that high, have high levels of friction on the clutch that don't necessarily relate to high levels of friction on, on like, cams and yeah, things like that that you don't parts. want to wear out. Right, hmm. right. Oh. Yeah, motor parts, right. So if you look at... Like in our particular case, Maxima, if you look at the friction numbers of Pro Plus, which is one of our newer synthetic oils, mm-hmm. been out five, six years now. If you look at the friction numbers of that compared to Premium, which is our mineral oil, uh, Pro Plus is really, really close uh, in friction characteristics. So both, there's different levels of, of friction. So if you look at a bottle, if you turn our bottle around on the back, you'll see this Jasso MA um, designation, which means safe for use in clutches. And then there's an MA1 and an MA2, with two being the highest level of friction, which is, if you would, you could argue that that's the best for clutch abusers. Okay. So our Pro Plus full synthetic still is a Jasso MA rate. Uh, and this is through, I mean, that testing is, is, is not random by any means. I mean, it's a thousand cycles of, yep. of clutch engagement, and, and they measure with very uh, uh, tight tolerance equipment to, to measure that uh, friction level. So there's there's definitely old school out there, I would say, and I know that was part of the conversation last week that yeah. a mineral or petroleum oils are, are always the best. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're fighting a little bit of uh, old school thinking with what the, the, the oil is now higher tech than back in the day is what you're kind of saying, right? Like that's... Yeah, for sure. I mean, we can put the wrong we can put the wrong thing in a petroleum oil and make it slip immediately, you know. Right. And and likewise with synthetics. And you know, when you get at the high levels and working with guys, and you know, I personally I've been involved in Maxima almost thirty years, so I've I've had quite a few relationships with pretty respected guys like Mitch and and Roger over KTM. And you know, when you get with guys like that that are looking for that nth degree of advantage, you know, you get really creative and find things. So, I mean, we definitely have chemistry that will blend into our, our higher end synthetics that actually will be attracted to like the fibers in the clutch, not the metal sides of the motor. So we can actually increase friction just in the clutch plates to help out guys like, you know, Chad or others that are more abusive on clutch. Another big question I get in my email inbox, and I get a lot of this is, People want say like I have I'm I'm running a two stroke and I'm running K two you know mix mm-hmm. in my in my gas can. Well, I forgot my can at home and my buddy runs nine twenty seven. Can I pour that straight in? Will it mess up my bike? And I always tend to say like I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. Like I, I feel like if the ratio right. is the same, but is there a problem going from synthetic to you know to like a, a mineral oil like you're saying? No, and and I'll answer that twofold. I mean, that question we get a lot also between 927. I mean, that's the car company was founded on 927. That was a, a yeah. purpose-built product back in, you know, the late 70s for for factory teams uh, when another oil kind of went away. So 
Um, we still sell an awful lot of 927. Um, I still believe in that product. We developed K2. For those that have had kind of bad taste uh, of bad experiences with other types of castor oils in the market or, you know, cold weather conditions and possible separations and things. But, I mean, to answer your question, 927 itself, the chemistry is 100% different than K2. Um, they, as oils, they do not mix. So if you took one of our quick to mix bottles and, you know, said, Oh, um, you know, I need whatever, 20 ounces yeah. in this thing for my five gallons of 32 to one. And right. I'm, a, I'm about four ounces short. I'm going to just top it off with K2. I would definitely <laughs> say, don't do that uh, because they won't mix. But the reality is with the fuel, you know, at those types of dilution ratios, the, the fuel is the common solvent to kind of keep it together. And I've, I've done it myself. Not for a while now, but I've done it myself a lot, you know, back in the day and just top off with your buddy's tank out of the desert or something and, yeah. and run with it. So the, the gas kind of keeps it together. Um, I, I always got to be careful as, you know, the manufacturer. You don't want to yeah, yeah. lead the guy yeah. down the, the wrong road and ruin his ride, but it will <laughs> stay together with fuel. But the best is obviously not to, so if that's to like, mix 927. Right. I, I guess, too, like, so that wouldn't be, say, like, a guy has, he's a he's a 927 guy for years and he wants to try K-Tune. He empties his tank. It's okay to, like, once you empty your tank, I want to put some yeah. K2 in. That's fine, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no problem with that. Um, yeah. We asked for some questions on Twitter today for you, and uh, here's a, here's some of them, Danny. I'll give you some of the quick ones. Cool. Uh, what's the best two-stroke oil to use for a 50cc and a 250cc KTM? I'm looking for an all-around oil. I'm looking for one in the garage and not to change it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a- any of these oils, I mean, in general, like, I would say in two strokes, it really depends on how well the guy is at tuning or girl, you know, whoever's tuning that bike, how well they are at tuning. So if you take an oil like 927, I mean, we've got guys that run, you know, trials that, you know, don't put a lot on the motors uh, and run 927. So the the thing really is, is any higher end oil, K2 included, um, they're able to handle a lot more temperature before they turn a soft carbon, that'll just kind of blow out the exhaust. Mm-hmm. So if, if I think the biggest problem, and, and this is really on 927, the biggest problem I think is, and we're all probably guilty of it at one point or another, but, you know, when, when you tune to two-stroke, you know, everyone thinks they're really fast. I'm going to put a little bit extra in there so that thing don't lock up on me, so I'm going to jet it just a little bit rich. Yep. Safety, you know, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the reality is when you do that with, like, 927, it takes so much temperature to turn that to that soft carbon. So when you run it rich, you end up just accumulating oil in there because you don't build enough temperature. And once that accumulates and sits in areas that are cooler in the motor, power valve, something, then you start getting that negative effect. And then you hear about how oh, a caster's gummy or yeah. things like that. But it really goes into tuning. Or a lot of guys I've run into in my life has been, oh, yeah, I, you know, I know how to tune it. I've, you know, changed out my main. Yeah, yeah. But they've never messed with a pilot jet or anything else. So right. that's really the issue. So that guy with the question on a 50 or, or a, a two, you know, a 250 in his garage, you know, I might ask him a little bit more questions on, like, more, not necessarily on the bikes itself, but how is he riding the bike? Yeah, who's riding you it? You know, if he's super yeah, competitive, yeah, yeah. Yeah. are you, yeah, woods riding, that's going to maybe, maybe even take him off of both of those oils, and I'd say super yeah. M, you know, right. maybe for 80% of the people out there is a, Awesome oil, super easy to tune, um, great, great yeah. performance type oil, and, and you know that you don't I, have the. I grew the up on super. Tuning. I grew up on super am. Did you? I grew my, up on nine twenty seven. My dad was super am guy the whole my whole life. Um, 
And Danny, especially because we know each other going back to when I worked at KTM, uh, if that was me, mm-hmm. you would know that I could tune the thing perfectly because you Correct. know, you know, you know that yeah. from from KTM days. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, and so you know, with an answer like that, I mean, nine twenty-seven, you can joke around. He had bump into Mitch Payton, and we just did a, a video not that long ago with him, and it's like. You know, tell me just something cool about Maxima. I mean, what, yeah. when you think of Maxima, Mitch, out of all the years we've been with you, twenty some years, like what stands out in your mind? And he's he'll immediately jump on nine twenty seven. Yeah, like hands down, you can't run anything but it. I don't care who you are, what you ride, nine twenty seven, nine twenty seven. Like you know, saved our bike. So, so he's a, a firm believer in it. And you know, you can turn the page when we started working with Roger. He was at Suzuki. I think it was probably like ninety. Eight ninety nine. Mm-hmm. you know, um, they were still running, you know, single ring race pistons, and we developed basically K2 for that program okay. and, and kind of got K2 right up neck and neck pretty much with 927. There's a really slight advantage on for the, the hardcore guy with 927 still on that over rev section. Mm-hmm. Kind of holds power a little bit longer, a few hundred RPM more, but yep. yeah, but they're they're pretty well matched to, to one another, so a lot of the a lot of the newer guys that have come up through Team Green and, and such have, have been K2 kids, uh, and you know we've got a, a lot of 9.7 fans. All right, next question. Uh, did Maxima change the Super M oil? I remember it from the 90s, and it smelled so good. But now after having time, two, having, having, after some time off, I have two strokes again and using it, and it doesn't smell as good anymore. Love Maxima. Yeah. Did you change it, Dan? Yeah. Guilty. Long time ago, though. <laughs> Probably right when he stopped running it. Yeah, when I when I first started, I started there in 89. So when I first started and started getting involved in the chemistry side in the early 90s, they, the formula was actually fortified with castor oil. So we had, we had, we had developed a technique, hydrogenated it, castor to actually get it to stay together with regular mineral oil. So as we just talked about five minutes ago, they don't like each other. So we were able to get this caster to stay in with mineral oil, petroleum oil, and that's what the original Super M was. Mm, and uh, we, we had go. we had changed from that to, to really clean it up, and, and I think it was a step in the right direction for us. I mean, you lost a little bit of that smell, but yep. Super M then uh, really got a high percentage of synthetic esters that are awesome lubricants and really, really clean. Um, and it's been the same, not the same exact formula, but it's been that same basic backbone of a, a mix of between ester synthetics and, and petroleum oil. It's been that for 20 years. Oh, okay. Uh, next another yeah. question. This guy's got an 01 CR250. It's got a head shaved, extensive cylinder work. He runs C12 in it. What would you recommend mm-hmm. for an oil-gas ratio? I'm, I'm guessing 927 for this guy also. With that, with yeah, that he work. wants the ra- he wants an oil gas ratio and an oil recommendation. Yeah, yeah I mean nine twenty seven would be would be awesome for that bike. And you know, again, depending on how he runs it, I mean, there's there's a direct correlation for all the guys on two strokes. It's you know, engine speed is is very relevant when you're picking an oil ratio. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in, in real simple terms, I mean, the more you're wringing that thing out, there's a cycle time for that oil to go through that motor and out the exhaust. So the more RPM you have, the faster the cycle time, the more oil you want in the motor to make up for the lack of time. Yep. So so you really want to pick based on that. So, I mean, most of the guys back, I mean, when, when guys were running two strokes hard, um, racing them, I mean, I don't know that I worked with any team that wasn't 32 to 1, 
there's just there's just so much power you can build into it if you tune it right mm-hmm. by having the oil in there and sealing the rings. But again, times are different now too. So if yeah. you know, not running single ring pistons, maybe out of race pistons, you know, you, yeah. you can still get some better ring seal w- without all that oil in there. So I, I would say more custom today is you know forty to one, even out fifty to one on some of the KTM's and some of the smaller bikes. Well, but, that answers. Um, the- I think. Oh, go, go ahead. That answers the next question. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think there's still a, a place for 32 to 1, but um just depends on who's riding it. This is the next question. Yeah, this is a common question that Kiefer probably gets, and I do too. The manuals recommend 30 to 1. This guy's been running 40 to 1, and he wants to know if he's doing damage to his bike, and that goes to what you were just saying, Danny. Like, it can be 40 to 1, it can be 32 to 1. Um, you know, it, it depends on what, you're, what kind of rider you are, what kind of oil you're using, I guess. Yeah, for sure. No, I would I would totally agree with that. I mean, it really depends. You couldn't say it's doing damage at forty to one. I mean, the manual is always going to tell you. Cruising. The manual is going to tell you more oil. Don't blow up our bike. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Right. I mean, just real conservative. Uh, they're yeah. going to protect themselves and not have the guy rolling that thing back in the dealership. Yep. Not only that. I mean, in their defense, I mean, these manuals are printed and they maybe don't always know geographically where in the world this is going. Yeah. What's yeah. the quality of oil? What's what's going on? So they're going to go super sure. conservative. Sure. Yeah. Another top and top subject here on the emails is I have an older Honda, Kiefer, and I have two separate entities in my engine. Right. So do I have to go with an MTL eighty weight on my clutch side with a ten forty on the other side, or can I just run a ten forty on both sides? Is there advantage to just doing one oil for both sides of the motor? Yeah, and and that's a good one. So I mean, I know Honda's changed now in in their configurations, but if if you have a separate, you know, a Honda with a gearbox and an engine oil, I mean, you do have the opportunity to go uh, different oils for various reasons. I think most people would like to keep it simple and and just say, hey, I don't want to have a mistake. I want one oil in my garage. I'm going to dump it in both sides and go. Yeah. So you definitely can with a quality oil, uh, you know, a motorcycle specific oil. You can run easily run that in both sides. I mean, all of our four-stroke oils, just eliminate Honda for a second, or the older Hondas. I mean, you look at any other bike, Kawasaki, Yeah, it's the same, right? Integrated gearbox, clutch, everything's together. All of our oils work really well in that KTM or that Kawasaki. So they certainly can do the same in the Honda, where you could have an advantage. Um, and we see this also in other areas outside of motocross. It was just in Austin over the weekend for MotoGP. You know, and those bikes are all separate, too. Dry clutches, separate gearboxes, separate engines, and we can do, from the oil side, we can do pretty cool things if we're only treating the motor, and we don't have to worry about the clutch. So we can run friction modifiers that get the friction really low, because, again, we don't care about the clutch, um, because it's not in that same oil bath. So there's advantages if you wanted to take it that far, but I I think, you know, most realistic guys that, you know, I ride with on the weekend or that we get through our website, they would prefer to have one and be simple, Um, and you have that advantage if you were to run you know, lesser type oils, like say uh, automotive type oils, those things are kind of made to thin out as they're running to improve fuel economy. That's not necessarily what you want in the gearbox. So if you were to just take, you know, an automotive oil and run that on both sides uh, through that gearbox, is probably not the best for you. All right. Important question. And you might have this. I don't know. I, I don't think you do, but I've seen something around. People are talking about, oh, my, the smell blends all 927 or, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. What about candles? Can we get a 927 candle and throw it in the garage? Are we, are we ever going to do this? Or is it out? <laughs> yeah. 
I think the only problem is we have to figure out a way to like blend nitro methane into it to really get the the, yeah. the wick hotter. Uh, <laughs> no, all kidding aside, we no we did uh, we did play with it. There's there's someone makes one out there, but it's not. No, I I, I've had those. Bar. We got I got one. Yeah, one time. it doesn't. Does it smell it like it? No, it oh, doesn't. Bummer. It doesn't. No, uh, no. And and the issue is this. So remember we were talking about heat earlier so 927 again you need temperature so we can make 927 candles and it's it's legitimate you know 927 i may maybe leave a few things out of it you don't need but we know what it would take to get that smell but we can't we haven't been able to get the wick to burn hot enough uh, to burn it yeah, to, actually because you have to burn it to get that smell to release right? it yeah so we haven't been able to get a hot enough flame Right. That's why I was joking about nitro. We get if we can pump up the heat, maybe that's a little project for you guys. <laughs> hey, what's but up? In all your vast, go ahead. Your vast reach out there, you get somebody to figure that out. Yeah, um, it's seven two two. I have a, a twenty eighteen CRF four fifty, and I run mm-hmm. ten thirty in my four fifty. Yeah. And I was wondering, can you mix if like you're running low at the track and somebody has a ten forty? Can you throw a little bit of ten forty in with that ten thirty? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Yeah, so Honda, there's some other manufacturers, but Honda's been the probably first out of the gate for some time now, recommending 1030s on a lot of different bikes. Um, you know, we work we work with, you know, guys like Brayton on the Honda, so they're racing with that 1030 Pro Plus full synthetic Yeah, um, and having a lot of success. But, yeah, to answer your question, you definitely can mix there. Um, you know, the reality is there's there's different testing that we do to qualify an oil as a 10W30 or a 10W40, um, the first number, that 10, really relates to its performance in cold weather. So we run it through what's called a cold crank simulator, right? So uh-huh. depending on how low that first number is, whether it's a 0 or a 5 or a 10W, mm-hmm. um, we'll drop that thing down to the test down to minus 25, minus 30, and run it through, and we measure how much energy it takes to crank the motor over. To make sure these things will start yeah. in really cold temperature, that's where we get that first number. Yeah. But the second number, I think, is more more relative to what we're all doing at yeah. the track. So once that bike's up to operating temperature, which is pretty quick, yeah. you're running off of that second number, and that's literally just a viscosity range that we have to blend to for a 30 weight or a 40 weight or a 50 weight. So the fact that you're blending 30 and 40, you know, do you get a perfect, you know, hypothetical 35? It's not that straight line, but yeah. I mean, it's not really going to cause an issue unless you went with some, you know, something really thick, yeah, something. and now you're just you're pushing too much oil through tight tolerances, and then you might have a problem with bearings or something. But what we're talking about, thirty weight, ten thirty, ten forty, even a twenty fifty at, uh, at you know these these some ratios and things that yeah. we're doing in the motocross bikes, you'd really have to. You'd really have to do something crazy to to cause yourself a problem. Yeah, that's not so, to say if you're switching between oil manufacturers that it's not a perfect world, right? Um, but even then, today people we all blend, um, and and we know that our oils have to work with the industry, if you would. So not too many people are doing something that would be detrimental. Yeah, totally. And and the last question I got for you is. You know, I tend to put a lot of hours on my bike and I tend to do it really fast. Is there any kind of benefit of maybe, you know, going up to a little bit heavier weight of oil as my bike gets older or should I just run 1030 till it blows up or, you know, is there anything that can help that, you know, maybe the life of my engine or anything like that? Yeah. Um, most of the modern stuff, I mean, the motocross bikes that we're talking about 
I mean, for the most part, are set up for, like you said, on the Hondas on the lighter end, 1030, 1040 is really the mainstream. If we look at what's most common in industry and, and what we do in sales-wise, it's, it's probably 80% 1040. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some benefit as you start. If you have a bike that's kind of getting a little bit tattered and a little a little loose and, and noisy, I mean, if you went to a 2050, you're literally taking up some of that slop that's basically worn so, into the So engine. go that much. Um, so go from like a – like so if my bike was roach and I had, you know, 45, 50 hours on that thing and I just rode the crap out of it and you're hearing a little bit of slap, maybe go to a 2050. From a ten thirty, or yeah. how much jump would you do? Yeah, or just run Maxima for that forty or fifty hours, and you'd be covered straight um, up, huh? Um, nah, just kidding. <laughs> no, you can. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, um, no, no, I, you know, I mean, twenty fifty might sound really thick to some like a whoa, but I mean, we've got desert desert racers and guys in Baja and things that that are running really long term and have a lot of temperature in the motor, so they're getting some thinning just from that, um, or they don't want to worry about switching oils out or you know, they want to make sure they're not evaporating it through the breathers and things like that. So, I mean, 2050 is, is not needed for modern bikes, but if yeah. it was an older one, like we're talking, I wouldn't, if it was my own bike, I wouldn't hesitate at all running it. I mean, I've, I ran, I've been running the pro plus right now in, in my Kawasaki, but forever I ran extra, which is our elite oil, the top of the line. And, and that's in a 1550. So, I mean, again, at operating temperature, that 1550, we're talking about that second number again, right? That 50 weight, it's, it's like a 2050. Yeah. No issue. Yep. Um, yeah. Danny, we had uh, Donnie Emler Jr. on the show a little while ago, and, and I talked to Peyton about this too a little bit, and they're really seeing a resurgence in two-stroke sales, pipes and silencers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about Maxima? What about a 927, Super Ram, that kind of – are you seeing – Yeah. Are you seeing that stuff selling more? Uh, I would say the same, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty excited about it. I mean, we – we are seeing that. Um, one cool thing about Maxima, and we've spent a lot of this time talking about two-stroke, you know, more so even than four-stroke, but, you know, the company was, was founded on two-strokes, and when everything changed over to four-stroke, I think we have a, a, a pretty good foothold in, in that industry, you know, in the four-stroke side. But our two-stroke sales really, they dropped off, but they did not drop off like you would think. Right. I think there's a lot of companies out there that didn't have the roots that we did, I guess. And and we were fortunate in when that timing changed and the dealer said, Hey, you know what, I gotta have four stroke wheels on the mm-hmm. on the shelf and there's, you know, fifty manufacturers and four different lines per manufacturer and, you know, seemingly endless amount of viscosities, I gotta make room on the shelf. So a lot of these two stroke wheels are going out. Yeah. We were I think the last one, you know, to yeah, get yeah, weeded out. So yeah. our nine twenty seven never really had like an epic fail right. year that we went, Wow, what happened? Like yeah, the floor yeah. dropped out, so right. so we fared pretty well with that, and and I am seeing it uh, come back. I mean, our nine twenty seven, I think last year was probably number five in our total product line and overall oh, wow. sales. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really strong. Real quick story. Was SC1 number one? Because I love SC1. It smells good. Yeah. I F- love SC1. SC1 is phenomenal. Yeah. That's, man, that's like a whole, we can spend a whole show just <laughs> having people call in and tell you what they what they actually use it on. It's incredible. I know. It's for, they used to, I used to get pissed off. It's like off. the gateway drug to Maxima. I got pissed off because at Yamaha, they they, they put they put it on, uh, so they put some duct tape on the labels, and they called it Mathis yeah. in a can. 
uh, because they said that the, that's like, I coated my race bike with it too much to make it look like new. Slick as shit. I'm like, you bastards. No, dude, the right. the suspension clean smells better than that, dude. Does it? Oh, oh okay. my gosh. Yeah. It smells like oranges. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's my favorite, too. I mean, people freak out about SC1, though. Like, seriously, like, cult following on this stuff when we go to shows. But my personal favorite as far as smell is uh, suspension clean also. Yeah. So before you get yeah. off the phone that real quick. That sounds bad, I, doesn't it? Real quick. Like, I remember... <laughs> Back when I was, I don't know, 12, 11, 12 years old, I used to, the back of magazines, get all these addresses and send resumes in to all these companies. And one was always Maxima. And Maxima is one of my first sponsors. And Danny's signature was on the, oh, on the sponsor, nice. on the agreement. And I thought I yeah. made it because I got 50% off. I was like, fuck yes. I got 50% <laughs> off. I'm in. So Maxima has been, it's been around right for so long for me. It's been cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I remember, I can remember those days. I mean, I remember you running, I mean, visor stickers and all kinds of stuff. Oh, way yeah. Back. Yep. Uh, well, Danny, yeah. thank you for the time tonight. Appreciate it. MaximaUSA.com, as always. Check them out. Um, I Thanks for the support of the show. And I think if our listeners have any questions, uh, use the contact form on Pulp MX. Send them in, and we'll get you back on, Danny, to answer some questions more specifically for our, yeah, be great. for our listeners. I think they dig it, man. I think whether it's Randy Richardson about tires or you or, or Rich Taylor about goggles or whatever, I think there's a lot of questions that, that you can help people out with, and that's, that's, that's awesome, man. So, um, Yeah, no, appreciate the time, man. Great show. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, and we'll, Danny. We'll talk soon. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. All Take right. care. All right. Danny Massey from MaximaUSA.com. Smart guy, good guy, super smart guy. And I actually got some an- some question answers that I that wanted guy, to hear. I didn't know Danny's been there that long. Yeah, bro. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of been there that long, Jason Thomas has been on hold for a little bit. What's up, JT? What up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's on? T- you know what's on TV right now, JT? Probably hockey. No, but the Leafs forced a game seven. By the way, Cliff- they won. Yeah, they won. Oh, wow. uh, I really don't care. Cliffhanger, JT. One of your favorites. The movie? Oh, yeah. well, it's one of the greatest opening scenes in all of movies. Yes, absolutely. It goes completely downhill afterwards. <laughs> no, it does not. No, it does oh, yeah. not. It's awesome. It's it goes epic. to crap. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, you hush your mouth. That's great. <laughs> Look, um, flyracing.com, please check them out. We gave away uh, a helmet tonight. We gave away a Fly Ogeo bag, and uh, and we're still looking to give away a stand also for uh, for you people for on, on the show. And uh, JT, look, we've talked about this Marvin thing nonstop tonight. We asked Peters and Pike and, and, and Osborne all about it. And, and, and you know, our, our, our opinion is it was dirty, but you can't find that. You can't take the win away. You can't do anything. What, what's your take on the, on the Marvin Muscan pass on Eli Tomac? Um, I actually wrote about it today, so I had a lot of time to think about this and walk myself through it and talk myself through it. Um, I think basically, you know, Marvin, he went in there to, to make contact no matter what he, he fully committed when he landed off the, you know, it's a three, one into that corner. And, you know, basically you had to land on the brakes, uh, over that single and then set up to catch one of the ruts on the exit to do the triple. So, you know, the, the main race line was to go middle left, um, set up, catch the entrance to the berm, and then pick up one of the ruts and then, you know, accelerate through it. Well, if you watch closely, when Marvin lands, he angle, you know, he basically steers right, and he doesn't break at all. Like, he, it's not that he accelerates, but he doesn't make any attempt to slow down either, so it's almost the same as accelerating because he's 
he's coming down a you know a, a down slope. So when he takes that angle, that's basically him committing to I'm going to get in there and do something. You know I don't know where I'm going to hit Eli yet because it's all going to depend on where Eli decides to turn. But he's already committed to making some sort of attempt to pass, knowing that there's going to be contact involved. Uh, for me, where this whole thing went sideways was that for one, Eli didn't expect a move there because Marvin was pretty far back. He, Marvin was way further back than I would have thought would have been a typical move there. Mm-hmm. So Eli is not expecting anything. And then Marvin uh, also wasn't expecting Eli to take that super tight inside line. So Marvin's thinking he's got to race Eli to that to the apex there to beat him there. So he's going way faster than he would have ever been going if he thought Eli was going to turn that tight. So, you know, the last thing I imagine going through Eli's, or I'm sorry, Marvin's head there is, oh, S-H-I-T. Yeah. Because, because Eli's turning so tight and he's going way too fast now. So it was kind of the, you know, worst case scenario for both of them. You know, Eli's not expecting anything. He thinks he's going to protect the inside. And then Marvin is like, I've got to race him to this to the top like i've got to i've got to hurry up and get there and then eli turns tight and it's like oh my god i'm gonna smash this guy now um so yeah it was uh you know it was one of those things where i I don't think marvin could ever deny that he was going in with with bad intentions uh but i also don't think he went in there thinking that eli was going to take that line so it, it escalated really quickly before he could really do anything about it yeah i agree i mean yeah I mean, I, I think what JT says is true, but like we always said, at the end of the end of the day, and checkers are done. Just man up, be a human yeah. being. Say not, you you went for it. That's none it. of none of us like that. Eli or Marvin didn't own it. JT. I yeah, that's that's kind of the theme of my article tomorrow. Is there's nothing gained by making excuses, right? Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna change Eli's mind. Yeah, you're not gonna ever convince him and we can all see what your intentions were and that's fine. You're going for a race win. Just own it. Say, Hey, it was, it was worth it. Whatever contact I had to go in there and do to win a race. Yep. I'm willing to do it. I just want a supercross. Like, yeah. I just want a supercross bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot more respect going to be earned. If you just man up and say, yep, it was totally worth it. And I would do it over again if I had to. Then yeah, no, he started talking point about at Osborne, yeah. and Pike and Osborne and Anderson. Osborne and, yeah, none of, you're not gaining anything with that. Yeah. You know, there's there's absolutely no upside to try to, yeah. you know, take the focus off yourself. Just say, yeah, I would I would do it again because winning a race is worth everything that I had to go through right then. And, and everyone's like, yeah. yeah. Um, did you think Eli's press conference reactions was a little extreme? Or are you okay with that? Um, I didn't. I mean, okay. he obviously has his opinion, and he was super pissed off. And I think this for the same reasons. I think if Marvin would have just said, "Yep, it was a cheap shot," and I would do it again because I'm, it's worth it to win. I think you. I would just, you know, you basically you kind of take it away from Eli at that point because Eli's like, all right, fine. I mean, at least you're being honest about it because (laughs) if you start making excuses, then that just pisses Eli off more because you're trying to say that you didn't do anything wrong at that point. I think Eli's just like, come on, dude, like just whatever. Like it's on and then it's on. You fixed the race. You fixed the race last year. Yep. Um, Hey, do you, uh, you know, and, 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 
Marv, Marv, wow, yeah, we've talked enough about it. But uh, Osborne was saying, <laughs> like, I was, I was saying, look, Tomax owes him one, and Marvin's got to know that, and it's going to happen at some point. And Osborne's like, you got to be careful with that retaliation, right? Because that's where Osborne got in trouble with, with the AC thing, you know, with the retaliation. So, um, you know, you got to be careful with that. And I, I mean, I guess he's got a point. You know, the AMA slash FIM is going to be like, if Eli takes him down. They're gonna be like, hey, that was for a lot. I don't, I don't know what they can Dude. do, but but know. what are they gonna do? Find him five grand? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, who cares? You know what's funny is let, Eli shouldn't do anything, and then because you know Marvin's gonna be thinking about this shit all the time, all now. summer long. Dude, like, so if I was Eli, I would not even touch him and just really fuck with Marvin's head because then let's say he's in that situation again, Marvin's behind him. I can guarantee you, Marvin will not torpedo his ass again. I just guarantee it. Or you just take him out all outdoor. Nah, I wouldn't even screw with him. Just leave it alone. I can tell you there is nothing more painful. If Eli truly wants to get him back, He's gotta the beat most him. painful thing he can do to him is just crush him all summer long. Yeah, smoke him. Yeah. That will cause him more strife and more stress and more you know, pain yeah. than anything else he could do. Taking him out will just piss him off and whatever, but he'll move on. Right. If, right. You, if he beats him every time and just makes him look silly all summer, that's the worst payback you could ever give someone. Yeah. I feel like Eli's got to watch that, though, because that's gotten him in trouble. You know, he he all that's what his M.O. is, is to just get out front and then destroy everybody to a point, and he gets out front, and he crashes. You know, so you got to... I'm not saying you have to win by a minute. I'm just saying beat him. And yeah. Beat him consistently. What about people who say, look, at Tomac did the same thing to Cooper Webb at Daytona. Did the same thing. Yeah, but I, w- I would agree with Eli where he says he's been provoked in every situation. Right. Yeah, because he said Cooper was cross jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get some phone calls here. Oh, actually, let's let's no, yeah, let's get a phone call here. Uh, Trent, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Trent? Caller. Hey, I just I kind of jumped in here. Um, quick thanks to Keeper. I uh, just bought a new Yamaha. Yeah. Doing some email what about email what about RM Army, bro? What about RM Army? Uh, they've caused me some grief in the past couple injuries. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was the bike's fault, Trent. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe not, but All right, I, I just had a quick comment on uh on Osborne and his consistency. Um I've been watching all year <clears throat> his riding style. I've noticed he sits really far back on the bike and <clears throat> I wonder if you guys thought maybe uh, that helped out with his consistency compared to like, <clears throat> excuse me, like a James Stewart who rides more over the front of the bike. Hmm. Um, I think he's a shorter guy, and shorter guys look like they ride over the back more because they're you stretched think? out a little bit. You know, I think sure, yeah. I don't know, but I I think that really is Osborne style too you a do? little bit. Okay. Yeah, because he uh. definitely he's never really like you know he has a good point because when James Stewart he was like committed committed you know when you see James he his head was up front in front of the bars when you see Zach he's always kind of back off the bike kind of moving around yep. you know making sure nothing's happening trying not to be overly committed but committing in the right spots so you know maybe that style does help him but it's. I mean, everybody crashes, too, though. Yeah. What do you think, JT? Osborne's sure. riding style. Um, it's definitely unique. You know, he's he's looked that same way ever since, you know, I first started watching him, you know, in the early 2000s when he was an amateur. He's always kind of looked that way. Um, 
you know, I don't, I, Chad rides really over the front too, and he's always kind of conservative as far as taking big risks. So I don't know. I, I think you know, like DV always kind of says, there's there's a lot of different ways to go fast on a motorcycle. There's you know, that's what he would always say he loved about motocross was there's a lot of different ways to get the job done. There wasn't just one way to go about things. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think it's a different different approach to it. You yeah. know, I, the interesting thing for me is in different situations where, um, you know, James was so fast in certain sections, I think because of his commitment level, I think Zach's found a way to go really, really fast too in a, you know, completely different approach to it. You know who had a sick riding style? I was watching a video the other day. You know who was sick riding style? Oh, well, hold on. Let me get 90s, 80s, now, 2000s? 2000s. Okay, go ahead. J-Law. Yeah. J-Law had sick style, dude. He kind of was like Jason Anderson a little bit, I think. Dude, yeah. J-Law. I mean, how can you not like J-Law's style, though? He like, I, I, it was like just, a, it was the exact same as his attitude, not caring. He just was, he was off the I, side, just saw, flowing, just doing whatever. I saw a video of him when he was defending the plate, which he didn't, he wasn't as good that year when he was champion, you know, but yeah. I don't know what it came up on Instagram or something. I was like, oh, man, he was sick. Hey, Trent, do you, uh, you got a bike? Oh, you got a Yamaha? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, New yeah. York. All right, well, you're, you're going to need a fly racing stand Sweet. to hold that thing up, all right? For sure, to go with my new gear. Nice. You get fly racing gear? I, I just bought some stuff, yeah. Nice. What oh, kind of, there which, you go. Which stuff did you get? What'd you go with? Well, I won't lie. I got the uh, the discounted light hydrogen gear. Nice. That's okay. JT, That's good JT, stuff, we're dude. fine with that, right? Yeah, I'm all right. You're ever own for sure. Um, well, thanks, man. Stay on hold. Travis will get your information. You want a fly racing uh, works stand for that? Yamaha. Thanks, Trent. Awesome. Love you guys. All right. Real quick on Trent's that stand, thing, please. I like that thing. Is uh, what the stand? You mean you like it? Yeah, it's got like the fold out tray tools. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tool tray. All right. If you watch Zach, hangs off the back. He's a rear and steering guy. Absolutely. You get guys on the front, a la Chad Reed. Yeah. Front end guy. He always says, "I'm a big front end steering guy." You know, yeah. so um, you can tell what kind of guy the rider is by how he is on the bike. Uh, I think I think for James, he was forced to be that way a little bit because his front end was so stiff. Yeah, if he wasn't over the front, that oh. thing was never going to turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he had uh, just two by fours for Fork Springs, <laughs> right? Um, uh, day race this weekend. Uh, day race seven deuce deuce. Yay or nay? No, no. I hate day races, dude. Wow. I hate them, Jeez. like with a passion. Don't like early. No, I just there's some about racing at night, dude. Like, dude, when you got the lights on you at Supercross, when you're during the day, I feel like I'm at an amateur race. Yeah, I kind of agree with them. You know, there's no lights. It's kind of dead. You're like, uh, it's daytime. I guess practice, whatever. When it's night, bro, the lights are on. The fireworks. Different ambiance. Supercross. Supercross. I liked it. I was less nervous in, in the day. Really? It, it was like the opposite effect. No, like it totally, you totally are nervous. less nervous. But, like, dude, I love the nerves. I live for it. Really? I hate nerves. I love it, dude. You get on the line and you're all nervous and you're like, let's go, baby. I used to love it. Hold on, JT. You did day, JT. You didn't do daytime super. Daytona? No, no, no. But I'm getting, I'm getting to why. Okay. Uh, like the last couple of races after daylight savings, the heat races would be still with the sun out. Oh yeah. And I would feel so much calmer. It would just be like, I, it just was a totally different feel. I wasn't nervous at all. Why do you so think that, that is? Like compared to, I don't know. I don't know if it. It just was a different feel. Like it, it felt like practice. Like because the sun, you know, still the oh. daytime. 
Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what Seven Deuces is saying. It's like it feels like amateur, so you're probably not not as nervous because you're used to it, you know? Yeah, because yeah, I, I just mean, rode way looser. All right, so JT, daytime races, yay or nay? I'm all in on it. Yeah, I mean, it's an early morning, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like uh, I like getting to bed at a decent hour. I like having Saturday nights, uh, you know, if, if I'm staying in town, going to dinner with my friends or my girlfriend or whoever, um, I like it. I, I think it takes away from the event, you know, on a good for the sport level i don't think it's good but um, as far as me personally i like it <laughs> well i got to see the toronto maple leafs win game five so i'm all about day races hey i got a question yeah I and mean, this is good for jt too i don't know if i'm blown I, I could be jumping the gun on this question i don't know if what we're doing talking about this are we talking about ryan smith's attire today tonight i think he's got a question about that okay um but i don't think jt's gonna be on the line for that okay okay, okay so let's go into that let's go can you dig that question up marks or do you do you even care sure on twitter yeah. Okay, I'll find it. Okay. Back back to the day race really quick. Hold on. The other no, no, wait. Okay, no. No, we're done with that. Uh, <laughs> play the voicemail for JT. Let's kill two birds in one stone while you look for that tweet. Oh, Got a voicemail for you, JT. Here we go. Bring it. Hey, it's Whitey. And I noticed that Reed and uh, Freezy have been battling quite a bit this season, and Freezy has even beaten them once or twice. My question is this. When they're out on the track battling, is JT... Rooting for Chad or for Freezy? Great question, Whitey. Freezy, fly racing zone. Vince Freezy, but on the other hand, him and JT hated each other at one point. Um, uh, and Chad Reed, of course, we know that <laughs> what's going on with JT and Chad Reed. So, JT, where do you stand on this? Uh, have you ever seen a guy, there's a there's a picture with a guy, and he's standing, <laughs> holding a billboard that just says, I'm here for the violence? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's me. Right. <laughs> Okay, all right. Neutral observer yep. just standing back, waiting to see if anything's going to be interesting. Just hoping for fireworks. Right, right. Okay. All right. There's right. your answer, well, Whitey. I don't – I never got – why are you and Chad fighting? I know you probably didn't let it all out, but what's the gist of it here? Uh, we just had a disagreement about some stuff. Nothing we need to really get into right now. Okay. All right. Um, Let's go to uh, some lines. Uh, did you dig that tweet up yet? Uh, Ethan, what's up, man? What's going on, Steve? Yeah, uh, keeping me alive here in finals week. Uh, Good to hear. Not doing too bad. So my question was, since you're kicking it, kicking a dead horse here with the whole Marvin and Tomac thing. Yeah, we're done. But we're, we're done. Guys, yeah, we're done. But go ahead. Did, did you guys happen to see when Bowers crashed and saw Ray in front of him crashed, and then they got up and Bowers took him out? I saw. I saw the end of this. Uh, go to pulpamex.com. I got an interview with both guys about this takeout. And uh, uh, Bowers said, sorry, Dro, I thought you were Barsha to A-Ray. Did he take him out on purpose? Yes. Yeah, he cleaned him out really good. I, I got to get the video of this. It, I guess it was horrific. And then A-Ray, because he was so mad, A-Ray said, I stood on his bike. You know, I stood on his bike to like show him that I'm pissed off. But Bowers still picked the bike up with A-Ray on it. <laughs> so, so that didn't really work. Uh, and basically, on, on the interview, Ethan uh, Bowers is like, "Yeah, he should be mad at me. My bad. I thought he was Barsha. He admitted it. Yeah. And look at everything's that's okay the now. Way to do it. Yeah. So that's how it went down. Yeah. Um, Good point. Admitted, and it's all okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. A Ray's still upset at Bowers, but I think nothing's going to happen. That's but, what I'm saying. Um, Good point. A Ray said, "There's no way that he like I don't. I, the only thing I ride with Barsha is I rub the shit out of my bike. That's the only thing we have in common." <laughs> And the same color. And it's it. blue, yeah. and you both end with one. Yeah. And Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Ethan, there you go, man. 
Hey, thanks, Steve. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck in finals week. Uh, Darkside, what's up? What's up, Adam, JT, Kiefer? What's up? What up? Pope, it's kind of Pope family overload. Yeah, you know it. So, hey, man, I want to know, uh, any one of you guys can answer this, but, like, maybe give me your best day riding ever, what the conditions were, just somebody has got a good story. JT's best riding ever took place at uh, Hard Rock. One hundred percent. Probably not because the track was typically oh, pretty beat up. You like loved just hard rock, rock hard, as the name would indicate. You loved hard rock. I don't know, man. I you have no to- idea what you my told best me. Thing you could podium a national. They held it at Hard Rock. Uh, at one time, yes, I could have. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean not now. <laughs> no, I know. Like, no, no, but you know, two thousand five, six era. Yeah. <laughs> Best day riding for me is after rain, any time from my house. It's, it's heaven. I burn five gallons of gas. I don't come home. I see Heather when I leave. I come back at night to eat dinner. That's it. Adam? Best best day riding was at Houston Supercross. I I got a like a decent start, and I swear every top guy went down in the first corner, and I made my first main event. That was my best day riding. I remember that. <laughs> That was sick. Right on. Every time. How about you, Steve? Uh, nothing recently. Nothing at right. all recently. And nothing has been good about me riding lately. Um, I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I, you know what? The, in Canada, when the snow melted, and you got to go to the sand pits, and it was like the first time on a brand new bike because you had been waiting all winter because you got the new bike. Yeah. So you went out to the sand pits. There was still some snow on the ground, but you were able to make a track in and out of the sand pit. And because it was still spring, the sand was harder, so you could shred. Those were some good days. We used to just burn through gas on that. I remember one day, too, I was practicing for Millville National on a 500, and it had rained, and there was this loam track, and I was hitting the turns, and the roost was coming over top of me, oh. coming over top of my helmet and oh, everything in front of me day. as I was, like, riding that's through this sick. loam track. That's a good day. That's Des, that's Des life I will, wet. I'll always yeah. remember those days. Yeah. yeah, so. Right on. All right, guys. Thanks, yeah, Darkside. Night, man. Appreciate yep, yep. it. I got deep in that. Yeah, you did. Abe, what's if up? Your roost is com- if your roost is landing in hey, front of up, you, boys? you need more corner uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Whatever. True, that's so, true. I was listening to... Uh, uh, DMX S show. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that show. Who's her? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody is anymore. But anyways, um, they had uh, Chad Reed on there, and uh, he was. I think a question was based off of like um, something about his program and what's changed, and he said that he's gotten rid of some of uh, the haters in his life or something like that. And it seems like you know Chad Reed always does well when he feeds off of uh, diversity or people hating on him, or whatever you want to call it. And I was kind of wondering why he would say that. And some of the comments were based off of, like, friends who were doubting his age and asking him why, you know, why he'd continue racing and stuff like that. And kind of thought it was maybe JT, but who knows, you know. And I was wondering JT, why are you would... one of his haters? No, I haven't, I haven't asked him why he's still racing. I know why he's still racing. I would never ask him that. <laughs> um, there you go. Abe, JT said he was not one of those guys that was doubting him. Not just so much haters, but why does he like think like that? You know what I mean? Like people doubting him, like on his friend level. How about how about LeBron James? He tweets out about the haters all the time. That's how these athletes work a lot of times. Like they they'll make conflict up even sometimes, you know, to to motivate them Looking to get them motivation. going. Yeah, yeah, motivate. You know, like a lot of top level athletes will do that. Like I I, I saw 
I forget who it was, but it might have been LeBron. We talked about the haters or... And I was like, it wasn't LeBron because he actually probably does have haters. I forget who it was, but someone was talking about all these people that, that, that weren't behind them. And I'm like, you're the best dude in the world. <laughs> like, like, you're the baddest guy ever. <laughs> There's nobody who doesn't think you're a bad dude. Straight like, up, huh? I can't remember who it was, but that's what these guys do, Abe, I guess sometimes, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. That many championships and people in this friend group. Would, no one's hating on that guy, man. That guy's amazing. Well, back, you, know? you know, I mean, hey, if, if if you want to call hating, quote unquote, as guys like me saying he can't win the Supercross title, which I said, then I guess I'm a hater, you know? Well, but, I guess I'm a hater too then. No, I know. That's <laughs> what I mean. But I don't think a guy should should think like that. I, I don't know. Maybe he does. Uh, maybe he'll. I'll be in that group if Chad hears this. I don't know. But Right on, man. You guys thanks. have a good night. Appreciate it. Thank you. So JT was not one of the haters in the group. No, but I would bet there were people that were kind of asking him because he didn't have a ride. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? He was hurt. He wasn't prepared. He didn't. He had to go buy motorcycles. Like, like there were so many signs that were just like, "Hey, man, it's yeah. probably not gonna, you know, gonna go that well." Yeah. Do you really want to do this? So yeah, I could, I could yeah. definitely see people kind of questioning that. I remember me asking Truman, like, "Why don't you guys sit out six races? You know, like it ain't gonna go well. Sit out six and come back." I don't know. I guess I'm yeah. a hater for saying that, you know, but, um, uh, all right. Uh, speaking of, uh, Ryan Smith, right? Yep. Ryan Smith and his gear. Uh, you found the question marks. It was from Ray. I'm not going to pronounce his last name. Ferraro? Finkel. Ferraro? Saney. Saini. By the way, on my hockey Twitter tonight, I made a joke to my partner, Ray Ferraro. This is what mainstream media is like. I made a joke to Ray about this leaf player, you know, in, in, in the in the running to win the Conn Smythe, which is the best playoff hockey player, and it's like four rounds from now. It's awarded for the Stanley Cup final. Right? Yeah, that was a total joke. So he called me an idiot on Twitter, which is fine because it was an idiotic comic. But I'm joking, and people are. I'm 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 looking at Twitter. People are ripping into him for calling him unprofessional for replying to me that I'm an idiot. Oh, great! You just started some shit. I know. <laughs> this is what Jeez. mainstream it's, media is. Hockey's like. not like Moto. No. <laughs> No. Like, Chad could come on there, for example, and be like, you're an idiot to me, and everyone would go, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my buddy Ray is now getting torn apart for calling me an idiot, but it was an idiotic comment. Mm. Anyway. Well, you're also Canadian, so any sort of unpolite comment is going to get... <laughs> yeah. It's ripped apart. going to be very angry with him. Right, right. Okay, all right. So back to this. Sorry, everybody. All right. Um, what's up with AMA slash Feld not letting Ryan Smith run in the LCQ with his white shirt and blue jeans? There's no rule against it. He was on TV for the heat race, right? He was in LCQ, too. Yeah. But yeah, yes, on TV. I think it was the beginning of the heat. They right. they did a close-up of him but, and talked about it. So, but he was in the LCQ with regular gear? I don't know. I oh. don't think so. I heard... I heard I might be mistaken, but I, I heard they made him put pants on. Okay. Oh, well, so right. he had riding pants on, but he still um, wore the white shirt. I like Ryan. He follows me on Twitter. We talk every once in a while. But yeah, don't you're not out there in blue jeans, bro. I so, get. I, I when I originally saw it, I go, ha ha ha, that was cool. I like that's cool. But then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, ah, that kind of looks like shit. As a dude, guy in I the was sport. so bummed. Bro, Network Fox, bro. Yeah, I was so bummed. Bro. I mean, I felt like when I seen it on TV, I'm like, dude, this dude brought me back like ten years. I'm doing this whole lit kit thing to make everybody look more professional. And then you got a guy on TV, and now all these people watching on Fox Sports is like, oh, look at Joe Schmo in blue jeans and a T-shirt can go race pro supercross. Anybody can do this. 
You know, and yeah. Ryan's sick on a dirt bike. He he does not need to be in blue jeans and a shirt. He's got plenty of sponsors. I mean, yeah, it's cool that you he got publicity. He must not have a gear sponsor, though. He must not have a gear yeah, sponsor. Yeah, it's not that hard to call people, though. It's not. Dude, you're at Supercross. Somebody's going to give you gear. Call Shot. Shot will give you a set of gear. Fly will give you a set of gear. I mean, we're at Supercross. Come on, guys. Like, So, Marks, he was on Vital responding, you said? Yeah, because there was a thread on Vital, people, people, you know, commenting about yeah. whether it was cool, whether it was unprofessional, um, et cetera. And, and he actually got on there and replied to people and, and kind of gave a little backstory about where he's been the last few years, how he's raced on and off and t- kind of took some time off. Yeah. Uh, after, I think he's made a main or two. Yeah, he's made some mains, right. made some outdoors. He said he took some time off after his dad passed away and, and just didn't really want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, got hooked up with a bike and has been riding more. Um, and basically... He he doesn't think that, you know, being on TV, you know, he he's basically saying he shouldn't have to give a company free exposure. Like, buy gear, um, you're basically giving that company exposure, then why would they come and say, hey, we g- we'll give you free gear after you've already bought it and you're already giving them exposure? He, he just doesn't think that's right. He said there's a, a fair amount of dudes out there, you know, that have like half off deals, which is basically the same as what sea riders, yeah. local sea riders get. And he doesn't think it's right. He, he doesn't think well, that he should have to do that. Okay, so that's, he's, that's, he, he was trying to make a point yeah. as to like, okay. hey, market yourself. You know, do something to stand out. And that's what that's, you know, that's, that's what it was. Fine. And he makes sense there. But also f- not fine as racing in blue jeans, uh, AMA saying you can't, you, you got to put pants on. Like, well, and, and, then, and he said that, he said as much. He said, uh, you know, some people yeah. will agree. I'm fully aware. Some yeah. people uh, won't agree and say it's fine or whatever. There, there is that was, stuff that Lieb has, canvas. Well, that's what I was about to say. Why couldn't you get all that white gear? Yeah. And then if he's already doing his name in Sharpie, why don't you just Sharpie some shit on your white gear saying sponsor myself or just something that get his point across what he wants to do, you know? Right. Yeah, but you know what else pisses me off about this whole situation? I love Ryan Smith to, de- to death. He's a good rider. He's a good buddy. He's badass. But, dude, now you're just getting greedy. So how many Supercrosses has he raced this year? Zero. He, no, he raced one before. Oh, he, did? I, he didn't make the night show. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know exactly. He might have made the night show, but I don't think so. He goes and races this one. He makes the night show. There's only 35 guys. And now he's pissed that he only gets 50% off? Yeah. Like, sorry, bro. You're not getting free gear. I mean, did, I understand you're on TV. For, what did he make for last in the LCQ? What do you make? A thousand bucks. So he made 800 bucks after his entry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like nine nine fifteen. I think right. Okay, so he made like seven hundred bucks after. And I know he had right. gear at the last round he went to. Right. What do you think, JT? What's your take on this fly racing? And it just bums um, me out because it's like it, yeah. it kills me. Seven deuce deuce is coming. Fired. Up. Yeah, he's fired. Yeah. Fired up. All right, JT, what's up? Uh, I I kind of don't care other than the fact <laughs> that sport look really hokey. Yeah. Like if you want to wear blue jeans and you think that. You think that you know companies owe you something? <clears throat> that's that's your cross to bear. But I don't like the fact that you know they make mention of it and they talk about it and it just for anyone any casual viewer they're like, what in the f am I watching right now? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't like that because there's <clears throat> there are a lot of people that you know try to make this sport look better and more professional and really organized and I just think it cast a poor light on how much you know effort and 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 what about there is in the sport and what about this as for as far as the fim and and ama and you jt maybe you could help me i would think i don't know 
I would think motocross gear of any sort would be safer than blue jeans. If you got an axle into you, if you got a, a rock uh, cutting you open or another, if you crash and a bike goes Definitely into you. Definitely for burns. Burning yeah. w- wouldn't, wouldn't, like, isn't there a little bit of safety on that? Well, yeah, abrasion, um, you know, motocross gear is going to be less uh, less flammable, I would assume. Yep. Um, I don't have any evidence. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying, like, if they said, look, for safety reasons, you can't wear blue jeans, I think there's a reason. I think that's That's legit. viable, yeah. It's a viable reason. Okay, and yeah. have you ever tried to do anything athletic in Levi's blue jeans with the crotch? Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. I played basketball I today in some blue jeans. Yeah, you probably weren't as good as if you were in some fly pants. I got some different. I mean, positions. I dunked, but other than that, I yeah, dunked. I <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I guess uh, whatever. I just find yeah. it hard to believe that he couldn't get gear. I know, dude. dude he has gear. I'm just saying, like, if his thing is like, no one's giving me gear. There I'm are guys. Gear. There are guys racing supercross night shows that have to buy gear. But oh, it's yeah. because they go to a certain place. I know okay. certain people who will give you gear. I know for a fact Andy White, FXR, would give – how many FXR privateer riders out there? I can guarantee you they're getting at least two sets for free. And Fly, I don't think, is that far behind as far as helping riders, okay. honestly. I'm just saying I know those guys buying gear. Well, name them. There is, but they okay. just want certain types of gear then. Right. Okay. And they haven't gone and put the effort in to be able to be like, hey, is there any right. way we can – you yeah. know, I'm racing Supercross. Yeah. yeah. So we're, I think we're all in favor of AMA telling him he can't wear jeans? No, Absolutely. I just, yeah. yeah, I think there just has to be some kind of clause that says yeah. you need to wear you know, gear that is specifically purpose-built for motocross. And that would cover a lot of bases. Yeah. You know, just write your name on your gear, like your white canvas gear. Just put Ryan Smith on it. Or, you know, just, that's your, or you're, just you're call pl- Canvas and get a full custom set of gear. And uh, I guarantee you Canvas will give you like, yeah, you race Supercross, here's 50% off. All right, uh, last question on the phone here for JT and Kiefer. What's up, Derek? How are you? Pretty good. I got a question on a helmet, and I probably shouldn't admit it, but I've been riding the same helmet for about 10 years now. Mm. So needless to say, I'm looking at some others. But the question is, on the helmets now, we've got so many different things, like with MIPS and Flex and MEDS and ODS, all these different systems. Um, And, of course, every one of them in their own ad. Thing and, and better than everybody else. So, are you seeing one where there is an advantage to one of these newer systems that works to, to help get rid of rotational impact? It's a good question. There's many, many theories on that, many ideas on that. A lot of the helmet manufacturers, Fly's got MIPS, Fox has MIPS, or Fox have their own thing now, and uh, 6D has their torsional system, and Bell calls their, calls their thing Flex. So there is a lot of different systems out there, which is cool because years ago there wasn't anything. Uh, and um, I mean, yeah, it's I mean it's all good. I think I think all of us would agree, right? Um, it's all good. Yep. And I and I'm sure JT can get more in depth with the helmets and things. But here's my point of view on this: a helmet, you have to go on your fit. It has to fit well, and it has to be comfortable. Number one. Now the safety factor is huge factor in purchasing helmets, but. It's kind of like a relationship with a girl. She can tell you she's not going to cheat on you until she cheats on you, then it hurts. That's kind of like a helmet. You can trust in the everything that the MIPS is about or the flex or whatever it is or the meds. Until you crash and get a concussion or not, you're not going to know firsthand if it's good or not. And even still, 
if you get a concussion, that doesn't mean the technology inside the helmet is not good. Helmet is not going to protect you from every single thing. Yes, there are better helmets, but it's a trust thing when you're a purchaser trying to go get a helmet. You have to trust in the technology that you're buying. JT, anything to add? Um, honestly, every major brand out there, if you buy their premium level helmet, you're going to get a really good product. Uh, there's a lot of different theories on um, what it works better. You know, And honestly, from what I've learned, some systems work better for low-speed crashes. Some work better for high-speed crashes. Absolutely. But as long as you're buying one of the, the name brands that you know, you're gonna, because they're getting all built typically in the same place, but within one or two or three factories, uh, and they're all state-of-the-art facilities that are building world-class products. So I don't think you can really go wrong. Um, and the simple fact is, Pick any helmet you want, and I'll give you a case of where somebody knocked themselves out or got a concussion in it. Yep. So yep. there's no true. helmet you can pick. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the one. That'll keep you from getting a concussion. That, that's crazy talk if anybody's claiming that. Uh, there you go, Derek. Anything else? Hey, and real quick, Derek, I see a lot of guys at the track with their helmets not fitting right. Just make sure your helmet fits right. I see a lot of good guys, look good riders, that their helmets have huge gaps in them. And you kind of pull on their helmets, and there's a lot of slop in their cheeks. So it's just like you just make sure your helmet fits first. That's first and foremost, you know? When, when Kiever, would you say is too small and when's too big? Well, you're going to know, right? If your cheeks are going a cabbage patch Did style. You, dark? <laughs> would, yeah, but okay, so would you, would you rather go, if you were going to buy a brand new helmet, would you buy something with a little bit tighter cheek yes. or a little bit bigger cheek? I would say, look, I always go, so when I get medium helmets, I always get. Bigger cheek pads, just to fill it in a little Kanye bit more. Kanye always wants bigger cheeks. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> so, a little uh, tight, a little tighter for me is better than a little looser. Always. Oh, here we go. That's also after dark. Spend the money <laughs> on the helmet, Derek. Thank you, man. Any other questions? No, that was it. I've just been looking, trying on a bunch, and trying to find something that feels as good as the old Arrive EFX Pro Oh boy, yeah, get a new one. It's time. Uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, five, five years on a five years on an EPS is about all that they'll say. Yeah. Kind of recommend right. um, start to see EPS deterioration at five years. Uh, all right, JT. Well, thanks, buddy. I know it's late your time. I appreciate you coming on, and I apologize for the late time. You blame all of our guests that that scheduled it that way. I apologize. It's all good. Um, JT, how's that nineteen flag you're looking? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um. Man, I actually am doing a presentation with it tomorrow, so I will be have multiple hours just me in that gear tomorrow. <laughs> rub, rub yourself around in it, roll around where, in where it. Where is that meeting at? <laughs> I'm gonna fly out there. Yeah, real quick. DM us, DM <laughs> us some pics from the meeting. Stop it, you guys, stop it. Let me see it. Can't do it. Let me see it though. Right. No, yeah, DM me. Seriously, for real. call me yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, stop it, guys. JT, yeah, yeah, yeah. DM me later. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you, JT. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody, flyracing.com. Look, we got questions. On commercial? F- no, well, I don't know. We have questions. We got to have a an exhaust. We got an exhaust question, and we have a bike question. Let's just hit them real quick. Bluster them. Come let's, on. Let's, let's do go. that, and let's go to a commercial. Let's go. Quick, though. Rapid fire. Rob, Robert, rapid fire. Exhaust question. Go. Hey, Kiefer. Yes. Uh, I had a question for you about the uh, 18 CRF 250. Go. Okay, go. <sighs> go. Am I under the gun? Yeah, yep. it's rapid go, fire questions. Up. Go, 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 go. Rapid fire, 30 seconds. Okay, so um, I'm going to 
A buddy of mine just got an 18 CRF 250, and I'm going to come off a KTM 350 to go to that bike. Okay. But he bought his bike brand new with the Yosh system on it. Yep. So I had a question between, uh, I, I tried to look on your website between Yosh and the FMF system. and I just did the Yosh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, so no, no, no. I cut you off. So, yeah, so I did the Yosh system. That's up there. The FMF system is currently on the bike right now. I'm testing it. Um, but if okay. what are you looking for? Bottom end, top end, mid, what you want? Bottom end. Okay, so if you want a little bit more bottom, you're going to go with FMF, but it will be a little bit louder. Okay, well, that's fine because that bike seems very muffled. and I mean, again, I'm coming off the 350, but... Yep, um, so FMF has a little bit more bottom end RPM response, and Yosh has a little bit more mid-range pull to top end, but if you want bark RPM low end... FMF's good. It's just not going to pull as hard up mid to top as Yosh. Okay. And then I know you did, I, I listen to your living with, I know you did the uh, Vertex Ignition on it and the high compression piston. Yeah. Um, simplest mods you would do, like if you could do anything to the stock one. So what would, simplest what would thing you do you, first? Simplest thing you do is uh, you're doing that. You're putting a muffler on. You're removing your backfire screen and your airbox. Okay. Right. Get a twin air yep. filter, and then if you want to spend six hundred bucks, simple bolt on is ignition, and you're going to get a lot from that ignition. Get, get okay, data. So ignition and exhaust, like you can leave the vertex alone, get away. Because I mean, race gas isn't much. I don't. I'm a vet rider. I don't ride a whole lot. Yeah, you're not going to get that much but, from race fuel. I mean, you're going to get a little bit of of RPM response, but well, nothing crazy. I know when you're living with you did the high compression piston, and you. Yes. Which requires race gas. So um, you would do ignition and exhaust and stay with pump gas. And Yes, sir. I would do okay. My it's first just, mods would be. It's just hard. Like, I, I don't have anything to, to. No, that's enough. Ethan, what's up, man? How are you? <laughs> Sorry, bro. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Rapid fire. Rapid Listen, fire. We said rapid fire. Go, 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 go. I apologize. All right. Bike coughing. I've already done a rebuild kit. It's coughing on anything but full choke. Go ahead, Steve. Coughing. Steve? I, I don't know what you mean. Coughing like, and hissing. Like, uh, hissing? Kind of like a pilot jet is it Sounds like it's cough. pissed off, like an animal. Is it a snake? You got a snake is in there? It, what is do you it got? a badger? Yeah, do you have an angry it's badger? Is it got a cold? <laughs> it tries yeah. to die. Uh, what, what year is it? What kind of bike is it? It's a uh, OO XR 600. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my Jesus God. Go to Al Baker's XRs only. Get a pumper carb and a 628 kit. Boom. <laughs> Bam, um, bam. I do, I do have a funny story, though, that involves the DC. No, we don't have no. time. Rapid fire, rapid fire. We don't have time. Take the check, pilot out check, and right. blow it out. Check your exhaust <laughs> gasket, number one, first thing first. Check your exhaust gasket between the pipe and the cylinder head. Okay. And, and, and seriously, check your, your carburetor. There's a jet kit for those things that make them run, run way better. Seriously, call XRs only. They know the sh a ton about that bike. Yeah, I, I actually just did their rebuild kit. That's why I was confused. <laughs> okay. Thanks, buddy. Take, check that gas. Oh, thank you. Rapid right. fire. Commercial break number two. We'll be right back. Seven Deuce Deuce. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. 
And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus as well as many other scooter applications. 
and certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in 
For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they are all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. 
And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. 
and sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. I'm through standing in line, the clubs are never getting. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs. And the bathroom I can play baseball in. And a king-size bed big enough for 10 plus me. What you need. I need a, a credit card that's got no limit And a big black chain with a bedroom in it Gonna join the mile high club at 37,000 feet Been done that Cheaper <laughs> fry has I'll ride us Butt Rock Week Nickelback night. Yeah, I like it. Fortune of fame. I'd even cut my hair and change my name. Just don't want to be big rock stars and live in hilltop houses driving 15 cars. Girls come easy and the girls come cheap. Well, I'll stay because we just won't eat. Hang out in the coolest bars. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. Pumpin' Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We just lost 75 listeners. (laughs) It's Nickelback night, everybody. (laughs) And uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Seven Deuce Deuce is here, as is Chris Kiefer. And uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, when you came here for the show, (laughs) you saw something. Dude. Okay. What did you see? I, I have to speak. Okay, I can't be silent. You so. can't. Don't be silent because that. I, yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that happened to me, where like, you know, you're don't you're confused and you don't know if you should tell somebody or. Yeah, you, know, you like that. I I just I have to. I'm walking in the door. Just spit it out, man. I'm I'm yeah, walking just, in the just door. Say it, bro. Let it go. Okay, 
and I see we have Kiefer and Pookie mm. kiss on the lips. Oh, boy. And, like, directly kissing on the lips. And my first yeah. thought yeah, this- in my mind is... Is this some fucking European shit I don't fucking know about, dude? Or what the fuck is That's going on? Just kissing on the cheeks. And then and then I look I've up at that. Steve and he's like macking on some fucking Chipotle, like everything's all good over in the back corner. Like yeah, yeah, it's all and fine. I look Listen. at this shit again and I'm like The Listen. fuck is Kiefer? Listen, bro, you, this is this happened a couple years ago when Kiefer and Heather started coming up here yeah. for the show. This was a topic a couple years ago. This We've done this, Mark's, a couple years probably, right? Would you say? Yes. We had a long oh, talks. Yes. We talked to our listeners about this. We took My polls. eyes are burning still. We, we took polls. We we discussed it. It is weird. So it's, uh, a weird, it's officially a weird thing, it's right? It's weird, but the Kiefer's do it. Okay. No, here's the thing. I don't do it to every single person. It's certain type of friends that I will do it with. Like, I don't know you Was and that Ash. Like hold, a- on, hold on. I don't know you and Ash that well. Be like, hey, Ash, and give her a kiss and lips because I don't know Ash that well. Right? But if we were close, and let's say we grew up together and we're like, yeah, I didn't grow bro. up with Kiefer and he's still kissing my wife. I just but I didn't and, grow up with him. But Steve and I have been around a little bit. So okay. it's, it's fine. Okay. Listen, I didn't kiss Pookie the first time I met her. Yeah. Listen, dude, it's weird. They're into it. Yeah, and, and I've seen and other you, and I've seen other friends of Kiefer's at Kiefer's house also kiss Heather mm-hmm. on the lips, and um, I kiss Heather on the lips on the lips. So I do it not open mouth. So were, like the first or, time you did it, Steve. You know. The first time you did it, Steve. <laughs> was it like something that you did naturally? Was no, it something because forced? Kiefer was doing this? Kiefer was doing this. So you just kind of like to my wife. And you're like, oh, fuck this motherfucker. I'm going to kiss his wife. No, his, he was pissed for a little bit. And he's like, well, I can kiss Heather. I'm like, absolutely you can. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like I'll watch this. And, but he don't care. Neither did no. Heather. No. Yeah, but what about Pookie? She's into it. She's rolling with it. She's fine. It's a greeting that you do would when you, you care let, about somebody. Would you let y- no. Ash Money. Those are my fucking lips. Okay, hold on. Let's T- say- T- T-Dog. T-Dag. No. Who's T-Dag? Ty. Ty. Yeah. No. No. No, absolutely not. Let's say the guy you, you brought up to the show, your buddy, the guy who's never, that. never, Shane, no. Shane, Rob, no, Shane, Rob, Rob, no, 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 I'm not kissing his wife. Okay, but you know who you know me, right? Yeah, yes, I no? know you. Yeah. You know I'm not gonna, I'm not deviating. Totally. Okay, I know that. Hey, Ash, give her a hug, give her a kiss on the lips real quick, and hug her. You'd be like, ah, that's not cool, Keith. Yeah, I'd be like, mm, no, not I'll, that. No, listen, no, listen, I'll tell you. Our listeners, this I would a big rather debate. kiss Kiefer than Ke- Kiefer kissing my chick. Marks, wow. you were Marks, you were also wow. right Marks, you were, <laughs> no, that's just me though. That's so fucked up, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Marks was also on the side of like, eh, right? Yes, I was. So that, so you, I'm, okay. and I'm used to it now. So it's like whatever. But did, how yeah. did you grow up though? Oh, did I you, yeah, I kissed the shit out of Heather. It's great. Did you grow up kissing your parents? No, you didn't either. Yeah, I did. You just told me you didn't. No, I said I did when I was like five, but you said, did did you, you grow up kissing your parents on the lips? Did you grow up kissing your dad on the lips? Yes. Keith? Really? Like, when we say goodnight, I'd kiss him on the lips goodnight. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I don't know. I would kiss my dad on the cheek goodnight, but never it's like. not like face to face, lip to lip straight on. It's like a side lip. I still got a little lip. Yeah, but okay. So with Pops, it was always like, yeah, he'd kiss me to bed mm-hmm. until I was like. 
10, mm-hmm. whatever, kiss on the cheek. But now you're mom, adult. Mom, probably around 10, kiss on the lips. Mom would always more kiss me on the lips than dad. It was like, yep. you know, something that was like cheek with dad. Yep. But like, you know, after 10, 11, I'm like, nah. Is there any friends that you have where you never where you see no. them kiss the wives? No. He just says no right Or girlfriends. <laughs> no. Okay. Seriously, only Kiefer. And, no. And Ash Money, no go. No. No, no tread no. zone But on those a- Ash isn't like, you know... I don't know. I don't know how to explain. Here's She's not like. There's nothing creepy about it because me, Heather, and I are super loving, and when the, when we care like, for you as friends, it's like our family, dude. Yeah, absolutely. That's I understand how, that's that. That's how I roll. Like I look at Stephen Pookie as part of my family. Like true, true. I'm not reaching around grabbing I mean, Pookie's ass or going underneath and get a little dip. I ain't doing none of that. I'm yeah, just getting the kids. It's true. You can't do that, dude. Uh, Gear Owl, everybody, Ch- check know. out SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Enter the code PulpMX17 to save with a gear alloy. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, a Jeep, there's a wheel size and a wheel style for you to choose from. We love these guys. Big parts of the Rocky Mountain ATV team with uh, Baggett and Benny Bloss. A huge gear alloy support uh, uh, deal in their in their pits where you can go and look at the wheels themselves. And they're built to accommodate the most demanding conditions on and off-road. So the gear alloy cold call, I just told Marks we had to call Heather. Heather, what's up? Heather Kiefer, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you guys? We're good. Seven deuce deuce. Saw <laughs> Kiefer kissing Pookie, and he can't get it out of his head. He, he, is I, this really? Are we really revisiting this topic? This is like no. It just ago. happened to me today. I walk in the <laughs> fucking door, and <laughs> Kiefer and Pookie are just straight limp locked, and I'm like looking at Steve. Steve's just over there snacking, like nothing's going on. I'm looking walking. over. I'm like, the fuck is this shit going on in the kitchen? I'm like, you know, I'm ready for Steve to just kind of join in with a little three way here. I don't, you know, oh I'm not gosh. sure so, what's going on. You know, here, you tell, know tell him what's up. Break him off. Proves right. Hold on. This this proves that Seven Deuce Deuce does not listen to the show because he would have already heard this. Oh. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot yeah. of the show. I yeah. admit it. Yeah, but you, you, you don't this. listen to any of the show. Yes, I do. I listen to the ones I'm on. We, Fuck this, that this, this was a huge topic, a huge debate. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't listen okay. to those shows. And I gotta say that the Kiefer's <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna Marvin you. Our listeners, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not gonna Marvin you. I just I didn't listen. No, that's fine. Our our listeners were also on the side of like, eh but we run with it because I wanna kiss Heather and it's cool. <laughs> Look, there's certain there's yeah, certain you like friends that? that you hug right, and you don't you. go past a hug. There are certain friends that you kiss. Right. It's not a big deal. Okay, okay, hold on. This is no, 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 no. This is a great question. This is a great question. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give you an example real quick. Hold on for you. When Heather comes in, greets Steve, she kisses him. She greets Marks. She doesn't kiss Marks because she doesn't know. Because I know Marks is not about that. Yes. Well, his marriage is on the rocks too. Okay, okay, okay. It's not. It's his anniversary, and I already wished him a happy anniversary. Okay, so here's my question, Heather. How many hugs till a kiss? Hmm. Good question. Uh, and how how do you feel out the hug? You know, because is it, you know, is a hug, you know, like a, because there's men hugs where like you're just kind of hugging and then there's women hugs when you kind of like, you know, you squeeze a little bit and there's like love there. You know what I mean? And then there's a hug where like just titties are on you, you know, right. when do you oh, know yeah. which type of hug it is to take it to the next to the peck on the lips. Dude, I think this chick's into me. Okay, go ahead. Most friends get a generic hug. Okay. A few of them get some titties. 
in their face if they're lucky. Okay. Or if Chris is feeling genuine, you know, hey, go go put your titties on him. Give him some titties. He needs yeah. some love. All right, whatever. Okay. No big deal. Not like out. Example. Not like out titties. No, no, we know what you mean. Yeah. We know what you mean. Okay. Just a little love. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Right, a little love. Like, for instance, our friends Greg and Denise. They've been our friends for many years. They're like family tests. Every time I see them, I give Greg a hug and a kiss on the lips. Same with his wife. I give her a hug and a kiss on the lips. Right. I see, 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 okay, they let's stop real quick list. here. Let's hold Let's hold Listen, the phone. I'm down with it. I didn't fucking see Kiefer go over to Steve and give him a fucking kiss on the lips. See, but, I, he, but he hugs. Oh. I hug. Yeah, yeah, but Steve barely hugs See, but, just see but Heather just kissed both of them. So if you're real motherfucking friends with Steve, girl. where's this kiss on the lips, Keith? Because that's not a very good friend. I, like, I don't like this trail you're leading me down. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you really like Steve... Here's the deal. There should be a peck on There's the lips. There's only two men that Chris will kiss, and one is actually not a man. One is our son, Aiden, and the other one is his dad. Right. Those are the only two men I have ever seen him kiss on the lips. Um, so, are you? listen, I feel like, hmm. Seven Deuce Deuce, I feel like you and Ash are really good friends of mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, have, I can go in on Ash when I see her? Never. Oh. No. Uh, I we no. Really Here's good, the right? thing. I care. I'd kiss Steve on the cheek. Like I, yeah, I, I'd kiss Steve he, on the if, cheek too, but I fucking, him, I wouldn't go up and I wouldn't kiss yell lips. lips. No, no. I feel like lips is a whole nother really thing. I, hey, seven news dudes, I'll tell you what. It took a couple times where I'm like, is that guy kissing Pookie when he came over? Does any of your friends kiss Pookie? And lips? No, I'm the only one, and neither with him, and neither with Marks. Oh, see, I didn't know I was the only one. But see, you can tell by a person if they're into it or not. Like Travis. Travis is not a lovey guy. Recently, he's just gone into one who'll actually give me a hug goodbye. Usually, I don't get hugs from Travis. Now he's changing. Mm. I've known Travis for years. Oh, Preston, you're saying? Yes, Preston, I'm okay. talking about. Yeah, yeah we we're talking about, you're talking about producer Travis. Travis. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Preston. Yeah. And even with Chris, like even with Aiden, he's like, Aiden, where's my hug? Like he's just become more of an affectionate person over the years. Yeah, I'm just, I really genuinely care it- for people. And when I care for you, absolutely. And I care for you. I'm going to show you. Yeah, and I mean, if I, and if to I don't each care, their own. Yeah, it's just like I'm. I fight. You're my friend. I take you in, and you're part of my deal. You know, that's yeah. what I do. I yeah. I don't have a problem with it, but it's it's unique. A hundred percent. Like we're French Americans. Like we kiss on the lips. We don't do that bullshit cheeky cheeky yeah. shit. We just. Yeah, we get to the point. We're lovers. L- we're listen, in Europe, the dudes will ch- kiss cheek to cheek all the, all day long. All day. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like a, once you touch a lip, it gets a hundred percent more intimate. Be, uh, I think <laughs> your 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 brain is going somewhere that a mind doesn't go when I do that. Yeah, Kiefer, because you're known for sure to be, you know, <laughs> you're Kiefer, You're really known to be, you know, I'm straight edge, just, right? <laughs> no, Kiefer, Kiefer doesn't care about pussy at all. This, no, you know, he's class. not a horn Here's dog whatsoever. When I kiss Pookie, I'm not thinking about her box. I'm just kissing her. Hey, good to see you, Pook. Like. I'm not thinking about Pookie, her. come up here. It's, uh, you know what? You know who wants to weigh in on this? Yes. Gringo. Thank you, Gringo. Gringo, Gringo what's up, buddy? You gotta have my back, Gringo. No, we don't. Hey, hey, what's what's going on, fellas? What uh, up? What, I caught the middle of the conversation. What lips are we talking about? Just the, just the face lips. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to pick up the trash. I didn't catch 
catch the fucking Travis here, all right? And I, and I agree with the seven deuce, deuce. I get hard when the wind blows. That's the you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm yeah. like a damn diamond in an ice storm. <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want nobody kissing my woman on the lips. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's just uh, that's just I don't know. To me, it's like a respect thing. You know what I mean? I don't want nobody kissing. And I'm an affectionate guy. I don't mind a hug, a kiss on a cheek, or whatever. But uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't know. It doesn't seem appropriate. Right. You know so, what I mean? uh, on the lips. And so for Gringo, if I met Gringo and his wife, and we got you know to be deep friends, I would not out of respect for Gringo, I wouldn't do that. I'd just give her a hug. How's it going? You know, but I feel and, like and, – go ahead. No, and I know some guys do it. They're not thinking things. You know what I mean? But some I guys are you – know, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it, if somebody just did it, you know, you get the vibe. Well, they don't really mean anything by it. But some guys, you know, you don't know what you're dealing with. Right. You know no, like I, said, I get some it. Guys get, some guys get hard with the wind blows. You don't know where their mind's going. Right. So that's why I kind of respect and I won't do that to another guy's wife. You know, I mean, maybe a kiss on a cheek or something, a little peck, something like that, affectionate, but nothing on well, the lips. It's good to know that I know it bothers people so much because, honestly, I thought that was a normal thing until till we started having this conversation, you know? so Well, it is in some countries. Let me give you a little example, okay, a little analogy. In, I, I lived in Puerto Rico a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. They have basketball games. A guy would shoot a three-pointer, and the, and the opposing team, the guy that got, you know, that he got the shot on, they turn around and slap the guy in the ass it was like a form of like i just got you you know what i'm saying yeah uh like you know it's like a, like a good game yeah different you know different cultures no not not like a good game like i just tapped that ass you see that rim up there i was just like i just tapped your ass you just got smoked oh, Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? There's different things. I know in different countries they do different things. I got some serious stories, but I'll say that for another day. <laughs> um, yeah. I, no, listen, Gringo. I, I, I've seen some things. I've I seen some things. <laughs> the way you say it, too. Oh, fuck. Gringo, uh, oh, thanks for the call, man. I thanks, appreciate Gringo. it. Thanks, Gringo. Well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Oh. I got a question for you, Steve. Oh, yeah. Don't go nowhere, Steve. All right. You said you're doing a vlog over there with... Uh, AC with Cincerillo? Yeah, you, you're coming. You're coming down here, or what? I think so. I think so. Are you? Are we going to chase the sun? That's what I'm talking about. Because that, I'll hold your hand right there. Me and you will hold hands and watch the sunset. Should, Should I bring my bike or my gear? I got a, I got an RM 250 and I got a 250F and then I got that 18, which I'll be riding. That <laughs> yeah, you ain't gonna fuck with your shit on that. Uh, all right, we can <laughs> chase the sun, Gringo. Yeah, we can chase the sun. Maybe AC will take us out to the nest or something. Well, even if he, even if they don't want to do that, if you just you know if, if if they're not allowed or whatever the case, who knows? I don't know, but I still want to hook up with you. We could go ride, bro. We'll have a good time. Chase the sun, man. We'll have a good time, bro. Can, can I kiss your wife on the lips if we go? No, I can't do that, bro. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to, I'll, I'll have to pull, you can't do that, bro. Straight up. Hey, I'll, hey. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to pull a Marvin on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. Right. Uh, no, hey, let's keep in touch, Ringo. I, I might be doing that. Absolutely. So. Yeah, but give me a shot if you do. Don't give me no bullshit because I want to ride with you. Well, yeah, bro. Ride, bro. Yeah, no, I got it. All right, man. Thank you. <laughs> Later, Gringo. All right, man. Gentlemen. Thanks, Gringo. Later. Um, yeah, so Heather, I mean, again, like, so how, wait, Heather, how yes. many friends get lip kisses? Oh, here we go. That's how it. many? Hmm. How many? Yeah. Um, there is. Five people that get lip kisses. Five? Name them yes. off, because I don't know I'm that many. Cut. I'm in the cut. Who, who gets them? Greg and Denise. Okay, we're talking about Steve guys. Straight, straight oh. guys. Though. Oh, you guys. Straight guys, two. Yeah. Just two. So Greg and Just Steve. Greg and, yeah. And my dad, so three. Janky doesn't well, get one? Janky don't get one? Who? Janky Mike? No. 
Jakey yeah. might get tugs, though. Yeah. Yeah, hugs are nothing. I'm an elite group of two. Right, so aren't you stoked about that? I am. Right, so does that make you feel special? Yeah. Okay, then. Yes. See, that's but the... But he's complaining. Like, I feel like he's complaining. Yeah, so, so like, if I stop. stopped kissing Pookie, you can't kiss Heather anymore. So would you be stoked well, on you're, that? No, I, I get a few to, to catch up to you because you started kissing Pookie before I was Oh, you're counting. Uh, I may or may not have been. No, oh, he's keeping track. Um, no, listen. I'm here. down with it. I think it's fine because you guys are such close friends. But to say that it wasn't weird at first, I would be wrong. It okay. was weird. Okay. And it was weird to Adam, and it's weird to the guy in the corner, and it's weird to a lot of our listeners. Weird is maybe a bad word. I shouldn't say weird. Right. And I'm a sure. No, weird, weird's a good word. <laughs> weird is a fucking good word. I but, walked in, and but, I was weirded the fuck out. I know. Because I was like, that right. is either really skinny Steve, or that's motherfucking Kiefer right there. <laughs> well, dude, I was watching the hockey game. <laughs> I was watching a hockey game. <laughs> no, we had Capriotti, so Kiefer, he wasn't fucking around. Kiefer could have been porking her, but the Leafs were on. <laughs> he, the so, Leafs were on, oh, and there was a sandwich in front of him. Yeah. Done. I'm out. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I mean, listen, it's fine. I got no problems with it now. And I'm not complaining. I get it. Were you like that, babe, before you met me, or did this kind of adopt that when you met me? Because I don't know. I mean, I don't think you were like that before that, were you? Well, no, I was like 18 when I met you, so no. Yeah, so... Yeah. The only problem I have is I'm kissing a Broncos fan. That's the only oh, problem shut up. Well, I'm I have. kissing a Raiders fan. I'm surprised I haven't turned into dust. <laughs> I don't know. To me, like, with my family, I'm very affectionate dude. So I just like to show my affection. Yeah. So I'll say. Right on the lips, cool, I get to kiss it? Heather. Right on I the like, lips. I like showing affection, too, but I just was taught in a different way. I just wasn't. I just don't, you know. Are you on a hug level with Ash Money? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. Hug yeah. level. Okay. Hugs yeah. are 100% okay. Yeah. I even think kisses on the cheek are 100% okay. I'd yeah. be fine if Kiefer and came I think up I and have kissed, kissed Ash, Ash on, on the, the cheek. cheek. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm totally cool with that. But the lips, those ones, those ones are mine. You want to know why? Because just like what Heather said with, with Trav over there in the corner, yeah, yeah. she doesn't get that from him. I get that vibe from Ash. She is a loving person. She is. So that's why I reciprocate it back. Look at, look at him doing this. Like He's going with his hands like boobs you know, so on, on her boobs. People have called me um, empathetic, like I'm an empath. I can go in a room and kind of feel it out really quick. And I can kind of decipher who's who. Yeah, like, totally. You know? Mm-hmm. So I can feel mm-hmm. that. Like, hey, when you well, come in the door. Too, like, you know, we're all kind of outspoken people, too. Yeah. So it's like it's more open and we're okay with shit. You know, there's obviously introverts that are a little bit more quiet right. and stuff like that. But... When did you first make the know. move on Pookie? I don't know. It was a while. Did you man. ask her? Uh, no. I think it's a it's a it's a chemistry thing. Like when you oh, come. Oh, so now you and Pookie have chemistry. No, it's like when you come in to give someone a hug. <laughs> yeah. And you're going in, and none of you look to the side. You just come in straight. Oh. You know it's it's going to happen. Like jeez. Like lock. You know? That sounds like more than a fucking. Like hey, I just went downstairs because oh, she made some food. I went to give her a hug and give her a kiss. He was behind me. She you turned, gave her another kiss? Listen to me. She turned That's her, too she turned her like head that. on me because she knew Seven Deuce Deuce was behind me. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, and she probably felt awkward as fuck. She's like, holy shit. Is this this right motherfucker's kissing me again? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, all right. Uh, Gear Alley cold call with Heather Kiefer. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I, we've gone over this. Oh, but, boy. But Seven Deuce Deuce was I was just fucking Freaked blown out. away, dude. Yeah. yeah. Don't it's you see so you take it Overthink way it. to a whole I mean, other level. I mean, I get it because as long as Steve's cool with it, I mean it's all good. I just was a little I just was blown away because I don't see other dudes kissing other dudes' chicks without Nobody does but the Kiefers. 
You know right. what I'm saying? That was just awkward to me. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. All Mar- right. Mark, says your chick weighed in on this back then? Uh, I don't remember, honestly. Uh, okay. No, she didn't. She never got into it. I'll, I'll uh, report back. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, babe. I'll yeah. see you in a Thank few you, hours. Thank you, Heather. Appreciate it. Welcome. Uh, Adam, your bed is ready for you. Thank you. Oh, you're staying the night Thank there? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you come to stay. Originally parked in my parking spot, so I had to park on the street. Just hey. Ridge line. Ridge line. Ridge line. Hey, babe. Yeah. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce has been in the house, but Steve and Pookie haven't. Just want to get that out there real quick. That's so sad. I've been in both your houses too. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been there three mm-hmm. months. Steve I've, I've been trying by. to ride the bat track forever. It's not not been mm-hmm. happening. So, all right. See, that's another person that just gets a hug. Bat. He only gets a hug. He only gets a hug. Wow. He only gets a hug. Feel privileged, Steve. So. I do. I, I, right. Listen, I'm 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 fine with it. It's good. I get to kiss Heather. I'm stoked. Cool. And, and then there was, was a game that we were out taking pictures next to, and Chris told me to flash them my titties, so I did. So I made some train guys happy one day. Oh yeah, you that know? just happened. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Flashed, flashed. I'm not a super jealous dude. Like, Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not really a super jealous dude either, but, you know, I was like. If Ash flashed a, a train with her titties, would you be mad at her? Not if I told her to. But, but at the same time, though, I've always thought of, you know, when I'm with somebody, that's like, you that's know, yours. that's that's a special thing about it. You know what I mean? It's like you get to be with that person and that's what you get to enjoy. Kind of like what Tomac said in the post-race conference. Where do we draw the line? And your Where line, your line is Seven Deuce Deuce was never in that group of swinging motocrossers we used to hear about. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> open mouth. That's the line. If a peck is not sexual to me, and when nope. it gets sexual, that's the line. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. But like Gringo was talking about, fuck, dude. Yeah, I think Gringo thinks pecking is sexual. See, that's not sexual, dude. I don't get my dick hard. My dick's not on hard when I go peck pook. It's not after Dude, dark, so that's, that's... I peck ash. I'm fucking ready, bro. Yeah, no. See, Heather has to work at my... I'm 40 fucking years old, Dude. Son. I'm fucking <laughs> cocked and loaded, dude. Yeah, you're still full of testosterone. <laughs> okay. Am, All right, everybody. Let's let's move on. It's getting after dark. After okay. Dark yet, right? Let's go. No, not All yet. Right. Thank you, Heather. See Appreciate you, it. Thanks for the call. You're Thanks, welcome. Heather. Crotchal region. Thanks. Uh, Heather Keefe, everybody, on the Gear Ally cold call. Use the code PulpMX17 at gear at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. <laughs> no, just Gear Ally is probably like, keep us off that. <laughs> BTOSports.com, whether you're uh, blasting a UTV, riding an ATV, riding a dirt bike, anything you need, BTOSports.com has got what you need. Call them. Mention PulpMX to save at BTOSports.com. Let's go, Marks. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. <laughs> The tweets at Travis. The future's the future. <laughs> the future's the future. BTOSports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. This is at uh, tweets at, at Pulp Mech Show. Uh, the guy in the corner there goes through them, uh, picks the best ones, and uh, let's do it. Click. This one's from Tanner Hall. Is Chase Sexton getting cheated for Rookie of the Year by being in a deeper coast? Sure. Yeah, whatever. There's the other rookie on their side of it. Cantrell. Ah, yeah. Art Raft. Chase is better. Chase is, is Rookie of the is. Year for sure. Yeah. Did he not get it? Well, the season's not over yet. Yeah. No. This one's from Rick Ray. What happened to Mo Filthy? Did he and Seven Deuce Deuce break up? That's a good one. I want to know about this, too. What happened to Mo Filthy? Tell the truth. Hey, transparency. Transparency. Dude. Waffle, waffle, really? Waffle, waffle. Between me and Mo Filthy is, it was kind of like I needed to do what I needed to do for my riding, and he needed to do what he needed to do in his life, 
and he went a direction and I went a direction and they couldn't meet. What is this behind the music? I don't get it. Like that doesn't tell shit. Yeah, it does. They broke up. It's we. I mean, we didn't break up. We're still friends. Still friends. We're still friends. But you talked to him. I yeah, I talked to him. But I had to go. I had to get out of the music a little bit and start training my ass off, or I knew my shit was done. He was more music than you. Absolutely. Okay. Mo liked the music. Mo liked to party a little bit, and now what he does is he schedules parties and goes to clubs all the time. Okay, and so I, that's your I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Can't do it. No. 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 This one's from Gary Morgan. Why do riders take one foot off the peg on some jumps? Mm, good one. Style. Uh, lift. Leg swag? Well, depending on what, what he's talking about, there's several types that people do, but I'm sure seven dudes do can test. When you see both feet come up, most of that time is you're gripping the side of your bike and you're lifting the bike up, so that's why you see some guys lift one leg, maybe sometimes there's two. You'll see a lot of that on those on-offs. When you got to get lift, you'll see a little bit grip, and then your feet will come off the pegs a little bit just to pull up. But in the air, when you drift, you're drifting out, and you're, oh, shit, tough block life's coming. Opposite leg will kind of shift the weight back over a little bit. It's not huge, but just enough to save your ass. Yeah. And, too, I think, um, like Kiefer said, you do it just a little tiny bit all the time because Mm -hmm. you're always never really straight. You know, you're never really like, there's never really a time unless you're out at the Corona test track (laughs) where you're just perfectly straight on a perfectly flat track with no ruts. 90% of the time, you know, if it's a rut two inches tall or a rut six inches tall, you know, you're always kind of on the edge of something all the time. So you're always kind of moving. So you're one leg's coming off, the other leg's coming off. And it's funny, you think about it, when you jump, you never really have your feet firmly on the pegs. Like, they're no. always floating a little bit. Only time they're on the pegs is when you're on the ground. So if you ever look at pictures in the air, you'll see the soles of the boots. They're just off the, the, the teeth, you know? Yeah. This was from, <clears throat> excuse me, Dave McCown. How does a grip come off so damn easy on Tomac's bike? No glue? Rental soft. So, so easy. What yeah. do you mean so easy? It went through the back wheel. And yeah, he, bro. That's a lot of torque. In that. Yeah. <laughs> and the wire that they use is real thin. It's not like it's gnarly yeah. baling wire. Uh, it broke the aluminum throttle tube. Check out the TV, bro. <clears throat> um, another one from Tanner Hall. How much of an advantage would an electric bike be at altitude? Mm-hmm. Seven deuce deuce. You want to go in on that? Uh, no comment. <laughs> Keeper, deuce would deuce you like is an to? Alta hater. Yeah, you hating on Alta. He's an Alta hater. Okay, but okay. he's never ridden one. So. Okay, I think that the theory. If Honda came out with one, would be radicing. Everybody. I think. Okay. I think the theory of Bro, an Alta, the Honda e-bike is Oh, the my God. It's in my ridgeline right now. <laughs> it's, the, it's ride red. <laughs> okay. Can I speak, please? Yeah. I think the Alta bike is sick, and I think the way it reacts is awesome, and the frame's awesome, and the way it rides awesome, but I find that the fact that you have to bring a generator to put gas in the generator to plug your bike in at the track if you want to do more than 30 minutes... It's a little ghetto. 30 minutes for 10% of the population is what it's going to last. Okay, an hour. Right, Kiefer? Yep. One hour at the track. Here's here's what I explained. Dudes aren't riding an hour. Normal dudes. The guys that are buying, that's what I try to explain to them today on the way up. It's like, what's bitching? Homeboy with that generator that he's pissed off about. A guy in the garage does that, let's say, either A, on his 110 or 220, or if he has that Jenny, he can go... Ride his dirt bike close to his house and go get his moto on 
that he couldn't do with this gas-powered yeah. bike. And it's bitching, dude. It's just a fun feeling. Like, I know you, and I know if you rode it, you in the two wheels, you would love it. If it was red, you'd yeah. love it. <laughs> if it was red. I'm just going to put red fucking plastic on it and deliver it to you. Like, Fuck yeah, yeah. Does anybody make plastic for it? A Cherubies, I think, makes some. Yeah. yeah. Thank the God they got, bike, Thank God they got rid of the puke yellow color. Yeah, that color was putrid. That wasn't God, good. I yeah. hated that I like. Color. I don't usually like white, but I like the white on the Alta. All right. All right. Okay, Kiefer. It's Tanner. Okay, Kiefer. That's like that's like you talking about Hondas, right? Okay, Kiefer. Yeah, exactly. It's exact. That's exactly what it is. No, I because, feel like I just no, got a sales because, pitch. No, because this guy will go on about KTM and Huskies, Yamahas, and Altas. Yeah, and Hondas. I just oh like my God. I just like fun bikes. He won't talk about the RM Army. I don't want to change a battery, and I don't want to go one hour all day and then have to recharge my bike, and then have to buy a supercharger, and I don't. Do, 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 do. The future is the future. Does Tanner Hall have another question? You've lost control of this yeah, show. I, I want to let you uh, know that. Um, this one's from Stephen Kane. <clears throat> In light of the Tomac Marvin debate, what are the possibilities for lab-grown fish, and could this provide a counter to our over-exploitation of the oceans? Uh, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yes. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> All of your faces was worth reading that question. Where's Tony uh, at? I have it somewhere. I don't. Oh yeah, here we go. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Next, this was from Nathan Sosilo. Will Kiefer ever do a review on canvas gear? I did dirt rider. I did so. Go look at old dirt rider stuff. I did one. Um, from Jordan. If Marvin is leading. Tomac in Salt Lake or Vegas, does he just pull over like he did for Dungeon and fear for his life? <laughs> I mean, it's coming, Marv. No, I don't think I it don't is. think it's coming. Oh, it's it is. not. It's oh, not. It's I think what Tomac does is just There's like a, JT said, he's just going to blow by him and nope. yard him. There's a bomb coming with number three on it. He's going to hit the brakes and he's going to fly right by. Curtilicious 101 wants to know Steve, did the media clap at Gronk's press conference? I wasn't there. Oh. You couldn't have got me to that fucking press conference with, with like, with, you'd have to knock me out like Mr. T and A Team and take me there. Like, they're like, hey, Mathis, like, there's a press conference. Gronk's going to talk about how he's going to race Supercross at this press conference. His name is B.A. Baracus, by the way. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no thanks. And then when I saw the video, I'm like, thank Jesus, Lord, I didn't go. That, if, if you ask me, that was cheese ball. But whatever. The, those guys will tell you that it was awesome because Gronk really did get the sport a lot of press. It was everywhere, Gronk doing that press conference. But for me, I'm not going. No. I just, I'd like to go just to see what he looks like in person, see how big he is. Oh, he's huge. Yeah. So, how much do you think he got paid for that? Oh, it's part of his monster deal. So, yeah. whatever his monster pays him. This is from Nathan Scarphone for Kiefer. This may have been asked before, but what is the next move for the manufacturers to start introducing on motocross bikes, or has it gone as far as it basically can, and they will just start to develop slash introduce e-bikes? That was a pretty good question. Yeah. Um, next thing. We talked about this, like maybe progressive uh, uh, I think electronic sus suspension. <clears throat> yes, I was about to say, I think adjustable suspension on the fly. Um, something that could be coming down the road. You would use, use, use electronics to charge the oil, right? Wouldn't you? I believe. Mm, I don't think it'd go that far. I think that's what what they do. Really? Yeah. Really? I think they shock the oil, charge the oil, and it changes viscosity, and then you... Oh. I think. 
I was talking. I could to, be talking that out sounds of my ass. Trillion. Well, there is, you know, there is a company out there. Um, God, help me. Ping did a thing on the KTM's. They do WP suspension anyway. I apologize if I forget the name right now, but you can adjust the valving. Just pulling the pitch, and you can change your valving right away. Creft, Creft suspension. So that's kind of cool. So imagine that doing that valving setting while you're riding, which could be a very good possibility in the future. Yeah. All right. This is from Trevor. Kiefer, if you grew up in the four-stroke era, would your pro career have been any different? Yeah, it would have been way better. I think I, would just, I was more born to be a four-stroke rider because I was always smooth, easy on the throttle. And in two-stroke days, you had to be super aggressive and gnarly. And I was just never that way. Like aggressive, I was, You're aggressive with my wife, so that's odd. <laughs> that's a one-stroke, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I would have been better. I think I, if I was a little bit younger, I would have been better in this era than I was in mine. All right, this one's from LAX Defense Coach for Deuce Deuce. Did Kiefer play any music on the way that made you second-guess your decision to come? Absolutely not, bro. I love all music. Plus, Snickerback. Same question. Snickerback uh, night. Oh, what can I say? Can I say anything about that? Mm-hmm. Just, let me just say this: what I listened to on the way up, I thoroughly enjoyed more so than what I've heard in the past. Is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, I appreciate that, Kiefer. All right. Well done. Well done. Um, this one's from Dark Side's Ponytail. What's worse, Marv's whoop skills or Marv taking his way, Marv talking his way out of the pass? Hashtag one lap Ryan. Talking his way out of the pass. Um, Jack Peterson wants to know, Deuce Deuce, what's your thoughts on the new J. Cole album and specifically him trashing on the SoundCloud rappers? <sighs> Dude, honestly, as a rapper, it's respectable because the actual lyrics and the way he delivered everything is really, really good. And he's a brilliant mind as far as a rapper, but as far as the music goes, it's really hard to listen to. Not really that great of melodies. And you know, it's bullshit that you're hating on people that are trying to do, you know what I mean? Make some money. Yeah. Right. Bullshit. I was, I was, My feelings exactly. No, uh, J Cole. I don't know who the fuck that is. I thought that was a line of jeans. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. J Cole. That's pretty good. I it was, it's. It, it, think it might my, be. Check out my new J Coles. So. Yeah. Uh, check out my J Coles. My, my ass looks good in hey, J Coles. My J Coles, and then I went and got some Sean Dongs, boy. Yeah. Um, Jordan Brinson wants to know Mathis when not injured Blake Baggett is a legit top five guy in Supercross and even better outdoors what reason is he not on a factory team I know Rocky Mountain is a good team but I would think he's better than that thoughts yeah, his bike's good oh uh, well, his bike's same as Marv's and yeah, everything exactly. you know? um yeah I think they made a run I think KTM made a run at him last year a little bit but uh he was still in the contract with Rocky Mountain guys I think he'll be back with Rocky Mountain next year I think he's re-signing I think we're gonna see something about that this weekend so he's staying there. So, yeah. I mean, as long as the money's what he wants, then he's good because the bike's the same. He's not a very picky person, right? He's pretty... I think so, yeah. Yeah. Right, this one's from Matt. Adam, what's the backstory to your song about Trey Kennard? Is there some history? No, bro. It's just funny as hell. It's a, I'm trying to beat Trey Kennard for a quarter of the price, bro. That's it. Question from Steve. 
When are we seeing Subway Rap Part 2? I told you pick a beat. Have you picked a beat? Yeah. I haven't listened I have to beat. any shows. You know how to get the beat. beats. I learned that today on the way up. I got a beat. Go What's ahead. the beat? <laughs> I knew that was going. <laughs> Hey, if you, if you record that and loop it, I'll make a subway, too. Uh, you deserve better than that. No, I'll do it. It'll be uh. funny, too. I mean, the tempo's a little fast. Can you slow the tempo down? Sounds like you're fucking right now. <laughs> Only you would say that. It just sounds that way. Hey, give him, give 40, him a little percussion in the PPMs. background. Come on, hit that, Keith, again. I mean, hit that, Steve. You guys are terrible. <laughs> so Come off. on, guys. So off. <laughs> That's the shit you listen to, right? <laughs> no. Was that Coachella? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was Coachella. Kurt Bogg wants to know, Adam and Steve, do you put your gear in the trunk or the cab of those sweet, Here sweet ridge lines you drive? I trunk put, life! I put my gear in the trunk. Bro, I got so much gear. I put he them in the trunk, know. in hey, the cab. I got I to gotta say, though, my full gear bag... With boots on top, like I put the boots on top, kind of facing yeah, this yeah. way, and then my helmet goes in there, and the trunk closes, and I got a, I got a filter, and I got chain lube, and I got some tools in there, and everything. Sweet, it's a sweet deal, dude. And it's it's they're not expensive. Like he told me how much he got his for. That's awesome. Mine was, but yeah, but yours yeah. is like the fully loaded one. If you yeah. get the, you know, what that's I mean? not even that expensive. If you get yeah. the bare bones deuce ride. You're looking pretty good. Honda bro. World Downey. Honda World Downey, babe. Ridgeline. <laughs> All right. Jeez, nice. Jimmy Roy wants to know, is there any inside scoop on getting your kid into the KTM Junior Supercross race? I know the little guys that end up racing really shred, but is it a who you know circle? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a who you know, but if you are someone, you can get your kid in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If but, you do know the person, you can get your kid in. Yeah, but I think they are legitimate entries. You know what I mean? They're not all fixed or whatever. Right, They're yeah. not all like... But yeah, if you're someone, you can get your kid in. I may or may not have gotten a kid in one. Hmm. May or may not. This one's from Charlie Worthy. Jeremy Martin is looking good right now. Is a 250 Supercross title in his future? Well, maybe. No, I don't think so. I think I mean, he goes for. I think he's goes 450 by the time he. You know what I mean? Because isn't he going 450 outdoor, or is he staying lights again? 250. Is he? Uh huh. And then next year again, he's going to go 250. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. I see a light. Sure. I think he's come a long way on the second half of the season, especially yeah. just starts in general. Yeah. And then riding like he knows how to ride in yeah. Supercross. Oh, by the way, uh, I tried to get Eli on the show tonight. I meant to say this earlier. I tried to get Eli on the show tonight, but he, he respectfully declined. He was cool about it. At yeah, least he I, respectfully I, declined. Yeah, he just said, hey, it's too hot right now. I don't right, want to come on. That's legit. And I said, all right. Yeah. So. Hey, who's better right now? Martin Osborne Outdoors. I mean, we talked about this. Dude. Osborne to me. Osborne beat him by 100 points last year. Now, okay, Martin will be better. Mm-hmm. He likes the bike better. He's riding better. 100 points is a lot. Right. So he's got to make up 100 points because I don't see Zach being any worse. Right? Right. I know. I mean, I watched um, Martin at the Honda Test Day, mm-hmm. and he was like two or three seconds faster than everybody on the 450s. I mean that kid. What is it? What flipped all of a sudden? That's what I don't understand. No, he likes the bike, dude. And he could be healthy. You know, you never know with all the all yeah, of us, bro. We could be jacked up. You know, elbow problems, health problems. Yeah. Nobody ever says anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, what? Jeremy's just on fire. Yeah, it doesn't make He's sense. Ride with no. Tomac this summer, so that's gonna help. Yeah. Uh, kill this one's from Kill McStovepipe. You love that guy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Adam. 
Monster Cowie comes to you with a full ride for one year with 75K. Do you drop the Honda for them? Duh. Bro, I have to. He's, he's testing your Honda loyalty. Yeah. Well, dude, if I'm getting 75K, the first thing I do is I go, hey, Honda, this is what Cowie gave me. This is the offer. I love you guys. I want to be a part of the Ride Red crew for the rest of my life. I really do love my Hondas. This is what's on the table. I would really love to stay, but if we can't, I literally have to make money for my career to survive. Well, they'd have to understand that. You, and, you can't and the hate wor- on that. The worst part is so many guys see the Cowie contract and they go, oh yeah, and don't say anything. If you go and you, you acknowledge the fact that this is happening and you respectively go and give everybody a chance and try to make it right, then it's a whole different story than just peace out. I'm taking the better deal. Right. And you know, that's what's so shitty and shady about our industry is everybody just hop, skip and a jump to every other place. Cause it's $1 more. Pisses me off. Next. Hmm. <laughs> this one. What pisses you off more that or the jeans? Or people kiss on the lips. That's close, dude. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on the situation. You know, I think I really am upset about the jeans. Ryan Smith is not getting lip kit this week. Just because my whole (laughs) thing is like literally, you know, even with you, the reason you started Best Dress and the reason I have lip kit is because I want our sport to look more professional. I want us to be, um, you know, have a top tier sport and to look more professional is at least to start when we got guys Listen coming in me. on jeans and t-shirts, bro. I love gear. I love gear too. Love it. You know, but it's like you got to you're on Fox like of all the weekends too. You could have done it on FS1, but the one that's on Fox, we got a guy that's like everybody's looking at him like, "Oh, look at that dude just came off the street with jeans and t-shirt, bro, ripping supercross. These guys are squids." All right, next question, please. <laughs> From Cole Hawkins. <coughs> what is the dirtiest takeout in Supercross or Motocross you have ever seen? Bradshaw on chicken at Bercy. Kevin Windham on Villaman. Matasevich goes riding his bike into Bradshaw. <laughs> oh, shit. Remember that shit? Yeah. Remember that shit? He didn't do that on purpose, though. What? He didn't know. You know, he was losing control and went, yeah. Bradshaw didn't follow anyway, so. Yeah. Look up Bradshaw on chicken. Bercy, 90. One, and Bradshaw puts him into a, a concrete wall. I don't know how Chicken even survived. This one's from Wyatt McLean. Will you ever get Jimmy Albertson on the f- show to catch up with him? Yeah, we need to. Yeah. Let's see why him and Georgia split. I, I don't know if I would go into that with him. <laughs> yeah, no, you know we're not I mean? doing but, that. But uh, yeah, to I, catch up would be good. Yeah, yeah, I like Chop Jimmy. Chop Jimmy. Jimmy still looks good on a bike too, dude. Like when I watch him ride his videos, it looks good. This one's from Cody Grandfield. I read Kiefer's article about making the switch to outdoors. How come Husqvarna's contingency is significantly lower than any other manufacturer? It's bad. It's bad. Why is it bad? I don't know. I need to find that out. Show? I'll ask him, yeah. yeah. This one's from a high school football fan. Is it possible to get someone from Dirtworks on the show to talk about some of the behind-the-scenes track-building info and why they would build a regular supercross track in Seattle when they know the forecast ahead of time. What are we going to get a guy on and then just attack him? Oh. Hey, come on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. And he comes on and you like, why did you build that track? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look it. Let me answer that question. question. Let me out. let me answer that question for that freaking guy. So, say you go to Seattle 
okay, we know it's probably going to rain, 90% chance, whatever. You build this bum-ass Supercross track that's all rollers, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah? You yeah. should, or, or not, okay. not all rollers, not okay. all rollers. But. What if the weatherman doesn't know whether or not it's going to rain that weekend? Dude, you, you moved it in, it was mud when they moved it in. It's Bro, be soft. it wasn't that gnarly. Your, your fucking, your Instagram was a, a trench, dude. Yes, but bro, you can't just build a flat track. No one's they saying that. They cut the triples down where do you they, just rolled them. Do they have to build the finish line the same length as regular and then make the backside of the takeoff yeah, so, so, okay, da- so okay. bad the guys almost ate shit okay, rolling it? But do you build it small enough to where I still got to huck it in the mud? You try to. Oh, really? So what are you going to make it 10 foot long? Because I wasn't going any more than 10 feet. Whatever you got to do, bro. Make it. I, mean, I, I don't think so. I think you build the Supercross track regular, and then as you know it's going to rain, you do exactly what they do, and they just roll that thing over. You, so you leave the whoops in for the, for the heat races and take them no, out for the LCQs? No, that I think is messing up. But you don't know if they didn't have the time. They didn't have the time after qualifying before the night show? I don't know. You don't know? You I don't, don't know, know they had two hours there? No. Is he working for Dirtworks? I know, right? Yeah, but dude, you got to give them a little. I mean, no, we I, we something. have. So I'm just saying, and they still cut them down, dude. Mm-hmm. I went on and on jerking those guys off about the Glendale track. What a track that was! What an awesome job they did, phenomenal. So credit where credit is due, and criticize them where, criti- where critical where, where, criticism where criticism is due. Okay, they still ended up cutting them down though. Yeah, they but, seen them. But, they but, were like, oh shit, we fucked up. We got to cut those down. Cut them down. Yeah, after four heat races. Well, you can't really. You, I you, mean, you, you you couldn't. It's on the opposite end of the track. That, you couldn't have pushed that finish line a little closer so that maybe guys want to could jump it. Dude, the rut was like it yeah, but, was down. <laughs> yeah, but that was on the inside because no one could jump it. What if you made it jumpable on the outside? Yeah, and guys but, could go both and ways. Then, and then you make it was so muddy. So you're, you're not jumping. You're not that pissed jump. off when you see a track that's muddy like that. Uh, what are you gonna do? I know. I'm just saying you're not. Apparently nothing. Off. No, I. Apparently nothing. I nothing. I personally nothing you can do. Build a regular supercross track. I nothing. personally like it. We're because... fucked. <laughs> I mean, okay. Fun. Hold on. Hold your, on. Your position is insane. Hold on, though. Your position hold on, on this is insane. Hold on. So you think that you cut the finish not line just down me. to me, ten feet? Me and just about every other okay, rider. Okay, so I, I you spoke think to. you cut it down to ten feet? I don't just know give the you an length. Example, like I don't what? know the length. But what I think what he's saying is, let's not make it an amateurish track, but let's shave. Dude, it. do you know how muddy it was? I under, well, it was on. almost more safe to leave it farther apart so you didn't jump it. It was almost more safe to leave the backside so steep that dudes were almost eating shit riding how over many, it. How many guys got hurt that weekend? How many guys would get hurt the other way? My way, nobody got hurt either. That's how mud. do you know? You're still jumping. It's mud, though. You yeah, but you're still trying to go at a faster rate. It's mud. You're fun. Well, I mean, if it's what, mud, what, all you're all, doing is going over a little have, mound. Would it have killed them to take a couple of jumps out of that rhythm lane that had 13,000 jumps in it? So riders can get a little more speed going no. and not just be rolling. No, I'll like, give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, so you could have took some jumps out. You'll give me the whoops. Yeah, but you okay, just won't so give me where, the finish do, line? where do you draw the line? <laughs> where do you draw the line? No, I don't like the fact that you cut the finish line. I don't like that. I think what he's trying to say, too, is well, let's try it. Let's just try it once and see what it's like. How about you make the finish line just two sort of round rollers? 
So maybe you try, and you know what? You just case a roller, and you're okay. Yeah, but so now, now you just rolled over, right? So you're just rolling over mud. Yeah. So you just... It's the same thing. Dude, is that, those, those pro circuit pipes you have on that? <laughs> yeah. All right, Dude, let's, I let's love go. my let's pro go. circuits. Let's go. And works connection and WUSA. Yep. Whole keep, shot devices. Kiefer, did Deuce Deuce teach you any more lingo during your drive to Vegas? Dude, I actually learned a lot. I asked him a lot of questions about um, mixing. Is ash money on the lips? No, just mixing and how he does it. If he writes the lyrics first or if he drops the beats in, how, which, how it goes. So I'm really interested in all that because I'm a big music guy. So um, I also asked him why he doesn't play an instrument and he explained that to me. So yeah, we had a good conversation. Okay, that's all. That's Come a on. lot of that's a lot of tweets. There was some better questions. Do you want to talk about Marvin and Eli some more? No, no. okay, no. hey, that's all. The Eli Tomic bomb is coming in Vegas. It, it is. <laughs> He's so tired of them laughing more. Um, <laughs> I know. All right, what else? Uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. Hey, so uh, no voicemails, right? Let's do that. That's no voicemails. So I just want before we go, uh, I just want to say I met a guy this weekend, uh, a father and a son, and uh, it turns out this guy, I don't I. I think I got his name. I forget. I feel like this is going to be a good story how you're okay. getting ready to do this. So the guy comes to me and goes, bro, you, you, your show was a big part of my brother and I's life. And we, we talked a lot about your show and everything that goes on with your show. And you met him at Daytona. And I'm like, cool. He showed me a photo of this guy from Daytona this year. I posed for a photo with him. Yeah. I look pretty good too. And uh, he Wait. was like, hey, he passed away mm. last week. Oh, damn. Or the week before. And he's like, man, I just I just want to say, like, thank you for all you – him and I talked about your show all the time. And the dad was there, and the dad was like, yeah, they loved your show. And and uh, and so, again, I took a photo of this guy in Daytona, and so that was in, what, March? And then now here we are in April, and, and sometime in between the, the brother has passed away. And this guy just wanted to thank me, and uh, it was really cool and really appreciate it. And – Sorry for his loss and the, and the dad as well. It's, it's it's terrible, but it was cool that this guy said that the brothers they like to talk about the show. That's really cool. See, you talk so, a lot of shit, so, and you say great radio. How do you know I didn't just all make that up? Because the way because you said, I could tell the way you, you presented said, it. Right, well, I want, uh, you know, it and, better, I would have made it up. And for all you dickheads out there talking shit, that's what Steve does it for, man. Right there. So, but that's what I'm saying. You know janky janky or you know listen to shows support sponsor all the shit but that's what i'm saying this show there's no other show like this show so when you get people like that to come up to you it's nice to hear some of those things that how it impacts people's lives Absolutely. even though you think you're just doing it at your you know at your little studio here but it impacts other Crap. people so that's good steve yeah no so uh that was cool congrats and steve no, hey you want to know the perfect steve. non-perfect congrats, example but sorry for that guy's loss and Look at yeah. look at how you and I impacted Nona life. Nona is hits it was me. all you. It was everything you did. No. You're a great guy. No. Everybody says you're great. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, she hits me up. She constantly texts me saying I do you're this. You're still talking to her. She texts me on the way up. Tell me how she's doing. Is she make the ranch? And she says she meets every, someone, two to three people every race she goes to that's listening to the show that helps her load her bike, helps her sweep, really? sweep her gate or pack her gate because they know who she is. Wow. So, so that's made, very cool. We made Nona a rock star. Yeah. So is, she's, she, is she making the ranch? She's going to her regional. She made it to her regional. Okay. So she's going to her regionals. She has two regionals she's going to just in case. Oh, wow. And uh, 
I get people that met her that DM me and says how cool of a girl she is and how cool of a story that is that you put together. So that's tight. That's the kind of shit. That's WUSA cool. Fly Racing all stepped up. Badass. Even the local KTM shop helped her out because they listen to the show as well. You people that gave uh, for the uh, raffle, for the Nona raffle? Yep. What did we give away for that? A helmet. Remember the helmet? My oh, yeah, Loretta, your helmet. Loretta's your helmet. custom helmet, yeah. yeah. And then we just did a raffle for uh, Devin Raper. Gave him three grand. Devin Raper. That motherfucker was uh, sandbagging. The Seven Deuce Deuce. He didn't make a main all year. He won the Pulp Mex Quadruple Challenge. We gave him three grand. He made the last two mains. <laughs> Fucking Raper Raper. Dude. Dude, Raper, Raper, Raper raped us dude, of that money. Raper, Raper raped me of like three mains this year. <laughs> Take you out. Oh, second corner just lined up. Marvin Muscan me, bro. Mm. Well, anyways, so you're not a fan. No, but so, I mean, at the end of the day, he deserves it. He deserves it. He's a cool kid. Did they say how the, the guy passed away? No, no, I didn't ask. That sucks. It does, but it was cool that you know he seemed genu- Him and his dad seemed genuinely appreciative, I guess, of the show. That's so, cool. That's, that's cool. awesome. Um, all right, so thanks to our guests, thanks to you people, Zach Osborne, Weston Pike, Kyle Peters, Danny Massey, and Heather Kiefer. Who was the best guest we had tonight? Mm. Weston's always good, but I I really was uh, pretty intrigued about the Maxima stuff. Oh, wow. Um, just because I had some actual legitimate questions about oil. Like, I wanted to know if I could mix. Or things you her. didn't know. Yeah, uh, things Kiefer, I didn't know. Who's your best guest? My wife. Marks? Best guest tonight. I don't know. I didn't hear all the interviews, so I couldn't answer that, truthfully. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, but enough, Phones, bro. Uh, Phones, bro. But enough time to post on Instagram, happy anniversary to the wife during show hours. I saw that. That's yeah, why during I show it. hours. Wow. Enough and then you that. posted about the Leafs game on show hours right after that. Yeah, I'm that, a lot. that was weird. I am the boss. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss. All right. I'm the boss. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, I thought Osborne was great because he asked Marvin's his buddy and Tickle's his buddy because they're all in the Baker's factory. And he answered those questions honestly. And he did candidly, dude. But you know, it's hard because Zach's always so good, bro. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Zach knows how to speak. He, well, you, guys, you know, he's got a good opinion you all guys the time. Shit on him, so by saying he wasn't the best guest. Hey, shit. Speaking hey, of shitting on me, shout I, out to I, my guy oh, Earl on. Waters. Oh, Earl Waters in New Mexico. He's a fan of the show. He's a good dude. That's it. Oh, now it's just fucking okay, personal what? shout out time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Did Earl pay you for that? No, I just thought about it. Uh, I shit on Roost MX tonight. RoostMX.net, <laughs> bringing you Alex Ray and Brandon Hartraft. Uh, use the code PulpMX uh, when you check out at PulpMX, or RoostMX.net. They can make custom graphics for you. They can uh, Cobra, make Cobra stuff for you, the official Cobra merch place. Uh, pitch shirts, PulpMX line, anything you need for graphics, any kind of sponsors, custom stuff, RoostMX.net has you covered. Use the code ARAY91 also to save with those ARAY's going outdoors, right? No. I'm trying to get him a bikes to go outdoors, but like Yamaha bikes? No. Oh, really? I'm trying to get him anything. Oh, okay. You got a line on him? Uh, no. I'm trying to get him two bikes. I texted an OEM guy today and said, "Listen, we need two bikes and some parts, and you can have the bikes back." And then he wrote back, "We don't want them back after a race." <laughs> no fucking shit. So, <laughs> any dealers out there looking to sponsor a guy? Yeah, yeah. Any dealers? Get on the program. You'll get uh, you get a lot of love at Pulp Max if you gave a Ray two bikes. He'll give them back to you. Good condition. And he doesn't care what they are. He'll ride anything. Just, Don't worry about that gonna smell. Need, you're going to need at least two new clutches. 
He needs a lot of clutch plates. Low okay. hours, never raced. Besides that. <laughs> Vet-owned, well-maintained, low yeah. hours. Alex Ray, looking for help, everybody. Let's get him outdoors. Him and Nagy are going to go and go out together. Nice. Um, so thanks to our guests. Thanks to uh, Swisscore and Moser for all their help. Thanks to Pookie. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, always fun. Thank you. Always. Sorry about your collarbone. It's all good. We will see you in Vegas, yep, though. Yeah, we're going to be in Vegas. We'll be in Vegas. I might even try to race this weekend in Salt Lake, honestly. Really? Yeah. It just depends on how it feels. Don't blow yourself out. We gotta fig- I know, that's, hey, that's gotta, the biggest thing. We got to okay. get the bottom of the lit kit, too. This oh, week. yeah, yeah. Lit kit stuff. Yeah, yeah. Best dress. Who won last week? Mookie. Mookie won? Yep. Okay. We'll get the back to... Lit kit's got to have Chad Reed in it this week, dude. That shit's sick. Did you see what the photo it? I put on Twitter today? No. Of a Chad in the sand? Did you see that, Mark? Is it sick? Yes, I did. Dude, it was a sick yeah, that's photo. Good. Fox a good photo. killed it with his custom thing he did. That was bitching. Oh. It was custom? Yeah, it's only his gear. It's his gear. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks to you people for listening. Marks. Gracias. Happy anniversary, Marks. Happy anniversary, Marks. Gracias. Nos vemos. It's your anniversary. Nos vemos. <laughs> anniversary. It's it, your an- It was Nickelback night for you. No. For you no. And, and, and Courtney. No. Nope. Yep. No. No. no lo quiero. No. Listen, look no. at that photograph. No. Every uh, time I hear it makes me laugh. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us, as are you people. Wheeze out. Game 7, Wednesday night. Leafs Bruins. Go Leafs. See ya. See ya next week. You're bringing the ruckus to that ish. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Play.